And welcome back to WTF and Von and Deal, the place where you scream for our cream. I'm Spicy Ryan, the human equivalent of a voice of a dot matrix printer with... Fox Danger. That's good, man. <laughs> if no one's ever heard a dot matrix printer, I think it is the machine equivalent of my voice. <laughs> it's, it's fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those things like screaming at me like nobody ever has those anymore, though. I was I was I heard one and I go, oh, oh, that's going to be my intro. Oh, man. And today, we're going to be discussing Scholar. Oh, boy. We're oh, doing it. Oh, boy. Yep. There is some excitement. I, I tweeted this. Woohoo. Tweeted. I tweeted this out and said uh, in a couple of discords or whatever about Scholar. And then people were actually somewhat excited about it for the first time before an episode that I can recall getting feedback from multiple people like, oh, I'm so excited for the Scholar episode. I'm like, oh, oh, OK, that's good. Because we were we were kind of like, eh, yeah. do we want to do Scholar this weekend? Do we want to do other ideas I had that were not better? Uh, I don't even remember what those other ideas were, though. I remember you Ep- said them to me. Episode on <laughs> episode on how we could make Black Mage better. Oh no, fuck that! <laughs> That's right, because I didn't agree with it at all. That, that was the problem. You didn't like my post in the official forums. I thought it was a pretty good post. Oh, I never. I don't think I read the actual post unless you like reposted it in the Discord. No, it was. Mm, I I posted in the Discord, so. Oh, uh, but yeah, basically, I, I I just I didn't care about the topic because I just don't think black mage really needs anything outside of giving it cataclysm natively. (laughs) I think black mage is fine. Yeah. I mean, my fixes were interesting. It was, uh, it was stuff like add a minor rake effect to the Joss bells added effect that doesn't stack with rake. It was half of the effect of that for the nuclear. If I were to to see an effect like that, I would want them to like retool uh, ancient magic to do that sort of thing. Give us a reason to use it. Okay. I could see that for ancient. I use ancient magic as a recast already, but I I was, it wasn't to it wasn't to reduce the resistance rank or anything either. It was just to reduce the nuke wall penalty by, uh, you know, half of what rake does. So 25% instead of no rakes. Yeah. Rake's 50%. So it's 25% instead of 50%, which is not dramatic at all. Yeah. I want it to stay. I I want the nuke wall. They chose, they chose a really all oh, so do I, dude. Like if we didn't have the nuke wall, we would just be rolling around as immortal black mage armies. <laughs> there would be no stopping black mages. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But uh I don't know. I lost my lost my train of thought with the first part. I was gonna say there. But... Oh yeah, the the ancient magic thing, it's really awkward um the way it currently sits because you have to like use the element that they're most likely going to be able to resist in order to get the down effect. For I don't even the... want the down effect. It's it's like yeah. it's like what? It's fi- very small. It's fifteen seconds of minus fifteen. It was something really ridiculously stupid. It wasn't even wasn't even worth having. It was. I just yeah, use it, it. It's basically the same as bringing a ninja. I just use it over using a, a tier four nuke or something. I, when yeah. my when my tier five six and jaw are down, uh, I use ancient magic, which happens a lot when you only have haste too. You see, I use ancient magic depending on the size of the mob, the actual model size, because it looks really cool on some of the bigger dudes. Like, if you ever cast Tornado 2 on just a huge dude, <laughs> it looks pretty great. So, Man, this Scholar episode is off to a great black start. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's off the blackest start. Well, I mean, you're talking about half the job, so. Have we? I think we've done most of the jobs at this point. We haven't done stupid stuff like Corsair. Yeah, I I just don't get excited about melees and like I I I, ref, I, I don't go corsair or ranger to things even though I have a decent corsair and ranger. What don't you have because... that's decent, Fox? Thief. 
<laughs> okay. Thief is not thief isn't decent. Okay, I, I could see it, that. It farms omen. Ooh. <laughs> that's that's what thief does. But how are you doing today, Fox? Uh I'm just busy. Uh quarters winding down, which means all of the projects are due at the same fucking time because no one can communicate. Uh so that's that's a special one. Um, I've got a, a robust paper and I had like two projects that were due this weekend. A robust. Oh, the paper being defined as robust is, is definitely there. It's a it was like it was a seven page bibliography tied to a thirteen page paper on that bibliography. It's gonna be tied to like a, a, a PowerPoint presentation that I'm gonna have to give as my final based on that paper. Like it's I hate that class. <laughs> I can't wait till I'm done with it. No respect for my time, just like us and our viewers. So now I know what it's, it's like. It's nice to know that everything in life doesn't <laughs> respect everyone else's time, not just us. Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, just so just lots of school stuff. Um, recently, my car broke. That really sucks. Um, Carrot so said immediately it was for driving over the fields to go get Taco Bell. Oh, dude, I wish. Then at least I would have a story out of it. No, man, I was just driving down regular streets, obeying regular traffic rules, and heading to Starbucks when all of a sudden, like, my uh, my battery light comes on, my engine starts overheating, and basically that's caused by your serpentine belt malfunctioning in some way. So I, I get it back home before, like, it does too much damage to anything, and I pop the hood, and lo and behold, there's my serpentine belt cut in half. So that was cool. Uh, so... That's what I had to deal with. It wasn't like a malicious cutting in half. Like I, so I kicked up something off the road and it got lodged in there and it was like sharp. So it like cut it. But the thing about a mini Cooper is you have to like, you have to disassemble the full like front left of the car, including like the wheel well and everything in order to get at this and remove the tensioner and stuff. So it's, it's a huge pain in the balls. I'm just going to do it next weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. That's right. Nothing like car maintenance over Thanksgiving in the snow. Uh, oh, it's snowing there now. It will be by then. Ah, uh, you get you getting <laughs> shit on Fox. It is what it is, man. Like <laughs> I don't know. Getting shit a, happens. A big stinky steamer all over your life. Yeah, sometimes wouldn't be any different from anyone else. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm. You know, Fox. You also forgot to mention. Mm. I'm not going to let you get past this one. How are those notes of raspberry? Oh, and yeah, current. Dude. Raspberry and Courant in this Contact Haze IPA from Elysian. Um, they're not great. It tastes like a Reebok. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically a Reebok, not a Nike. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It doesn't really taste like an IPA, even though it's labeled as an IPA. It tastes more like, it, it kind of tastes like a Hefeweizen that was made out of like someone's old sneaker. Hmm, Converse. Mm, hmm. It's really weird, man. But yeah, I, I think I've had this one on the show before, but it's not delightful. It was, it was just, I think it was last time you had it, and now you've gone back to Vans yeah. off the wall in your mouth. Oh, man. I fucking love Vans. Like, they're the shoe, but... <laughs> They've gone off the wall and into your mouth. They have. Although, I was a fan of the puffy Vans. I really hate the, the canvas. The puffy Vans. Yeah, man, the, the ones that are, like, big and comfortable, like slippers, they're fantastic. I used to like them in my youth because they were wider shoes, and I enjoy wider shoes. Yeah, gives you more of a comfort room, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's where it's at. Yeah, but this, this beer is not delightful. It's, it's basically a fruit beer, and an IPA should never be that. Fox, so. It is a fruit beer. It has citrus guava. It has citrus guava. <laughs> oh, what were they thinking? 
I think they Most were thinking of their beer is so good, but <laughs> they were thinking some poor sap's going to pick this up and he's going to have to have a Reebok in his mouth. Well, a quarter of the of the variety pack that I picked up was this, so like I had three of those in there, and they were the last three I'm drinking. So <laughs> I'm out of the good stuff. That's <laughs> yeah, it's pretty not good. <laughs> you might as well pour that into your sneaker and drink out of it and, and <laughs> see how it tastes. I don't know, man. I, I don't think I'm willing to go that far. I'm it's just like, going to drink this thing. I'm not going to think about it while I'm doing it, and I'm just going to oh, you, take that initial You're going to have off. to think about it. I am. <laughs> so I, you know, we haven't talked about anime in a while, Fox. You know, this Scholar episode is going to have to have all this shit before yeah. we get to the Scholar. That's right. Let's waste, uh, let's waste a bunch of other people's time. Yes. There we go. Let's not respect anyone. I gotta so say, got going on with the anime. I gotta say, I've been enjoying uh, Spy Family. That's been a nice, wholesome, enjoyable, quirky sort of anime that everyone enjoys. Good art. I'm good probably everything. gonna binge that next week. It's very yeah. good. It yeah, is. I saw like the first five episodes of season one. And I keep meaning to go back to it, and I just haven't. And I need to because it's it's excellent. I'm only on season one. I didn't. I thought that's it. There's there's two seasons now. Oh, because I'm yeah, just watching on Crunchyroll, and it's releasing season one bit by bit. I didn't know there's a second season. Maybe it's a second core or something. They they do seasons weird over there. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't have all these details. I may enjoy anime, but I'm not the weebiest among us. I I will say the next one. Fucking chainsaw man, absolutely. Yeah, dude. Oh so man, good. If, if 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 there was a show that was forged entirely out of sexual innuendos, I would say this one is it. It's got everything. <laughs> and and the song is a fucking banger. You get so like intro is usually a skip. This one I just kinda wanna watch because it's just a great fucking intro. It's it's just a banger. Yeah, yeah, super solid show. I, I I caught up on that one. I was, I think I was originally watching it in dub or something. And oh, oh no, no, we don't do dubs, Fox. I do dubs. That's how you get card captured sort of dubs. We don't do that. <laughs> not all dubs are bad. Sakura. I'm not. I'm not that kind of neckbeard weeb. Like I'm weeby enough to like admit that maybe I have an anime problem, but I I'm not like weird about it where I need to be a staunch defender of a specific language dubbing. That's, that's <laughs> no, no, no. I do it because some are so bad. The voice some acting. Are. Yeah, you're that's right. that's why I always watch an original because they did not get bad original ones. You're right, but um, I, I I definitely wouldn't ever just write them off automatically. That's for sure. Eh. Otherwise, it is getting kind of chilly out now. The frost is falling because it is close to Thanksgiving, and I brought all the plants in today. So now there is an olive tree up to the ceiling in my house. Hey, all right. Yep, olive tree is still surviving. It's my favorite of the plants. Carrots too, but <laughs> it is a tree. So <laughs> I'm dragging a tree through a narrow door. <laughs> so there's going to become a time where you can no longer drag that indoors? What are you going to do? Uh, probably next year, but hopefully we're just going to move away by next year. It'll be someone else's problem or they'll just it'll die and they'll have to get rid of it. <laughs> I'm sure we could find a home for the tree. She's gasping over there. She goes, oh. <gasps> You can cut the top off of it. What, what are you going to fly over with this tree? You cannot. Was it going to ride coach? Dude, this, this tree is like eight <laughs> feet tall, okay? There's no, there's no bringing this. I'm looking back as I say that. That's why I'm fading out. I'm looking at oh, it. Oh, so, so you're going to need to get like first class accommodations for it. I got you. Yeah, I'm going to have to buy a uh, you know business class for the tree because we're getting down to business. Yeah, man. <laughs> a ridiculous ass tree. Otherwise, I had to bring out a little. Did the Russian prom- pomegranates die, my love? They're long dead. They didn't survive Ukraine. They're, they're the Russian pomegranates are dead. So what do I we have mean, left? Pomegranates suck anyway. So you're not really missing. Two lime and pepper still. So we have what the jalapeno one, the yeah. sriracha pepper one, whatever it is. Two. Rosemary, oregano. Yeah, those don't count. Those are herbs. We don't count those. 
when the when the best part of your fruit is the seeds, I think you did something wrong. Like pomegranates suck. Pomegranates yeah. are delicious. No, they're not. Oh, well, come get on. Out of here oh, come on. Get, get out of here with this. 20 years before I got a pomegranate out of those sticks. Fox is saying that, that when all the fruit is seeds, you've done something wrong. Well, that's, that's what pomegranates are. They're all the seeds, aren't they? Oh, weird. Then what am I saying about that? <laughs> what is he saying about that? Then? Oh, you're saying that. Oh, I thought he was saying that's wrong for a pomegranate to be all seeds. I was no, no. He said something. Okay. He was saying it's not good. <laughs> pomegranates are great. They're, they're tasty. I'm going to go have my pomegranate juice now that I remind him. <laughs> Look with that. I'm gonna to continue to drink this Reebok. The juice <laughs> <laughs> The juice is loose and the shoe is untied. But otherwise, um, uh I worked a shit ton on the Black Mage guy today. It is I think I had some good sets in there before, but I think now it's really good. It's tiered out and everything. It's it's got what anyone Black Mage, honestly looking at these sets now for fighting in Sorty Basement, compared to gearing out uh a tank uh with with special shit and all this and and uh or a DD with ultimate weapons or something, Black Mage is such a low barrier to go succeed that basically for how fast it is now to get 2100 with a CP party because you get, or EP party because the crabs, we went there with Akadin and in like in an hour or so, he had like halfway done with progress. It was just in a few hours, you're done capping 2100 essentially, maybe four if you're slow, maybe five if you're really slow. And, or just, I mean, if you're soloing, fuck it. But if you're in a real group, I mean, with how fast is the cap on Black Mage? Just go out there with one master level, maybe three master levels if you're fancy, because the basement will give you points. It's the yeah, it's the well, campaign right now too. But then just basically the, the the barrier for gear entry to go succeed on these bosses and the farms where we're doing them is so low that as long as you wear what I have there for magic accuracy, any group should be able to win because Black Mage is like the the easiest slot to fill now. Nice. Assuming they can yeah, hit the burst um, macro. I've heard many stories of people just not bursting because they're not able to hit a macro, but it's, it's easy. Yeah, I was planning on rolling out to uh, Buga Bay on Ninja just solo because I, I really want to be able to use Subrune on that job. So I'll go with you on Black Mage, and that'll be obviously a good marriage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I was going to fight like the beast type mobs and stuff because they should be really weak to almost all hybrids. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't care what you fight. I mean, as long as I'm, long as I'm there to kill shit. Yeah, they'll explode. As the Black Mage guy says at the top, blow shit up. Yeah, man. But that was... Yeah, that'll be pretty easy. I was looking at that, and I was just very satisfied with the results of uh, how not even having Agu's cap... Like, that, like you know, a lot of problem people have is either, like, Ia's is prohibitively expensive for what they're doing, or Agu's, they haven't beat R20, or having far P-farmed it. You really don't need any of that to be successful. That was what was... Well, not now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because of the plus two, and then even without the plus two, I was surprised that when I was looking over the sets, how I just never considered as the fucking cat is in the box. Every time, every time that I do this, you get in that box. Yeah, yeah, you're done. <laughs> but the, I never considered the the Archmage's Tonbin, and they actually are a very good option, and I just never considered them, because who considers them? Yeah. Most people don't even know offhand that they actually have Magic Burst 2 on them. Yeah, not not even that. It was just I considered it too low. But when I stopped focusing wrongfully on the magic burst parts of it, and more on the base stats of it that matter more, because magic burst two is a bit overrated. Uh, depending on the person, very overrated. But it's a bit overrated. And just focusing those pants are actually the best option you're going to have until plus three Wicca. So, yeah, I remember I was uh, when I was brewing for for the Costra stuff uh, for the potential Costra cheese on Amazon. Don't get too excited because. You know, people listening because it doesn't really pan out. <laughs> but uh, 
a lot of the magic burst plus stuff just wasn't as good versus that mob and a lot of it just ended up being like abusing magic attack bonus multipliers and stuff and making sure you had the magic act to hit it so like a lot of the time you can just get there based on that shit like because if scholar can get there then black mage can too obviously and and for adding more context of what i'm saying but i never considered those pants i am saying that those pants are better than using ea plus one in in an overall set i believe that they have shit ton of magic attack bonus on them they're 50 in as well yeah they're like yeah uh, stuff that's I've I've never liked the AS set because of the weird low stats on like Magic Egg and, and, and the magic attack bonus. The feed and the and the hands might as well never fucking exist for Ia in the first place. Yeah, that that really eliminates uh, you know two fifths of the set already. Yeah, exactly. Those feed are so bad it's not even funny. Imagine nuking a fox on a set that has almost no intelligence in a slot. Yeah, right. Man. <laughs> and you've arrived at A of feet. <laughs> a of feet NQ, zero plus intelligence. Like, oh, that's a great idea, Square Enix. That's that's let's give a you know a, a mage no intelligence in the nuking set. But with a magic like bursting option. Almost all of your other options have like 30 plus. <laughs> yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. It's it's oh, just man. super important for Black Mage. So now that I had those sets all outlined out, I'm very, very happy with the low, mid, and high tiers and the way everything is. I, I I broke it down in the way that I, I made this criteria that i thought could apply to all players like arbitrarily cutting off uh for low tier you have malignance because you can fight lilith but you don't have freke ring and you don't have like a plus two neck and stuff like that just arbitrary stuff because it's easier to get malignant searing than it is to go get odin kills so anyone can solo the malignant searing but you can't you can't go solo odin so just breaking out like that so that any black mage can just throw themselves at end game as long as they have a skill chain to burst on black mage now with uh, having someone to provide sets to copy paste should be able to apply itself while any group content that is new. Yeah, and, and you're you're obviously talking about just like new players because you're gonna get some dude like well, but actually you who will be like ah, oh, but I soloed. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you you absolutely can, but like when when a lot of times these these guides are built, it's for players that can't do those things yet because obviously anyone who can solo Odin is generally someone who also has an idea of what they could wear. Uh, to to gear their job most of the time not saying that's a given so yeah and with that ring is much harder to get what that all translates to though fox is when i'm looking at black mage like that that means that Mm -hmm. i can also look at scholar that way because scholar is somewhat similar in gearing to black mage and obviously there's differences especially in empyrean gear or whatever but overall similar that means that scholar can experience the same sort of results in a nuking fashion just doesn't have tier six or jaws yeah I, I do, actually. Uh, I, I really like nuking on Scholar, especially since the Imperium Plus 3 came out. But even before then, um, Plus 2 it was still great. And then uh, even before that, if you were geared properly and had, you know, Agu's R25 and stuff like that, like, your your nukes were still great then, too. So uh, Scholar, Scholar definitely nukes about as well as the Black Mage does. It just has the handicap of having a lower tier. But the magic accuracy is even almost the same. It gets so. better options in its gear. But the last yeah. missing piece to all of making these sets, Fox, and focusing on what I wanted to focus magic accuracy around based on stats to magic accuracy to a set overall, because you have to really use that as your guiding principle. You can throw out as much damage as you want as a set, but it really doesn't mean shit, as we've seen. If you go to the basement and you're getting resisted constantly, you're doing worse than having a garbage set with no offense and all accuracy because you're just not. Yep. You're getting resisted hardcore, and that's 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 a problem for any sort of victory strategy there if you're using magic as most people are and yeah, you well, now you don't even have to worry about it <laughs> yeah now, now you took get MP plus three, you're good. so my prior work i mentioned episodes ago on magic accuracy right up there 
basically just putting basic mechanics in people's faces and trying to simplify them down or make them understandable or or extrapolate out what that means or actually improve the wiki pages because they were not correct or missing the stuff I was talking about in the guide and I had to add them to those pages. But nonetheless, you went and took the Japanese table that was created based on testing that was done in the blog a couple years ago or a few years ago. Was it 2019? A few years ago now? By a Japanese player that I follow on Twitter, which is how I found it in the first place. And they used Red Mage end spells and basically, basically looked for magic accuracy based on the resistance rate on end spells and then wrote out a table that way. And then that was also used to find the int testing with Puppet. So that table then went to the int testing. So basically in the past few years, thanks to Japanese testers, we've uh, gotten an understanding of how to find the magic accuracy for a certain mob, resistance, rank, and level, and the int, and how that factors into dint and everything and magic accuracy. And, and how, because you have to test how int actually applies to magic accuracy at its various uh, tears there, not to get in the not to get in the weeds there, but that all had to be understood <laughs> first before we can pinpoint precisely the magic accuracy we need to hit to apply to content to make content basic and easy. And now that we have that, you Fox, I was trying to work on the table and start having questions, and then you're just a better math person anyway. Made an Excel sheet and threw all yeah. of the information from those Japanese people in. Well, it's just one person in this case. The int's not relevant here. Um, in and he's got a weird name, or I would say his name. It's like. MBZ2A. It's like a bunch of fucking letters. Nothing I did was really that special for that, though. Like, I used Excel's uh, cell prediction uh, to, to figure out a lot of that stuff. I mean, you could do it manually, but there's no reason to, and Excel will do most of it for you. I, I was so doing I it really manually it. because I'm not a complex guy, Fox, and it was taking me a lot of time. If, if you if you could have been over my shoulder watching how I was doing it, you would have been really sad at how. Oh, how I, I would have been. Complex I would have been. <laughs> yeah. Because if I had just applied Excel skills to it, it would have been basic, and that's yeah. Typically, my. But I, I can't. I can't take a ton of credit for that. I did. I did spend some time analyzing it, and um, because there were errors in the information presented there, I, I yeah, threw out to you. <laughs> that's how the whole conversation started. I go, Fox. This guy's got multiple entries, and stuff's wrong here. I, I can see stuff's wrong. I just ha- don't know how I interpret what's right here. I was trying to figure yeah. out what his logic was when he was doing it at the time to figure out what his error might have been based on how I'm looking at a table, how he was looking. I was trying to put myself in that person's shoes to figure out which cell was the wrong entry. And you just said, ah, no, I'm going to fix it anyway. And I'm like, okay, Fox, thanks. Yeah. And basically your results are going to get close no matter what. Because what what needs to be known is that their testing they were using that that we kind of like have taken as gospel up to this point is still an estimate. Because there's no way of like matching that, those those accuracy values like exactly like they're probably going to be off by about three in a lot of their findings, and because of the way I had to fill in the blanks for stuff that wasn't there, um, it's probably going to be out be off by about ten magic accuracy, which in the scheme of things isn't a lot, but it's still something you should keep in mind. It like makes if you're off difference. by about ten magic accuracy, yeah, I mean your your hit rate will suffer, but it's not going to be like you know a twenty percent hit rate difference or anything. It's you're you're still going to be in the relative ballpark of being able to land nukes pretty effectively. So yes. uh, I, you can you can use that tape. And with how gear works out, you're probably going to be overshooting it by that much or, or yeah. close to just based on yeah. how you're choosing. It doesn't line up perfectly anyway. You have to go over that a bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As long as you're not under it. But that was the first Twitter thread I've had on my account because I just post random stuff. But this time it was a Twitter thread because I had to make the comments you said about how it's... Uh, I thank the person I tagged them on Twitter that we got it from and said thank you for their hard work and this and that. And I I even made a Japanese post of this too because we had like 15, including loot, including the author of the table we use and all these Japanese players, Shonuts and all these famous Japanese Twitter people that 
mean nothing to the NA world unless you're on Twitter, but all the all the big Japanese names all liked it. It was getting retweeted. Mm-hmm. I, as a guy who never has anything happened to him, this is the first time. I'm like, oh, wow. And I made a little thread commenting on that, and then I made a Japanese Google Translate post thanking all of them for their information they post. Because I've a lot of the stuff that I've done for the sortie page or our group strategy has been from Japanese Twitter posters. And the stuff they post, the videos they post, testing they post, not just the one at long underscore horned guy who puts the very important resistance rank information yeah. stuff in. He's he's crucial, but the other Japanese posters like Lutz, actual videos of fighting it, or other people like Shonuts and people who post their stuff on Twitter. I take that because Auction House is usually absolute dog shit for this stuff. It just either has none of this information, none of this sort of discussion, or no testing because people don't want to uh, not have a run where they don't get a million things and upgrade pieces and then just never do the event again because I won the game. So the Japanese people <laughs> are the only people in the community that are putting this out that I can find. So I really hope they, they scrutinize it too and uh, try to find where the errors lie. Because the, the, the one thing that, that people who do like Excel stuff and, you know, analyze like large data sets or big data, even though this isn't really big data, but um, it still can be time you, you analyze that stuff, you, you, you typically want to be able to set an equation to it. And that's one thing that we, we don't have is an equation that fulfills magic accuracy. And when I was looking at it, um, it's very easy to see that the difference between levels is linear, but it's actually exponential when it's going between resistance ranks. So we need a lot of data on anything that's that's uh, above 30% resistance rank. Uh, oh, sorry, below. So like 30, 10, 5. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Yeah, because it really, it really takes off. Like I was looking at the, uh, the trend line for that um, because, of course, I'm going to graph it and look at the trend line because I'm a big fucking nerd. Um, but yeah, it's definitely an exponential equation and it gets very exponential to just not hitting it at all when you're at 5%. You, you can, if it's a low mob, yeah, that's, that's where elemental steel might help. I don't know. Like even on like the level 120 something mobs, like it's probably over 2000 magic accuracy. Yeah. I I can see that. Like a resistance rank five. I can see that. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's how, when people keep casting and it randomly lands besides it being, generally max resist it, it still will land but that's how it will sometimes land for people because it's still a chance you know you still have what, a five percent chance of any what's the floor for magic accuracy i don't even know but it's a 95 percent cap so if there's a 20 percent floor like with normal accuracy you have at least still a 20 percent chance of landing some resisted rate probably max resist of an effect like you can silence something at any level that's five percent if you spam it a million times but it's just still uh overall yeah. will never land yeah i I mean, there are going to be set samples where stuff doesn't land and people will just think it's immune when it's not the case. That's for sure. It'll always say if it's immune in this game now, which is nice. They added that message. That's one yeah. one bone they threw to mages, but that's still not a, you know. Right. It's probably still a 5% is what you're looking at when that, when that occurs. But it's not just nukes, although that is part of Scholar and what I'm going to transition into now. That is also part of Enfeebles. So that number that's listed there is not just uh, what you need for nuking, it's the number you need for enfeebling, say you're casting Paralyze or whatever on Scholar or doing anything like that, Addle, if you will, then <laughs> Addle's really important. I wish people... Addle is. Yeah. I had someone post, here's comment that wasn't directed to us, but I'm going to say on anyway. Someone posted in the BG Discord, because that's where most of the ignorance is, that when they cast... Addle, it doesn't really seem to matter on mobs, and that's just just not true. It's just yeah. a very Even important one. Yeah. Something. If you bring a red mage to V19 or 20 Ubani and cast Addle 2 with a red mage, 
the, oh, well, a, yeah. the AoE damage goes from actually hurting your party and for how often it's spammed, doing actually meaningful damage to your party, to doing no damage because it's just missing because Adol has taken the magic accuracy of that mob down. And that's just, that's just a base example of how that can be applied where your group just won't be getting hurt anymore versus getting hurt pretty significantly. Yeah, as your DT sets get better and better, you're going to see a larger and larger difference. But that's even, the two even TP sets, together. not just DT, because even normal TP sets have a lot of magic accuracy, magic evasion now with uh, Imperium. You know, I actually use DT and TP pretty interchangeably nowadays because I almost it is, never. Yeah. yeah, the only job I ever go into like greed sets on that don't have DT in the ninja. ninja. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the only job um, because all the other ones absolutely need it almost all times now. So. You need like at least thirty five percent, if not more, on most things. That's my general rule. Yeah, I, um, I love this Vienna Lager from Von Trapp. It's just a fucking. It's just a basic beer, but it's just so good. Thank you, Vermont, yeah. for all the things you provided outside of Ben and Jerry's. Outside of Ben and Jerry's, not a huge Ben and Jerry's fan, but it is. It is special ice cream, I suppose. I like ice cream. Yeah, yes. Gelato Who doesn't like? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a gelato guy. Yeah, gelato's so good. <laughs> go so go on to old Giuseppe. So oh, you know, Carrot had a birthday, too, before I now officially get off of all non-scholar scholar subjects to go into it. Carrot had a birthday oh. recently. That was that was nice. I went over to the uh, Italian bakery and had to, uh, you know, last minute on the way home because that's just how I do things. Uh, I don't get a cake or anything because I we really don't want cake. It's just meh. Cake is... I don't like cake either. Cake for me is for like actual multiple people gatherings outside of like a mini cake or like, I don't know, like a cupcake. I'd rather have a pie or a custard. Yeah, I, I prefer a pie as well. I don't know about yeah, custard, pie, but you know. Pie specifically, yeah. Making pumpkin pie That's for Thanksgiving. Good. I don't ever make pies, but I make pumpkin just for Thanksgiving because it's so easy to make. If anyone's never, I'm not even talking about making a pie crust. Fuck that. I don't got time for that. Go, go, go buy a fucking pie crust. It, it, yeah. Yes, it's not as special. It's not as good. Fine. But just getting canned pumpkin or whatever and seasoning it appropriately and just throwing it in and making it is such a fucking absolutely easy but delicious way to make pumpkin pie. It's just, it's like the easiest pie in the world to make. There's nothing you gotta do. There's no dough. There's no, no. If you get a pie crust, there's no dough. And you just throw it in you're done. And it's delicious. I, I like buying a store-bought pumpkin pie versus just doing that with basic things like nutmeg and allspice and shit is so dramatically different when you taste a store-bought. You go, why the fuck does a store-bought one suck so much? Because it's like there's not many ingredients in it, but nonetheless. So I go over to the Italian bakery right before coming home, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what to get or whatever. So they, they you know, the first I look at it and I go, get, get any tiramisu because she likes that. They go, Oh no, we usually do, but we don't. And I go, That's good. That's you know, that's that's me planning ahead. And I go, Okay, what do you got here? And they go, We we have American cheesecake or Italian cheesecake. I go, No, give me the Italian cheesecake because her grandmother, her grandmother's, uh, you know, Sicilian heritage from Queens. And she's got a thing where she says, it's not cheesecake, that's cheese crumb. <laughs> like, that's not a good way of doing an old lady voice, but so no, really. I said, no, give me that Italian cheesecake. We're not, we're not, we're not messing around with this American cheese crumb nonsense. And then I'm looking at stuff and then you know, I, I picked like a chocolate horn and this and that stuff put in the box, a uh, mocha cake that was actually super good, like a mocha piece of a cake. I don't want a whole cake. And then so the lady put it in the box, and she's like, oh, it's not going to fit. Like, let me get it. I go, no, just, just give me the box. She goes, oh, no. I, I go, don't let me close the lid. The lid's not going to close. It's fine. And she's like, but I, I go, forget about it. It's fine. She goes, she's just going to close the lid. I go, I'm just going to hold it. She's like, I don't want it to fall apart. I go, I said, forget about it. I'm just going to hold it. I had to, I had to throw out a couple forget about it. Yeah. But then I brought it home, and I, I was the hero because I brought home pastries. And I, I, you know, it's nice to live in the suburbs with Italian pastry places nearby. Oh, I bet. 
They were delicious. And that was Carrot's birthday. So, Scholar. Yeah. That is the agenda. And I am actually leveling Scholar now, Fox. So I'm going to be interested too, because I've done my minor research of watching other people in the group play Scholar and thinking about how I might play Scholar or thinking about how my Lua might look or when I'm working on Black Mage sets, thinking about how my Scholar set might look somewhat similar to my Black Mage nuking set. And I am on the cusp of crossing over into that. My Scholar is only 75, but I have used my Ruspix plate and gotten plus three access. <laughs> I am on the way. I ran that naked Scholar in there with the track pants plus one because you can buy that during this login campaign still, along with the Ixian mount. Go do that if you haven't, because that's actually a good amount. I don't buy mounts, but that, that pony is a fun time. It is, yeah. It is very good. And I ran down there naked and clicked on some stuff, and I, I have plus three access now to Scholar, and I don't have any galley, because I've been... Now I'm five out of five blue, five out of five black mage. I am, I am rocking those plus threes. Nice. Yeah, I wish my attention wasn't as split as it is. <laughs> well, you got to fix your um, car, and you got to do papers for sexist professors and all this. Oh, well, I mean, aside from that, I just meant job-wise, it's, it's very split. Yeah, I, um, I, I like being focused. Yeah. Well, I, I figured that uh, I was going to end up on Scholar more often than Black Mage because it's actually a more rare job, sort of, in, in the group. Um, it is. That's why I'm doing it. Yeah, so it, it's, it's not like it's a detriment anyway. Uh, Scholar does great. Scholar has a fantastic MP plus three, so it's not like I can ever be sad about upgrading it. Um, it's just I, I can't like focus on particular ones because I, I had to do Dancer first because I wasn't sure when they were going to release uh, uh, R30 content or V30 content, V25 content. I mean, so yeah, I I had to like shore up some jobs that I know I fill the exact niche for my group in, and then you know expand from there. So yeah, tables out for one more week, I believe, because his whole family got sick again, probably with COVID or whatever they got, but they're getting better, and he's. You know, their bedtimes for the kids that all messed up in that. So he's he's been on hiatus for a couple of weeks to take care of that because he can't just be playing while things are going. He's got to be a dad. So he's been off from our group for a couple of weeks. So I will also be scholar now because so far it's just been you and Haya are only scholars in our group. Because technically yeah. it was no problem. We only needed one. But now that we're using two scholars to do sorty stuff, that means there needs to be other scholars in the group. So I'm... Oh. You know, it's it's kind of important for me to get get into this. To I'll, fill. I'll tell you, it's it's way more fun when you have two scholars at the same time than, it than is. one. There's all so much coordination you have to do, like between who's and what arts. So that's the thing. That's the thing. If it's a pug group, it's a nightmare to have two scholars. It's horrible. Oh, there's no communication. <laughs> but if it's an actual group of people, even well, a pug group could still work. You just have to like it'd be hard on the fly to communicate. I'm out of strats. You go. I mean, you can make a macro or something, but that would be. It's kind of difficult, but scholar two scholars working in, in tandem is just really scholarly. It's it, it's really good. <laughs> it, it's something else because yeah, we really focus when we talk about our stuff on our groups, our two separate groups, or one. You've been you've been playing with us because your group hasn't been doing sortie. You've been catching other people up in Odyssey, so it's been yeah. nice to have you on loan, and it's been been very nice. But just to see you and Haya, uh, who's come in after vacancies being available, I suppose. <laughs> to uh to do scholar stuff and just you know both what you're doing and you are just on a, a way of communicating tossing over responsibilities on the fly my strats are out and yeah, swapping we, to we be talked. the burster yeah it's just really we talked for basically the entire hour yeah uh just going back and forth on like who's doing what at what given time uh i i it, it's nice to typically have someone who's going to be in a set of those roles like whenever possible so you can kind of predict things 
Um, I usually take it upon myself to be the skill chainer because I've got really strong skill chain knowledge. I can do it manually without issues and multi-step manually and all that stuff. Um, Which is so a big deal. Try to be because yeah. when it comes to Ida in the basement, for those who don't know, Ida is the <laughs> H boss of Sortie who will change elements, and if you heal him when you absorb, that's that's not good because not only could you eventually trigger vivisection early that way, but it's just besides healing him, it might increase his D tier, whatever. It just has a very negative effect on that. You don't want to want to do that. Yeah. So having a scholar who's hitting a, a script or a macro only can just not be able to stop it and, and end up healing him anyway, and that would just be not good. High eyes have been caught in have, Or if they only have like one combination of uh, of spells that make that skill chain that they know of or, or that their macro accounts for, sometimes one of those spells that you cast will actually be the thing that heals it. Um, so that can be an issue too. I've seen a lot with scholars, Fox, that when I ask them to do a element, like, hey, we need to burst earth on this, they don't have that set up because they'll only be used to doing a specific thing. Like maybe, I don't want to say Ongo, because if you just have did a V20 Ongo with a scholar only bursting, you're not going to win. So they don't do that. Maybe a lower tier one people were using scholar, but they would be something particular for a random NM that they have a macro buried away for and just... Before Sortie came out, we didn't we didn't have for a long time scholars using all of their imminent skill chain options. So just asking it to be done, it's like, oh wait, I, I what do I do? <laughs> Which what is that? I don't I don't have a macro for that one. It just basically comes up a, a lot now. So actually having the FFXI Calc app, yeah. I mean before that can definitely help people. Before that was called an app. Just pulling that up has been essential, not only just for general play, but just for figuring out what scholar can do. Especially if when we're not farming H for Ida to go to, we're going to do Amamon next week and we're going to talk about that eventually, I'm sure. And it's <laughs> yeah. going to be something. Uh, it's going to be cheesy. We'll take a Ranger <laughs> for ABC, EFG, and on D nights, we take two Scholars because not only are two Scholars better, in my opinion, but just, uh, you know, you can't take a Ranger to, yeah. you, you can, it just would not be not be very good. So this is the part that Scholar is typically known for. I guess it's pretty good that we're talking about the skill chaining stuff first because there is so much finesse to it that you don't see most of the time. Um, yes. You have to know what, what skill chains you need to do and why they're beneficial. Like I see a lot of Scholars fire off tier twos only. So like you'll see like distortions go off or gravitation, stuff like that. And those skill chains are sometimes okay to use. Um, you're usually missing a lot of potential on them though because you have less options to skill chain with the other people around you. Having strong knowledge of the uh, the tier one interactions for skill chains allows you to make a longer skill chain uh, generally. And then uh, there's also some minutia with deciding when you're going to close with helix spells, because when you close with helix spells, um, tier one is what you want to close with. Uh, you can actually um, extend the burst window because of how long the animation takes. So... Uh, that's just one of the things that that you want to also be able to account for, and you need to communicate it too. Because if if, if you close with a helix as opposed to like just a tier one spell or whatever tier spells I'll talk about later, um, when you close with a helix, you need to communicate that to like a DD who's skill chaining with you, or maybe even another scholar, because it's gonna it's gonna change the timing on how they close on on your your spell too. So that that's why when we're in our group or when we're in the group, and you know we're coordinating these skill chains, I'll usually tell you when I have a long close or a short close. And that's so in case anyone has to pick anything up or if Carrot has to close um, like True Flight on something that she knows the Typically F or B. Yeah, exactly. 
So like the, the basically that it makes the timing better, um, and it lets the black mage know like if they have like a, a little bit longer window even to burst. But it's also is for consideration for the other melees or other skill changes. And that's what I was getting at when I was. It was an incomplete thought before you started taking off. Now you didn't interrupt me or anything too, but yeah. before you took off with that part right there when I was talking about taking a ranger. Because if you take mm-hmm. a scholar and run out of strats just from being the only one opening a skill chain, it, it happens, happens pretty fast. happens pretty fast <laughs> yeah. and it's not good. But taking a ranger there in the FFXI calc, you want to know what you can close with, whether it's a Corsair or the ranger. Because Corsair can shoot and can make skill chains in the basement. Most Corsairs can't because they don't make a high accuracy set. But in our group, <laughs> we, we pushed Hundi to make a high accuracy set. And he's able to do skill chains to continue in the basement. So when we fight... Uh, F, if it is in wind hand, it gets absolutely destroyed at just a, a <laughs> sickening pace yeah. that makes other groups possibly wince because it'll be the um, Lumino Helix from the Scholar to True Flight from the Ranger, which of course there's no damage because of the 5% resistance rank rate to light damage on Gartel, but that's fine. It'll do a couple K. It just wants to make the skill chain. makes distortion. Then Hundi has been getting TP from shooting, closes wildfire. So I've bursted. And now he's waited for long enough for me to burst again. He's closing the window for darkness. I'm getting a third burst off. I'm going to start working on my my fourth burst now. Then Carrot closes again to make double dark on uh, with another with, with another wildfire now. And I'm now bursting like every single spell. I have like five bursts off, and they're just doing cap damage. And this just yeah, watching the mob explode. just <laughs> yeah. And when it's in earth, when it's in lightning hand, it sucks. But it's just you know a step one scission from true flight closing. It's yeah, unfortunate. Earth, earth skill chains get the short end of the stick because you can't really extend them from tier one to tier two. Yeah, um, that, that that's kind of unfortunate. But when so with the other ones you can't. But when we, when it's in that hand, we just absolutely crush that mob. Oh yeah, oh for sure. But yeah, another one that that just gets melted is uh, triple X. <laughs> oh yeah, that's better with scholars yeah. than ever taking a ranger. Even the ranger can do nines to him. I, it's oh. better with scholars because scholar doesn't lose TP and can continually make a fire skill chain that you won't get that extra boost on when you make a fusion for a ranger to close. Because when you close a fusion on Trib, that'll weaken his weakness to light by a one ranking. It'll take him to eighty five percent from seventy, and it won't affect the fire you're nuking on. So if you use liquefaction with the scholar, that'll take the sixty to seventy, which not only you're doing more damage, you're now ensuring your accuracy will be no problem. And then when you close it again for a fusion with a thunder from the other scholar yeah. off of that for stone to fire to thunder. Yeah, now you're getting another point one on your multiplier for your multi-step bursting damage, but it also continues that fire damage uh being seventy percent instead of sixty because you've already enhanced it the first step. Otherwise it would be light. And that that's There's- very important for black mage damage there. There's a lot of interesting factors in there, actually. Um, one thing that both people don't tend to realize is that when you uh, use something like True Flight, you typically, if you have light weather, you'll use the Obi. And what a lot of people don't realize about the Obi is that it also affects your skill chain damage as well. Yep. So when she's closing that light with a light-based weapon skill, it's it's getting a boost from the Obi because she has light weather from the Scholar. And everything is is basically just so cohesive that the, the mob just explodes. Like the they it dies in like maybe three skill chains. <laughs> but that's part of having an informed yeah. ranger or a correct Lua, because most rangers yeah. or DDs don't do that where they have the Obi in there for that. And that's how you take advantage of using a scholar. That's what makes scholar really good is the weather is a very powerful effect unique to scholar, but it has to be utilized properly. You shouldn't be using Orpheus Sash with double weather. If you have single, that's different. You should be. But if, you know, also the distance, of course, for Orpheus goes without saying. But Day matters too. Well, yeah, but, day too. But... 
that's that's how people take advantage of scholar and what makes it so good and that's that's another way that people don't take advantage of it unfortunately and i've never mentioned that before in the show when it comes to resistance ranks talk about everything with resistance this and that but if you have to go to the resistance page on bg to see this information this is a specific it's not that common you run into it but it's a specific instance of when most people try to make fire to burst off of them make like a fusion and this mob yeah. particularly that fusion will not enhance fire which if you have a black mage throwing multiple bursts out would be worth more damage than well like the skill chain damage of the ranger would be more there but when we do double scholars here you have other scholars throwing out um you know other nukes along here that are going to be fire because that's what you're nuking for what you have access to and if you're just using fusion as scholars might do and not make a liquefaction first you're going to be hurting the burst damage of all people nuking there because of the way that the resistance ranking reduces the uh the rank so if you have a 70 percent of something and you do a skill chain of that element it'll, it'll increase the damage of magic during that time frame of the skill chain window and change that to an 85 percent ranking if you go look at the rankings of course and see yeah. it right it makes a lot more sense than when i'm talking about it without seeing anything but it, it directly changes not only the magic accuracy you need the damage you do but uh it has a priority Shit. and it goes to the highest first being light on this mob so that's why you have to do a liquefaction first because it's purely fire mm-hmm yeah, it, uh, it maximizes all of the supplementary damage your Black Mage is doing. It's super important um, because Trib's the only mob in the basement that has a 60% ranking you're nuking against. And that is, that's like, capitalize on that it's shit. like another 100 magic accuracy or 100 plus magic accuracy difference. And that's, that's how people are having trouble because, so you mentioned before the Helix having a different skill chain window. I know we're not directly mm-hmm. into scholars. We haven't got a traditional, there's no outline to this there but is, no. now i don't think we need one because this is actually really good right now of just purely I want to talk about key concepts yeah rather than key, just reading yeah stuff, we'll no. talk about the abilities and stuff because those are important but when you talked about using uh, a helix and having a different skill chain window there that is a big source of problem for people trying to do these new quote-unquote new setups of people taking a ranger to burst or the stuff like that carrot went there and wasn't used to that and when the helix being used she was having a big problem trying to actually do the skill chain off the helix on ranger my, my rangers were too yeah yeah and and it's not just you because so the only streamer we course like is Velner because after having Velner on we know <laughs> that, that he's the cat's pajamas he pets cats yeah. and, and we like it so he was trying to do the same thing with scholar and everything and they were having they didn't get a single skill chain off and he mm-hmm. said that my group's having immense problems skill chaining using a scholar with a ranger and stuff and i go i, I can imagine what's happening here but is there a proper way to identify Fox when using a helix when to burst off or when to skill chain off that to make a skill chain as a DD? Because when someone uses a, like a, a fire and you're closing true flight precision, that, that's, that's pretty easy. You just see the fire, you, you go like it's a normal weapon skill, but the helix has a different timing. As you said, is there a way to identify that? Yeah. So I'm trying to think because I, I, I do it based on feel now I've done it for so long. So typically you'll go about three seconds after the nuke that goes off. Um, if it's a regular nuke, but I typically will, uh, I, I would say if you count to about four or five, depending on your count speed, and then do we have Mississippis or not Mississippis? Yeah. See that that's the problem is like, everyone's going to count differently. So it's kind of hard to explain this, but I'll usually say go now <laughs> a lot of the time until they get the feel for, for when, how it works. So but basically give it an extra it second, second, almost, second and a half. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't quite take twice as long. From from that from that close, it's like one point five times. It's like one point five. Yeah, it, it's it, it's longer than you would expect, and it, you you have this feel like maybe the uh, the skill chain window is going to close, and you can't rely on the skill chain's add on to tell you. 
the skill chains add-on can tell you. It's just different. For helixes? Yeah, that was that was something. So I don't use the skill chains I, add-on. I've had people have trouble with it. I don't use it either. I just so if I remember correctly here from Hundi in our group, who does not use a Lua, but does have the skill chains add-on, oddly enough. Okay. Um, he was basically saying that I've never seen it, so it's hard for me to convey this. He was saying that when the text is red on the skill chain, <laughs> that, that it was fine. But when it was green, it was it was, it was basically looking for the right color. Yeah, so it, the you skill waited chain too text. long. That sounds like you waited too long, and that's that's kind of what I'm describing. Is it, it's going to feel like you waited? Too yeah, long yeah. The text went red, but it was still good. When it was green, it was not good. And green's supposed to be the window, and that's, so that's yeah. It's so, outside of your normal. window. So if I'm remembering correctly, because you said green's not good for that helix, and red was good for it, and I'd imagine what you're saying is red probably does mean you missed the window, but you did not because the helix is different timing. So if you use the skill chains yeah. add-on, go when it's red. It, exactly. I guess that would work for people. <laughs> go when it says you fucked up because you haven't. Uh. Man, there there is so much depth to imminence, though. Like, I was the, really the skill chains matters, and yeah. I was really excited about. It. I don't know if we should start some of the abilities now, so we can talk about imminence specifically when we get to it. As in, talk about the because like scholar doesn't have many things to talk about here. It has you know conserve MP and and the cold acumen and stuff, as does black mage and magic burst bonus and stuff. So it doesn't have anything unique to it. Resist silence. Slightly Ooh. lower tiers of it. Yeah, slightly lower tiers, except for conservative. That's, that's going to be like the theme of Scholar, though. Is you get slightly lower tiers, but you can do things to make it cooler. Um, that's kind of what this job does. Scholar, to me, after being so much in love with my Black Mage again, after forgetting how much I did love it at 75, that was... I didn't get enough action on 75 Black Mage, but I got plenty of action, enough to remember how cool it was to be in the shit before Monowall existed, using <laughs> sub-ninja and stuff, or, or trying to kite and just being in the shit, but not not All standing in the, the back. I never wanted to stand in the back line. I wanted to get hate and be in the shit. And, and I mean, not get hate when it wasn't appropriate, but I wanted to, I wanted to be the one that could hate over the black mages because I thought I might survive better. <laughs> and I usually did because I'd be subbed in. Yeah. But that's, that's not an incorrect way of looking at it. <laughs> well, yeah. Re rekindling that love after a very long time. Cause I didn't play black mage seriously since 75 cap until now. So it's been since Abyssia. So we're talking, yeah. we're talking, it's been about a decade since I got back into black mage, which that's a, that's a pretty long time. And just experiencing that joy now, translating it over to Scholar. Scholar has many of the same options and, and coolness that Black Mage has. Sans, obviously, Monomal and stuff. But it has so many more levers it can pull. It's complicated, though. It's, yeah, it's, it's very so complicated. complicated. You, can, you, can, you can get Dance Dance Revolution cross-legged here. But having more levers, if you... It's something that feels like I could enjoy the aspects of Black Mage I like outside of when Haya accidentally casts a helix and kills someone... <laughs> And I then will save the run by going monowall as everyone around me dies and holding the mob the whole time so everyone can get back up while spamming Blizzard to get his double hand off so he can continue damage and being, you know, unable to be killed for five minutes and then calling for random deal to hold the mob for another five minutes. Yeah. And all the time being able to burst and have hate. And it's just, I won't have that option, which is absolutely You're not as hardy. Yeah. Absolutely. When that falls into place on Black Mage. I don't think anything in this game feels better than standing there with mono wall, absolutely fucking over the mob that's killed just your entire party. Shit. Yeah, just yeah. just not caring. There's just that great. great. But having which is why the which is why the nuke wall should never be removed. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> black mage has because you wouldn't even need to bring other jobs. You just bring a scholar and an army of black mages. In your people game. <laughs> underrate mono wall because it doesn't do damage, and everyone just thinks damage is what you need. But is what matters. Yeah. But this, this is you know having mono wall that alone is justification enough to have the job at this point because the, the nuking is on point. So scholar gets a lot of that nuking, but having the levers to pull of 
of being able not only to buff the group and and honestly being able to get people phalanx to me is, is like a wet dream because phalanx is so good and i miss having it come on whitey what are you doing cat's trying to step over my laptop here we go whitey thank you bye bye yeah. okay he's just trying to just run across the desk all right <laughs> but he can't because you know he's to step over the laptop to do that so um having all yeah, those options of, of phalanx and buffs and everything just feels like having the things black mage lacks so you don't have everything obviously but having a great deal of a black mage lacks sounds like a great time if you can coordinate it yeah um I suppose you can look at it that way. I don't try to look at Scholar in comparison to other jobs. I well, just... as a guy who doesn't play any other mage besides Blue Mage, oh, you got to figure out like how it rates up to the ones you have. Doesn't well, just getting. So I have a great feel for being a Blue Mage. I'm very narrow in what I have focus on. So I, I have a great um, muscle memory of doing certain things or reacting at certain times or being certain ways of being those jobs and translating how I think about those jobs. Obviously, the thing about every job in its own way, but you get in a certain way where you try to translate, oh, that's like how I respond on Blue Mage, or oh, I have curing sets look like this, how would it look in a different job? Like, you go through that, pro at least I do. I don't know if that's a, like, when I was looking at those Black Mage sets, I was thinking about how Scholar has similar sorts of Empyrean options, but different Empyrean oh, options. Is. You know, yeah, I'm translating over that just as a, you know, but having a job that cures, I don't have a job that cures besides rune sub mage or blue mage or my black mage mono walling and carrying people so they don't die and i get hate and scholar can definitely do it in a lot of different ways that's for sure and like there's a lot of different focuses too um this is a job i don't know you seem to sometimes make fun of me about all the toggles i have <laughs> you have a lot a of job. toggles you have a lot of fucking toggles scholar is a job that, that fucking needs toggles <laughs> yeah it's, but i don't think it's dramatically it's more toggles on. than my black mage would have because i'm finishing my black mage low up i've been obviously doing other stuff besides working on that like i have almost all the chocobo digging data done on bg now so i've been doing other stuff besides focusing on my lua anything that's not that obviously because it's at a functional level but it's not done and i think about how my lua will look when black mage when it's done i have to add my weapon lock option and mm -hmm. my death tiers because my death's fine i don't focus on it enough but i want to make the specific death mode so i'll have a couple modes mm -hmm. and i don't think my scholar would need much more different because my Lua's will never be as deep and toggle-filled as yours. I try to eliminate toggles by... So if I'm on Black Mage and I am... I never put DT mode on unless I'm engaged for some reason, meleeing, say, an AoE party and the crawlers that no longer exist, and I put DT mode on, which is the time I would okay. do it. If I'm in DT mode automatically on that, I'm automatically nuking in a DT set. I'm not nuking in my normal set. It's just gone. I've now, if I want to not do that, I'd be not in DT mode because otherwise, why the fuck am I in DT mode on Black Mage? My idol's capping DT already. So I wouldn't, so I build my, like my rules into the mode. So I don't have these toggles. The only thing besides like a weapon toggle or something specific, like a, a Spicona's coat toggle for the, the coat, like, or a bursting toggle. Like I have those already on Black Mage. So I have a bursting toggle and I have an occult acumen toggle. I'd have like a coat toggle, which would be the, the Sarawell, the Shadir Jack or whatever I don't have yet for Scholar, which is unfortunate. Scholar should have a better option, but nonetheless, <laughs> like there's not many more things I need besides those already, and those feel pretty comfortable. That's three toggles, even though it sounds like a lot, and a DT toggle. It's four toggles, and I can do everything I want without having That's to... a lot. Yeah, it's a lot, but but so no, when, I put a, when I put a cold acumen on, it overwrites my bursting toggle. When I turn yeah. it off, my bursting toggle is still on. So I don't have to hit like multiple buttons. I just turn that one back off and I'm back to that's, my... That's funny. My, mine's actually backwards like that. Um, 
when I have burst on, burst is I consider more important than a cold acumen. So the reason I do that is because when I get on black mage and I'm in the shit, or I'm soloing, or I'm doing something where I'm running up to get an objective in sortie where I want to close the skill chain and burst or something, I will throw burst mode on, say you're in C for the skeletons, and I will sell skill chain myself if something has gone wrong or I just want to, or whatever's going on. And I will I will get TP from an occult acumen nuke while in burst mode. I'll do a weapon skill. I'll cast a Thunder Five, a Thunder Six, or Blizzard Six to get TP again. I'll turn a cold acumen mode off, and I'm already in burst mode. So the next thing I will do is burst because I don't have time to hit another toggle at that point. I, I can only hit one toggle in this fluid motion of TP weapon skill, occult acumen uh, cast, turn it off, burst. So I can only do that. So my occult acumen overwrites everything so that I can get TP and then turn it off and go back to what I was doing. Yeah, I just do it in reverse. So how does, Same thing. How does that work in reverse? Just it overwrites your cold acumen? Yeah, so basically I have I can set a cold acumen to be on at all times if I know I'm not free nuking. And then I can just hit my... Uh, I, I use Alt-Tilde. I, I go... Uh, I use Control-Tilde. Sure. Um, but I, I, I hit that. Toggles burst mode on. I burst. I just immediately take it off afterwards. I pictured Black Mage as a ladder. What am I doing on Black Mage? I'm idle. If I wanted to be in a different DT set, I'd have DT mode on. But I'm an idle. The next thing I'd be doing is just free nuking. So I'll just that's that's my state. That's whatever. And the next thing I'd be doing after that is bursting. Okay. So I pictured I've gone from free nuking as my default to bursting. And then the next thing I'd be doing otherwise is getting TP for some reason to close the skill chain, which means I'm bursting. So then I go back to the previous mode. As I'm moving my hand in the air, you can't see <laughs> Right. I go back to the previous level of what I was doing because that was my my ranking of priorities of what I'm what I'm doing. So I didn't. I mean, you can you absolutely obviously do it that way. It's only three things. So you're changing the order doesn't matter. But you know, I just yeah. picture it in my head and I try to visualize what I'm. It's probably doing. about the same outcome. When I when I talk about having a lot of toggles on Scholar, it basically has the exact same toggles that you would expect on Black Mage. So it has like magic accuracy toggles, it has a cult acumen, um, has dig DT, and it has uh, burst mode. The, the only other thing that, that I have on this job because it, it cures is I have cure toggles. And um, cure toggles are for like the situations where you're like trying to spam cure two and cure two is like healing. Because on Scholar, you get a crazy amount of cure potency or you have access to it, but it leaves you in kind of a glass set to do so. And there are times where that's perfectly acceptable. Like you can, you can, you can cure, I would say, 80% plus of the time um, with Cure 2 only because of how this job works. Um, I've actually healed Odysseys using only Cure 1. Because of regen? Uh, because of the regen and because of how ridiculously stupid your sets are and you always have access to Weather 2 uh, or Storm 2. So uh, when you're, when you're, your Cure power on this job is stupid. But you're using Radic Rod for Cure 1, so... I might as well, yes, because well, when you um, were you it, using it for that, or were you just not using it? I was, yes, um, but but there's no reason not to. Like, sure, it costs more to use, but you get to you have such a massive step down on the cure. Cure is so cheap use. that it doesn't matter if it costs more to use for cure. It's like eight yeah. MP. Cure, cure, cure two, yeah, cure two is still going to be like twenty eight MP to cast. Like you're you're never you're never going to notice it. Um, but one of the things you want to do though, especially with with how and I did this before um, the MP body got as good as it is. But now that the MP body has like DT on it, there's going to be situations where you want to account for that. Um, I used to account for them separately because I would use the Empyrean body for its other effect where you get the negative 22 enmity on it. And that is separate. It's a separate multiplier. 
uh, to your enmity down effects that you already have. So you have your 50 in gear, you have the the 25% from light arts that's going to be multiplicative, and then you also have this body, which is now up to 28% more multiplicative as well. Um, and this is important for longer fights. It's like uh, the, the number one thing that comes to mind is era body. Yes. And usually what you'll see happen is the scholar at some point will pull hate. On the pig. Because of like how the hate transfers worked and all that stuff, because it's a longer fight. And when that happens, you you can end up with like fetters coming to the back line and stuff like that. If you were curing in this body, it is much less likely that that's going to happen because of how little hate you pull. Were you saying before the um, episode that with everything taken account, props perhaps with Tupsamati having if it was different, would have twenty. Yeah, would have a minus ninety five percent enmity rating instead of just minus fifty. Ninety two point ninety two point five. My bad. There was a five in there. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's theory that, um, and and I can't see a lot of good information on it. I'm making a Tupsamati now, but there's theory that the the negative enmity effect that's tied to the weather you're using, um, negative 20, it's additive with the body in, in that slot where that would multiply. Yeah, the weapon and itself has the same case, element as the weather, minus enmity minus 20. Yeah. And uh, if that actually is the case, then yes, it would provide negative 92.5% enmity. Which is... Uh, which is crazy. Which even <laughs> without that is, is ridiculous that Scholar itself has the lowest enmity options in this game. Just you by can push far, down even further with GAs, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you never will, but you can. You can, yeah. <laughs> Just but having that staff, which as a unique staff, uh, stat on a staff, stat on a staff, would be it would make sense that it would be a separate multiplier because nothing else in the game really has that off the top of my head that I can think yeah. of. Yeah, if it does that, then I would tie to the exact same toggle that I'm talking about. Um, I would actually stop using Radic Rod in that toggle for that staff because I'm specifically trying not to pull hate while also keeping DT on. So I could see maybe having a lower enmity curing set. I don't know how much I would truly need it. You're the guy who has everything he might need and would probably use. <laughs> I but I would ridiculous things. I would do something like so that's just if I want to use the Radic Rod or not, that's just back to tying my weapon in. If my weapon's not locked, then then it's gonna go to the Radic Rod. Otherwise it's not gonna go to the Radic Rod. And if I wanted more DT in my carrying set, I'd be in DT mode. Otherwise, I wouldn't have more DT. It would just be my normal carrying set would have a large amount of DT already from the MP body plus three and stuff now. Yeah, I, I guess that's a, that's a difference in how I approach the mage jobs as opposed to the melee jobs. I actually consider Black Mage a melee job because it's primarily a damage dealer. So by default, I have the weapon locked on that job. Um, but for Scholar, I don't, even though it can switch into that mode. And that's because most of the time, um, your weapon slot is actually really, really important for a lot of the uh, longer duration stuff that you're doing, the regens, etc. Um, you actually do want to swap quite frequently. And it makes occult acumen kind of a strange thing on this job too. Um, you can absolutely make use of it. You get quite a bit of it. Um, but you, it requires a lot of pre-buffing and a lot of pre-planning that you're going to use those options. And uh, it's going to tie in more when we talk about imminence more later, too. I would see more uh, in our points. runs when we're doing sortie. We have Sam's roll on from a core. Having Sam's roll would be the determinant of how useful a cold acumen would be to you. Because if you're just making skill yeah. chains and bursting after your buffs are up for that fight, I could see keeping you up and on, getting TP from Sam's roll and nuking uh, if you're not the other scholar, and then having TP so, to use. So on, on scholar, you just don't run out of MP. <laughs> Like you're you're not really using that TP for anything. Like I guess if you're if you're going to be cataclyving, that that's something you could do. But that's again something you plan for. Um, I almost never have to murker on scholar ever. Okay, so because of sublimation and just the MP efficiency of uh, the conserve MP plus arts, 
you just almost never have to. How much is sublimation a tick now with all the gear and emblossage and everything? Oh, geez. Just off the top of my head. I don't remember. You get a lot, though. It's like I'm going to pull the sublimation page up. Let's consider yeah, this yeah, the, yeah. the start of the talking of job abilities. So sure. you get 8 MP a tick natively at 95 Scholar mm-hmm. uh, on sublimation. So that's the equivalent of an 8 MP refresh. The emblossage is 3. So that's already 11. 11. Uh, the Savant Zero oh, makes it 12. Gown? The oh. gown makes it five, so now you're at 17 a tick. I the, would never use the Savant earring. It's not worth this. No. Okay, so theoretically, we've still at, we're still at 17 a tick. The mortarboard makes it 21 a tick. I use head body waste. Yeah, so you'd be at 20 a tick. Yeah, sounds right. You could push it to, to 23 at the highest right now. 20, if you use a weapon that you wouldn't be idling in, you could push the. 24 at the highest but that's think about that without having a red mage on yourself you've now given yourself a 20 plus a tick refresh yeah you you do have to choose whether or not you're going to use refresh or sublimation um even in the face of refresh three i will typically choose sublimation oh i would too it's tactical it's very tactical so when you have this this it on it treats it like a dot so you can't get slept so that's one thing right um that's the thing that most people know um, the the other thing about sublimation, and when you really look at, at refresh and like what's going on, a lot of the time the, these refresh ticks aren't doing anything. Like you're already at capped MP because you didn't spend much MP in the first place to heal somebody. So, or or to like remove a status effect or something like that. Like only only like really high level nukes are the only thing that's actually taxing on your MP. Um, so this job kind of gets away with just kind of skating by with like passive regen effects that are, or refresh effects that are going on, and sublimation will just sit there charging for use whenever you want it. And then when it finishes charging, it just chills there and waits for you to need to use it. So while refresh can tick uselessly on you, you actually have like what's basically a turbo ether on, on call, like an old school final fantasy turbo ether, not final fantasy 11 version where like you just have like a full MP restore. Just like an ether drop in this game. The item you never see because no one makes no one gets the alchemy drops item concoction i think it's called nobody gets that in the first place but i think also it might get medicated effect but like an ether drop is like a high is like a high ether that stacks so it gives you like uh-huh. no mp back it's like 50 or something stupid or low oh this is way better than that so like every 30 seconds you can activate or deactivate it like it, it works on the same timer i was just saying how and... bad that the mp restoring <laughs> items are because i think ether drop does give you medicated effect so you can't use it for like two hours for like 50 mp <laughs> Yeah, it only I think it only takes like two ish minutes to charge um, to full. And and again, you can use it while it's charging and you'll get whatever's stored. And then uh, whenever I activate mine, when it's full, I get almost twelve hundred twelve hundred MP back. So that's like it's like basically a free convert. Like you're just converting without losing MP. So you, you just never have to be concerned about it. Like that that's the only reason I don't care about swapping my staff out, because I I don't need marker ever. <laughs> okay, I, I pulled it up. A high ether drop gives you a medicated effect for five minutes. It takes a whole two seconds to use and restores 45 MP. Sure. To be fair, that five minutes effect's not that big a deal. If they had made better high like ether drops in this game, I could see crafting and making them to use because on Black Mage, I mean, it won't be as big a deal for Scholar, but it could still be the coalition ethers are like 200 MP and they have no medicated effect. They just don't stack. Ether drops oh, at least stack. That's pretty good, though. Yeah, I, I carry those because they're super useful, and so I don't have to go right away. Sometimes I'm between nukes or something on Black Mage. I just need to chug a couple of them 
because I don't want to not use as much damage as possible because I I want to I want to bleed that stone. I want that body on. I want to use Spaconis coat. But so <laughs> on fair. on Black Mage too. I even notice even sub Black Mage because I can use Embla- or sub Scholar Black Mage sub Black Mage. That's that's how big a Black Mage I am, Fox. I'm double. Black Mage sub Black Mage. He's done it. Black He's Mage sub ninety nine Black Mage. Uh, just having sublimation back can be pretty much almost all of my MP. Not all of it, but it's a lot of my MP. And just having yeah. that option, just pfft, I, yeah. Even the not as good sublimation is still pretty good. Because I don't need refresh between fights. I, I can use auto refresh on gear. I can do whatever. I could use a cold acumen and Merker if I was running up to a, a trash mob or something. I don't need that. So even a, even sublimation on Black Mage itself would feel a lot to me like it would on Scholar. Just having a, a full MP restoral that ticks up super fast on Scholar because of all of the, the gear you have that other jobs do not have. It's only like a, a five a tick on sub-Scholar because of the endless Sash, maybe six. Yeah, and, and I hear about people who have issues with MP management on the job, and I, I, I just I don't know how to speak to that because I just don't understand it. Like I, I'm Maybe there's sets. Do you use more conserve MP in your sets for stuff or no? Just scholars, natural um, conservative. Not really. I don't even. I don't even idle and refresh. Really. I only idle like, on the body I, I have, for refresh. That's it. It's either going to be Shamash Robe or the plus three body, you know. And there's only a one per tick difference between that. And then I use like the the two a tick from Embaka's uh, staff, and that's the only refresh I usually have. Um, and that's all. That's all you really need. <laughs> it's just the, the the burden is very low though, um, and the spells you cast are very infrequent. Like you're not constantly. Um, giving out regen five, you're only giving out regen five and then waiting 12 minutes to do it again, you know, uh, 12, 14, sometimes 20 minutes to do it again, depending on what kind of buffs you have. It, it must be infuriating though when you get a red mage that casts refresh three and you and removes your sublimation. <laughs> uh, sort of. Like, if it didn't charge as fast as it does, like it'd be fine. It's slower on sub, sub mate, on sub scholar. It takes a, quite a long time on it black is... mage sub scholar to charge up. It's, it takes way longer on a sub job. Like you, you, it feels like an eternity on on scholar proper. It it happens very quickly. Um, I hate. I don't mind it when it's ticking because like it basically feels to me as the same you know charge rate sort of thing. But when I am sitting on a full sublimation charge and red mage casts refresh three on me, I just I, I cry a single tear. Even though, <laughs> even though realistically, I'm probably not going to use that sublimation charge. You're anymore. like a, a middle aged. You're like a middle aged yeah. Italian man who paddled up in a canoe to the side of a highway <laughs> dressed up in American native attire and has a plate of spaghetti thrown on his foot in the 70s on the side of a highway that he's now standing on for some reason and as that refresh three is cast like that spaghetti on your foot you have a single tear come down your Italian cheek and everyone oh, thinks that you know we need to save save the earth and the Native American culture. <laughs> just, just be mindful. What the fuck? Just be mindful of uh God damn it, I hate you. You're picturing that advertisement from, from the 70s. Game, I know, know what you? you're talking about. He paddles up in a fucking canoe through trash. Yeah. What? Who paddles up to the side of a highway? What is this, Fresno? I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. So, god damn it. He's fucking on. Um, he's going, just, just he's going through Elizabeth on the fucking turnpike. Yeah. yeah, Refresh 3 is cool, but it's less cool for this job than it is for other mages. Um, let's see. Trying to think of something else sublimation related that I care about, but that's about it. But sublimation is—I don't think when people think about scholar has this, they don't think about it's a twenty a tick refresh for a job that 
you know, is independent, doesn't need red mage. It's, it's nice just to have it's red independent mage. independent of other refresh effects, too. Like oh, yeah. You can still get Ballad. You can still get, you know, Geo Refresh if you're... If you're well, those would all back. stack with Refresh itself. <laughs> but when you think about how a red mage cast Refresh, Refresh 3 is only pulled up. It, it's like 18 to take, I think. 19 to take. Because it has enhanced gear, too. Actually, it's nine a tick before the gear, oh, so nice. you get uh, eleven a tick with your tabard. The coif plus one is two, so that's thirteen a tick. Um, you get even more on the legs now too. Yeah, the legs, but chart. it's still not even close to twenty. It's up there. It's probably like fifteen no. or so around there. Yeah, I think it's around fifteen or sixteen. But yeah. just as a scholar that's having that, and you can use it on demand. Yeah. Nothing's worse than in the middle of a fight when the shit's going down and your refresh wears off. Uh, it can also get dispelled, too. Yes, so, it can. It can. So be mindful of that. So I think the last thing about sublimation, though, is that you cannot wear a bunch of H... It, it converts HP, max HP, to MP. Oh. You can't wear a bunch of HP gear. It's tied to your race's HP. So your, yeah, your you base HP converted at 20 a tick every three seconds on the Scholar here with the gear. Is, is yeah, be... the only thing you can do to increase it is to use the the merit pool for it. Like, so your merit points and and what you allocate don't though, because you've got better things to put merit points into uh, than sublimation max. You you don't want to use that one. Sublimation max. Yeah, it'll give you like an extra fifty MP that you'll never notice. What is even the base like, HP for like a Hume or something? I don't even know what it is. I was gonna say how long it takes sublimation to charge up at that rate. Let's say it's twelve hundred, I guess. Just make a random number. Long. Yeah, it does not take long. And then also, um, as sublimation ticks, um, it does take more HP away from you as well. And uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, it does. It does not. Uh, I, I misspoke. So it would that. take it, if you had 1,200 HP, it would take three minutes to charge up a sublimation with that gear. It's not that long. Yeah, yeah. So so with the gear, it drains more. Um, so scholar proper. Sorry, I was mixing the two up from since we were talking about subjob as well. So. It, it drains more with the gear, so you have to watch that. If you don't have regen on, because usually you'll have regen 5, but sometimes you won't, um, it can tick down, and then once you hit 50% HP, it'll actually auto-complete soon, like, like quicker than, than it would normally charge to full, and you'll have half a charge if you just let that go. And you can always so, use it early, too, if you need MP right away, but I think the big weakness yeah. is that sublimation has like a one-minute recast there in the middle of fight. Is it one minute? I thought it was, I thought it was like 30 seconds. It always feels like uh, maybe on sub job it's one minute. Let's say, yeah, recast is thirty seconds. I had, I felt like one minute. I I swear I cast sublimation today and I had like a minute recast on my sub. Maybe it was just uh, thirty seconds. I don't think the sub is a different recast of ability. So I was remembering being longer. Thirty seconds is quite a while in a flight to get back going because you get you start doing other stuff and you need to go back to it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but again, you don't like MP is almost never a concern on this job just because everything it you do be. is so efficient. Yeah, the the job just like bleeds efficiency. Is uh, the, the it, it bleeds efficiency if you can apply it correctly, and that's the problem. So understanding scholar is going to be the biggest hurdle to then applying scholar. But otherwise, it doesn't have that many. It has a lot of stratagems. It does not have a lot of abilities. Well, the stratagem recast, recast is pretty quick too on the main job. It's like thirty eight seconds or something. Uh, it's thirty three seconds at five fifty job points. It's forty eight or thirty three. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, I remember it was like a mid thirties number. Like I don't really pay attention to it because it doesn't really matter. <laughs> oh, it does matter because you run out of them. You do run out of them, but you get them back really quick too. Like usually by the time I say I'm out, like when we're doing the double scholar thing, 
by the time the next scholar started a skill chain, I already have another stratagem again, ready for uh, like ambulance or something. So, or focalization. Yes. Yeah, Do we want to talk about the random things? Because I mean, the white grimoire ones are pretty. You don't use them as much as you would on, on like a rune fencer sub scholar. I'll use the white ones, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, I want celerity for foil. That's the quicker casting and recasting one, especially for recast what you okay. want it for. But penury is not so, something you really need, unless maybe you're at an MP carrying with Radic Rod, I guess. I don't know. That's So there are certain stratagems you'll use more on the on the white grimoire as opposed to the black grimoire. And I suppose like to talk about this for people who don't know Scholar, um you you're either going to be sitting in light arts or dark arts. And you will have to change back and forth between these. So it should go without saying that one of your merit categories is Grimoire recast. And you should probably select that to be a five out of five. Just saying. Um, that way you can switch between them quicker. You know, on the BG as well, besides the adult, the same person also complained that Scholar is very frustrating. That there is a uh, <laughs> they had to switch back and forth between modes. It's very annoying. And I said, don't play Scholar. Keeps it not broken. But then yeah. they said that also that they were they really should just remove already the uh, the stupid black. What is it? Uh, addendum black and addendum white. They should just remove it because it's just so clunky and unenjoyable. I hate having to use a strategy when I swap larts on scholar. It's so annoying, and I'm I'm thinking to myself, it's about the finesse of play, though. You don't it, always need to hit that. Originally, scholar didn't have any of those addendum white and black spells. They just weren't on the job at all, and it felt like it was lacking something. Those that was added as the balance to giving it all of those special things. But really, you don't need most of those things. Not only do you have Dispelga from your uh, daybreak but also you're usually sub if you're giving phalanx out you already have dispel without switching arts you have it sub red mage you you have re-raise if you're sub white like generally based on what you're doing you don't need addendum white very heavily you have all the nos spells from sub white mage if you're doing that focus you know that's those are like very it goes into the pre-planning though yeah pre-planning your sub job job is going to define a lot of what you do um you mentioned addle earlier in the episode you actually don't get addle at all on scholar which is sad yeah um but the reason i'm bringing that up is your enfeebling magic on scholar is ass until you apply your sub job it's it's terrible you get like almost nothing you don't even get silence um you well need... your enfeebling skills fine because of light arts it's your your yeah, uh, your, your repertoire spell of spells is yeah 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 your spell selection is complete ass and your wardrobe you open it up boy you got the same shirt you wore <laughs> to your graduation and the the job is like heavily defined depending on what you choose so a lot of times you'll see uh, scholars of red mage um they have like the phalanx trick they have uh you know a, a decent assortment of tier one and feebles but they're never really going to be awesome but they're still better than nothing you absolutely should be using them like i don't want to downplay them too much uh, but you just want to be mindful of what you sub because it changes what you have access to and the the interesting thing about Scholar, and to tie this into like your arts and what uh, stratagems you use, is spells that you don't think you would use on a sub job, you absolutely do use on a sub job with, with this job. Um, particularly sub white mage, um, you get access to repose, which is a light-based sleep. Um, you get access to banish line of spells, which do require magic accuracy to land their effect. Um, you get... Uh, what was it? You get the white mage line of uh, of enfeebles, so like silence is usually pretty important, um, and you get all that for free, right? So a lot of the times you won't actually go into addendum white. Um, a lot of the time, what I do is I'll just use enlightenment, which is a job ability that you can merit. Um, by the way, that should have at least one point in your cat too. Uh, 
I'll use enlightenment to put up something <laughs> like Erase. Thanks for getting clear on that one, Fox. Well, I, it's it's hard to talk about. And I just the, like when you get close to the mic. It's just funny. Yeah, it's 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 the it's the merit stuff, man. You know, like tying it in is is hard without an explanation as to why you do it. Well, um, well I mean, we're talking about the stratagems here. We do have those. I don't think we need to like tell people you're, you're saving. Strength, this is though. what a session does. An AOE is a fucking stone skin or phalanx or protector or yeah. regen or whatever. That people know a session AOEs. But I think something less talked about, like Rapture for for Banish or Holy Sub White oh, Mage would be oh, would be that's an unsung oh, hero. It's so good. It's never uh, used yeah, by <laughs> by scholars because they don't get to that level of play. And it's really like uh, that one month we were having uh, Scotche made. What was it? A couple months ago, where it was the the White Mage would be you. I forget what month it was. A Dullahan month. I think it was Dullahan. Yep. White Mage bursting. White Mage yeah. bursting. Scholar could do that same thing and better because of the Rapture. Rapture is the uh, equivalent. actually. White mage can do that better. <laughs> oh, you're saying when you fully charge up the cures on misery that yeah, they're... you charge you charge okay. up your lasers and then white mage gets it from a sub job if you have a high enough master level, you get raptured. Oh, okay, that's right, that's right, that's true. Okay, which so is are you are you factoring into that, that statement the misery and rapture or just misery? Uh, solace and rapture. Okay, solace and rapture. Okay, so without yeah, because you can you can cure cheat like a paladin. Just quick white mage aside, you can cure cheat like a paladin. And fully charge your laser on yourself, and then uh, fully charge your solace. Fully charge your laser. Rapture. Yeah, dude, you're, you're the the battle station is fully armed and operational. At that All point. of your base are belong to our banish and holy. You can do it in a single cure four. You get twelve hundred HP cure on yourself using a cure cheat. Fully charges solace, and then you just immediately. I was you. comparing scholar with rapture to white mage without rapture, and just using for uh, affluent solace for holy or misery for banish. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I, I wasn't saying it. Also, at Rapture when I was fact, when I was making that statement. So, I, I haven't really like tried to go, you know, holy all the things. But what <laughs> you have to realize is that White Mage is using Holy Two, and White Mage, I've been able to get as high as like eighty one k Magic Burst on Holy Two. On Scholar, I'm using Holy One because that's all you have access to, and with Rapture's effect plus like Aura Storm and the uh, the Imperian feet, which are ridiculous, and we'll expand upon more later probably. Um, I was able to get almost 80k. I, I think my highest Rapture Holy was like 77k. What I one. what would be nice though is when you know when we're doing ABC EFG one night because we have not had we can you can do a double scholar run and get all eight bosses, but we've not we've not gotten to that level of of ridiculousness yet where we could do more than seven out of eight. So we just don't do the the seventh and eighth. We just kind of finish on whatever's around us. Yeah, I mean, unless we have a ridiculous gross amount of time, we're getting to the point where I think we could be efficient enough that we might be able to do Ida. Ida has been, we've been doing it better than we have, but we, we haven't gotten it down to a takes three minutes and we're done kind of thing. It's been yeah. taking us like five. Or, we have to usually weather a fifth section. Yeah, we we have it's like five or six minutes, depending on how things go, maybe be seven or eight if it's not going well. But we haven't it's gotten like down to that, that four minute kill yet on Ida or something. If we did, I could see doing it. But otherwise... I, when we're fighting, because we have time, why wouldn't you get the extra points on fighting the Naraka or something? When we do fusion and I'm bursting fire, I always wish that one of the scholars would throw out like a massive banish because you want to use banish anyway on it. <laughs> well, banish has a much lower potential than holy does. Well, so yeah, well, holy or banish. Point. I mean, holy's gonna have a recast. The cool thing about holy though is it has a super short cast time, so it's like casting flash, but you're bursting for really real damage. So like you could actually you could actually holy and I you might have enough time to also get into uh, like a dark arts and throw out a helix as well 
and you won't even wall yourself if if it's on like a fusion right because you just bursted light and then you're bursting you know your helix uh your 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 pyro helix or whatever so like you don't really run a lot of trouble because you have a lot of options i guess but i don't know I think how well you've constructed your macros on your scholar would be because a lot of scholars just don't want to rapidly change arts like that, which I think a scholar should be doing. That's the whole point of the job, doing that holy and light arts and then doing 70 plus K on a burst or even 60 plus K is great on a burst. And then immediately being Uh able to swap back into dark arts, do a helix on that to continue without just standing there and missing the whole potential of a a 15 K helix, a 12 K helix, and then you know, so not 10k damage a tick, a talk. Sorry, it's nine so seconds. The, talk. The, the trick to that is um on the 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 control side of my macro is like all of my spell actions that I'm gonna do on that particular palette. The alt side is a navigation uh uh macro palette. So basically I I use that to navigate to other things that are that are closely adjacent to what I'm doing with the other palettes. So like I'm using control to do my actions and then alt will help me, will give me like options like dark arts, light arts, and it'll also give me other, um, it, it works like a root menu system where like I'll switch into like heals immediately or, or into nukes immediately or skill chains or, or whatever. And uh, I, I just use the alt side for navigation. And I just have very long macros with, with very redundant palettes, but the navigation being in roughly the same place every time lets me get to everything I need to get to and be able to switch on the fly. So it's somewhat complex, but it's a lot of like the same shit over and over again. It really helps. So Scholar is the one kind of job where constructing macros in a way that you're swapping around a lot is important. There's, if you look into making your macros, there's a macro set you can have come up after a, uh, at the end of a command. Yeah, macro book change and stuff like that. I think it's slash macro set or uh, macro page. There's two different ones. The change, so, yeah, yeah, and you can change what area of your macros you're on. So if you go and do a helix something, and then and then when you finish, it'll take you back to a different one. If you're in, I mean, I I don't know if you could just construct it better in a Lua, where if you're in dark arts, macro set will take you somewhere else. But usually, it's just obviously set to a certain page in your because in your, I when I played Scholar at seventy five, I I had a mule. I played Scholar almost the last time I did it. I had a really, I still have it if I pull up that mule a really robust thing where I had like all the 12 pages of the macro page all filled out. And they would all have this before I'd used Lua and stuff too. They all had the slash recast and they all would take me to a different, when I clicked an action, it would take me back to like the root menu, as you were saying. And I, I, I did it that way. Yes. My, my scholar uses two books, two books, yep, two one's books. for dark, one for light. No, not actually. Um, one is for regular actions and one is entirely for nukes. I've never met a player, Fox, that has said, I use two entire macro books for one job. Oh, I've got it for I use two books for Black Mage, too. And for, for Summoner, I use seven books. I only use half of my, my macros for Black Mage. I oh, use no, more sorry. than other jobs. I use eight, but... books. eight books on Summoner. Eight books. Yeah, because every, every avatar yeah. plus actions. I could see that because you're a lot of avatars. Yeah. A lot of- and my, my Lua actually handles my summoner. Um, I was actually going to do what you're talking about on, on Scholar the next time I, I reformat my, my Lua for Scholar, it, where when I'm in, in, in Dark Arts, it's going to take me to certain macro pages. and then uh, That'd be Lua-based. That would have to be... Um... You don't have to. Like right now... Yeah, you I'm don't have to. It, I already do that, but I do that manually, but it doesn't hurt anything. If I go to the old scholar guide from Silver Sean many moons ago, uh, continuing education? 
I think he had pictures of his macros in there and an explanation, like the actual macro bar and pictures of what he has there, an explanation of how to make your macros. So people oh, might be able to. Oh, he does that for, uh, I've seen what you're talking about. He does that for the eminence stuff. That's for sure. Yeah. So even though that guide's old and outdated, that information being in there, if I type job guides into BG now, if I click scholar, if I click expand outdated guides. Then when you're done with that, I, there's actually more that we have to talk about when it comes to Sorry. Bars, but <laughs> yeah and choosing some jobs and like what you do with it. It's another one of those. It's, it's like the familiarity with the, uh, with the imminent skill chains and stuff that we're still not actually done with. Um, it's the, uh, it's not in depth as I thought it was. It, there, there's a lot. That there's information here, but it's not what addendums you choose and stuff like that. So. I thought, I think I'm thinking of a summoner one that has like all their macros lined up then, but he at least explains macros here to do it. So yeah. that's at least useful for people. And I think a lot of guides should do that because there, there's people who will like use only like one line of their macro page when it's so much more powerful if like you can put other weights or, or other navigations in there. Yeah. And it helps streamline play. He doesn't seem to have the navigations in here. He just has the different macros, which at least is useful, but. Yeah, it probably has like the weight and then imminence and then all that stuff. Yeah. So it doesn't, I, it wasn't like the macro sets and stuff I was talking about for taking different pages based when you do an action. Like I like to go back to a root menu if I, I'm doing certain things. Even though I prefer to do them manually, I actually have those those macro setups in there for when people are really really smooth brained and they can't they can't handle me saying open and close. <laughs> I actually have the the closing in three all that. I stuff. absolutely so. Uh, well, the wait until we get to the eminence. I was going to talk about your long yeah. closes, short closes, because I absolutely I've never had a scholar do that for me besides you. And even Haya was like, oh, I didn't know That's really so about that weird. being a thing until Fox was doing it. And it was it's so basic, but it's so. It's so important for bursting when you do a long close. You ever talk about before when you close it, when you do a helix, it's a long close, but just me bursting as a black mage and knowing that that's coming. Not only do I have to time right where my burst will go off right before you do it, because if you cast a tier one, it goes off right away. So I go right away. But if I know you're doing a helix, I'll wait a second or so and then go so I can just meet that window. But I get a longer time to burst. And so it's so important for eminence, but we'll go back to that with eminence. Oh yeah, there's, there's there's a lot more. So take the floor, Fox. I will stop. I will stop wasting the listeners' time. You take the floor well, here and do your scholar. We we just it's really easy to get off on tangents because there's so much to talk there's about. There's so much. These, it's these so topics. fun. Yeah, this is a very 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 dense job. Um, but when it comes to I'm a very dense person. The, <laughs> the addendum white and addendum black. Um, you will use addendum white far more often than addendum black. The only thing you ever use addendum black for is if you need access to tier four and five nukes. Most scholars have a daybreak, so you can just use Dispoga most of the time. Um, I, I don't really do that very often either. Uh, and if you're sub-red mage, you have access to Dispel natively. Um, the only thing I ever switch into that... Oh, sorry, and then also break. To be fair, and Dispelga does cost too. 200 MP and has a long, a, a decent recast time. I doesn't care about that. <laughs> Well, if you well, have yeah. some, if you have a, a Dullahan putting up like five different things, you can't stand there spamming Dispelga constantly no, for a thousand MP. That's what I'm talking about. There are mobs that put up multiple debuffs, or yeah, multiple most dispels going time, on. You're not going to constantly. It's a good tool. Most, most of the time, I cast Dispelga in Light Arts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a highly Dispel is one <laughs> yeah. of those effects. So stuns another one. Dispel is one of those effects that has a native magic accuracy boost to it. I think stun is like a hundred. And Dispel is something a little less than that, but Dispel has a native magic accuracy boost that you don't have to worry about at the same. Light Arts increases the cost of those spells, too, when you use the opposite element, just like oh. it decreases the 
the same. So is so it 220 MP? What is it? It's 20%, 20% right? more MP, yeah. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's 240%, 240 MP per dispel instead of 200. That's a lot. But you can still get conserved MP procs. Uh, you know, it's it's not the end of the world. Like, yes, you will run out of MP if you spam Dispoga, but that's where you got to kind of have to have a pulse and realize what you're doing. I was thinking for my free <laughs> nuke sets, Fox, of changing, instead of using Ghastly to Atham plus one R15 and the Mef um, Metromorph Ring plus one R15, because that's just extra. And for basic free nukes, as long as I'm not being resisted, just using the extra 19 conserve MP of those two slots, even though it's a little less damage of the Mephitus Ring and the Pemphedro Tathlum, just so I have more conserve MP. So I could imagine on Scholar having different oh, for nice. Dispel, having maybe using the Mephitus Ring or something for the Dispel guy, just so you have because it has an extra accuracy. You shouldn't need that ring slot just to land Dispel. Oh, yeah, 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 for for, for Infuse, but, yeah. But getting, because 15% uh, conserve MP is a big difference, but constructing your sets like that on Scholar when you're doing stuff like that in the wrong arts could be very useful. Oh, yeah. And I, my lure reflects that. Um, I have all sorts of uh, things that are labeled wrong arts and then wrong arts. arts. <laughs> yeah. So you actually need to have gear sets for when you're in the correct arts and when you're in the incorrect arts. And this you, turns you, a lot of people when you're Fox, you do. When you're other people, you, you, it, you would you, it would behoove you to do it, but it's not you don't need them. You need to do it. And <laughs> the reason you need to do it is because it especially fast cast. Well, yes, fast cast, it yes. It completely changes quite a bit. Of yes, in, in that regard, <laughs> yes. Fast cast matters in that you, regard. You absolutely need to, to accommodate for wrong hearts. Wrong. In fast cast, yes, but but for making specific sets outside of fast cast, no. You, you, so Scholar is, to me so far in the discussion, the epitome of everything we talk about about getting the most out of a job. Scholar is the job that you can... You can bleed the stone. We've talked about tinkering to. on pup and different yeah. attachments and everything. We talked about doing this or that in different jobs, but... But Scholar is the ultimate effort to reward ratio, I think, in terms of applying all the knowledge in this game we've talked about for two years and everything oh, we talked about about going uh, balls deep here. And Scholar is the epitome of taking all of that and being overwhelmed yeah. and then trying to figure it out and get like you, you'll, you'll keep getting better on Scholar as you play the job over time, months, years, however long <laughs> you do Scholar, because you're going to keep playing and, and see there's different ways to improve out, something. Yeah. Yeah, there's something you're going to find out or some some way you're going to realize that you can change something for the better. Like, just, like Hyon knows what he's doing, but he had no idea what I, the, you know, what I was bringing to the table when I was calling out the nukes, like like you were saying. Like This this guy's a veteran scholar. Stuff. Wait till he sees this long clothes. Yeah, long clothes. And I bust out the longness. You say long clothes, and Hyon's like, what? What's a long clothes? <laughs> and I'm just teasing. Hyon is a great scholar. It's just Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Exactly. It's, it's just hilarious to see something basic applied, uh, like with the fucking Bruce Lee one-inch punch here of a scholar technique. But there, there's just a lot of crazy shit like that. Um, and yeah, it's depending on your, your, your sub-job is going to define a lot of the decisions that you make, especially when it comes to the setup and switching arts and stuff. Um, I actually like Sub White Mage a lot more than Sub Red Mage nowadays because I don't find the Phalanx as needed outside of like Odyssey Shoal Farms um, because it makes you kind of immortal in there. Uh, having access to Sub White Mage allows you to ride Dark Arts and still have access to like Kiraga 3 without needing to 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 uh, a session or, or AoE a heal. And that's pretty important. And then you also don't need Addendum White because you already have access to all of your native, you know, status cures and stuff like that. So it makes it a lot more fluid to not have to um, drop the Addendum Black that you need for nukes. So you're actually a better nuker sub-white mage than you are sub-red mage in terms of efficiency. 
But if I'm on sub red mage, a lot of the time I'm going to ride addendum white because having access to status cures on the fly is not something that you want to wait two job abilities for. Yeah. And it gets even crazier when you start talking about sub black mage and the crazy things scholar can do with sub black mage and then sub dark as well. Um, there's a lot of crazy good things that you can bring to the table with, with those sub jobs. So um, it, it changes what you do, but it, it also changes what, what you plan to do too. Um, if you're, but yeah, I find that if, I, if I'm sub white mage, a lot of the time I can just plan to be a nuker more often because I just have access to anything I would have changed arts for. And I, sure, you, you pay a bit of a premium for casting like cure four and dark arts, but the job is pretty MP efficient as it is. And you have access to like two tiers of Asper and your Asper is pretty accurate as well. And there's a lot of Asperable mobs out there. Like there's sublimation, like you, you just rarely run out of MP anyway. So, and so here's the thing though, about a lot of the time. I know I'm not a scholar, but here's the thing though, that I can, I can take from the conversation and apply. You can throw out a cure four here and there. Even I do it on black mage in dark arts. I don't change arts on black mage. So I'm already used to this whole effect. It's it's the spot cure. It's to back up. It's to save someone. It's not if you were going to be main healing and constantly casting cure, you would change arts completely. If you're doing one or two or three cures, uh, then you're just not going to change arts. And that's the way of balancing being a scholar or even sub scholar yeah. in a job like Black Mage. Which answers the question of of why that guy was like bitching about that. Is yeah, because oh, I, I don't get everything I want, and I have to be fluid and change. I have to be strategic as a scholar, the person who has the <laughs> lowest ME of the game, who's supposed to be the backline coordinator who sees things, calls things out, and adjusts on the fly of the situation yeah. to manage strategy of the whole party group. I have to change what I'm doing, and I don't get everything all at once. That sucks. It's like no, that's great. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's um, the job. If you don't like that, don't play the job. Oh, but I need region. I need this and that. I need to make skill chains. Oh, well, you better fucking like the job then. Yeah, like usually people just see scholars use their AOE spells, like, you know, a session or manifestation, like break, uh, you know, stuff like that. And they think, oh, well, I'm only going to use those strats. But it, it's more than just using those strats. It's about using the addendums properly. Manifestation break is a big one. And especially yeah. having sub-red mage is another situation of knowing your, your sub-job for the event. Because not having sub-red mage means you don't get Binga or some black mage, I guess. And that can be super important for sortie when it comes to you know needing to... You get, you get addendum black break, but you don't get bind. So it's, yeah. it's a very limited window of break being 30 seconds. It should be longer, but... For those former undead that don't sleep, you just need to do that. And so when Akadin's our new scholar, he doesn't have he's still adjusting to the job. He just got master and he's he's trying to get ready too to also be a scholar, which is cool that our group has multiple people, not just me doing it. Uh, he didn't have he couldn't he couldn't fluently switch to that because a scholar doesn't have a macro or isn't ready, gets kind of caught flat footed and they get really stuck up with that. So that's yeah. But that's part of what I was talking about with being some white mage and being able to write Addendum Black more. Because if you're already in Addendum Black and you're some white mage, you don't lose any of your curing power, really. Like, you still have a very high healing magic skill. Like, you're still going to be able to cure just fine. And you have access to only hitting AoE Breaka. Cure is not expensive compared to a nuke. Like, a nuke is very expensive with the wrong arts. A cure is not nearly as expensive. And Exactly. And this job, by default, saves you from yourself. Like, you can't even do high-tier nukes without a Dendam Black. So, if you're in light (laughs) arts, the the only sin that you can even cause is if you're in light arts and you try to cast impact like that that's that's basically the only time <laughs> yeah. you get super punished but you know for those that don't know that's a six 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 uh mp <laughs> nuke and doing that in the wrong arts well, being 20 percent more of a six <laughs> six six would be quite a lot of, of, of bad nuking there yeah it's almost it's close to a thousand mp <laughs> 
I've accidentally done but it. But Fox, like, I, I heard the job has no MP problems. Well, when you're stupid, it does. <laughs> I've been there. I've done it. And so um, as much as yeah. you you talked about the great part of being in uh, dark arts and or light arts and then using dark arts or vice versa uh, of mostly the dark arts to light arts side here, when you're doing Ongo here, you don't need to be in dark arts to burst a max damage geo helix and keep healing nope. the party in B20 and not switch arts here. You can do the same thing there. You can throw out one helix to burst or one stone four to throw out some extra damage. Not stone four if you're walling the black mage, obviously, but just, just helix alone and go back to doing your duties. You don't have to always switch for the other inverse arts too. It's just not as not as cool as being in black and using cures or something. Yeah, you'll you'll get like stone three natively, but you don't get anything higher than that. So it's not super great. But yeah, like as far as helixes go, you can add a lot of damage with helix, and you don't have to change arch for that. A lot of the time, oh my bad, it's only stone three. Yeah, like when it comes to helixes, especially helix two, they're so strong that a lot of the time you can just free nuke a helix two for like ten k. <laughs> um, bursting them is just kind of gravy, and a lot of the time you can get away with that on, on light. Depends like, on on Ongo, you're not going to burst one for for ten no, k because he's a thirty percent resistance rank tier SDT tier. I think that's going to depend on when you do it. <laughs> like, and he's also like, minus 20% damage taken at, at V20. So so I will say that when I land my Helix 2s, a lot of the time, like especially in like Sortie or something, I'm landing Helix 2 for like over 30k. Oh yeah, so, in Sortie you just throw it out. Yeah, if, if, if I were to get like a half resist or something like that, it still clears 10k by quite a bit. Because Helix it, cap at 10k damage, for anyone doesn't know that. Yeah, and that, that's what I'm talking about. Is it caps at 10k and it, it talks over time. It's different than a tick. Um, it's like <laughs> twice as long. Basically. I love it. Um, but it lasts a long time once you're once you're master and you have like you know everything set up for it. Helix Helix is a great DOT. It's a strong strong thing you can add. But yeah, you don't definitely don't have to change arts. That's for sure. Um, if you can, you'd want to just to make sure you don't get a resist. But you get about a hundred more magic accuracy or so switching arts like out of the skill you get out of it a little bit less than that. Um, but yeah, with master levels though, like forcing all of your stats up anyway, uh, I'm ML 30 scholar and uh, it, it's pretty impactful. Uh, the magic accuracy difference, especially when you're using wrong art stuff. We're still yeah. in these stratagems here, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, there, there's some that really aren't worth talking about. Like I, don't, I never, I never use the half MP ones ever. Uh, I could I see using them, but mostly sub scholar is why. Impact maybe. Yeah, yeah. So as a sub job, yeah, you'd use them a lot more. Uh, so um, on Black Mage, I really use the fuck out of parsimony. I could see that, yeah. Okay. I don't know if a main scholar would the same, but I could see also if you're using a two scholar setup and being the one that bursts the most, you want ebulence, of course. Especially I use alacrity more. I use alacrity only if I'm not in danger of needing MP or anything like that, and I'm trying to get more jaws up. Alacrity is great for getting jaws up on Black Mage. Yes, I use it for jaws and I use it for death. Death, so yeah. A lot of the time, you alacrity death, and then you can burst an asper in the same skill chain. So it's kind of whatever. Well, that's so uh, fast anyway. I could see doing that. Yeah, exactly. That, that's that's why you do that. You you would set well that, that that'll only work the, if, the, if you have the alacrity is for is not for the cast time. It's for the it's for the recast. Yes. So it cuts the recast down. But which is, which if you don't have a good source of refresh when you cast death, you're not going to be able to get that asper off. It's like what nine MP. But if you if you have you need to have some like good. Four. Asper three, Asper. Oh, Asper. Plus, plus That's right. The higher Asper goes, the less MP it costs. Yeah. It's ten Asper MP for Asper. Three. Yeah, Asper three is great. 
Asper three is two MP. Okay, I, that's 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 me being stupid. And and my and then my, you have your dark arts. My dumb dumb brain. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I don't think it'll cost one MP for Asper three because it's twenty twenty percent or ten percent reduction there. It's ten percent. Most of the time, it's not going to be some sort of one. passive tick that gets you there. Yeah, so. my my passive tick there on my body would get me Asper three. I'm sitting there after yeah. death, and I'm like, I can't cast Asper, so I throw up like a Merker right away. I should just cast Asper instead. Yeah. Um. So that that's typically what I use that for. But yeah, parsimony, like using parsimony to impact makes sense on a lot of jobs. So yeah, you could do that. I almost never use penury. Like penury, like re-raise if I'm like doing weird things where everything. If you're weakened, I can see using it, but then you kind of need the strats for celerity or something. Celerity is far more important for raises. Yes, that's yeah, I'm good at that. Yeah. Especially if you're weakened, that way you can throw out quick raises and get everybody up. Because, you know, some sometimes things just go wrong. <laughs> sometimes someone casts Helix on Cartel. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. And sometimes, sometimes, no sometimes they do it again <laughs> on a different run. And sometimes everyone dies again, except the Black Mage because of that. And Celerity is very important for getting raises up. Because yep. when they say, want me to open a skill chain to finish it, and you say, no, just keep keep recovering. I'm going to hold it. <laughs> that's, that's when Celerity um, matters. So a session manifestation, that's the AOE stuff everybody knows about. I don't really feel like going in on that. Yeah, manifestation um, breaker. There you go. Save the point. People know what that does. Uh, Rapture is really cool. And Ambulance, I mentioned Rapture already. It's it's a 20% damage bonus to light aligned nukes. It does not enhance the... I actually went out and did the testing on this. It's in the wiki. It does not uh, enhance the, the potency of things. Like, I confirmed that. Uh, but it absolutely does raise the damage on all light aligned white damage, so or white magic damage. So like Dia, it actually increases the damage on that, all that stuff. Um, Ebulence is is its counterpart. You'll see Ebulence used a lot more, especially with the the uh, Empyrean hat, because you get like over a forty percent damage bonus. And and when these percentages are applied, it's applied as a separate multiplier, and that's why they're so strong. Percentage. Uh, increases to this game as the game has gone longer it's become even more important because the game has gotten such higher numbers to be multiplying here that percentages at 75 were like oh that's cool that's a great boost and now it's just a ridiculous boost i mean take it for what it is because like acoexes are weak to fire but i have actually free nuked fire five for cap damage (laughs) i can't do that on black mage it's pretty funny when it happens um but yeah that's ebulence it's pretty good um you stack a lot of things that aren't just ebulence with that uh, but then uh, you have your your perpetuates and imminence. Those are uh, unique ones to the the arts. Uh, on your light art side, the perpetuates is just the thing that scholars make really really long buffs with. So that's what they're doing. And then imminence is the cool thing that we've been talking about, where you use skill chains and it has the crazy depth to it. And one more thing I wanted to mention about imminence, and it's something that I do that a lot of a lot of scholars don't. Um, is I actually have sets where I cast Eminence in a Cult Acumen because it works with a Cult Acumen even though you're making a skill chain. So I'll actually Eminence, like, I I don't know, Arrow 5, and then close with uh, Cataclysm because that's detonation to compression for gravitation. And that closes a, a really, really sick gravitation uh, at the end of the day. So... You can actually skill chain, and you can treat your your occult acumen kind of like a black mage does, how we've talked about that in the past. But in a better you, way. You have access to even more TP than a black mage sometimes, depending on what you're willing to do with your stratagems. So. That's what I said before the episode, because yeah. 
once you it was only like three weeks ago fox that you had that idea right when we were doing stuff you go i wonder if i could put a cold acumen for imminence and get the extra it's crazy because <laughs> you, you thought it wouldn't work for some reason and then you went and test you go oh it does and you were so excited it absolutely works <laughs> and i said before the episode that when i run up on black mage and use my cold acumen and then had to cast another spell after i weapon skill scholar doesn't even do that it may have lower ability to build it because it has a cheaper nuke than a tier six doesn't have them to get a cold acumen but once you have tp which of course you can melee with a mythic on scholar the same you can as black mage which is cool uh (laughs) but doing that and not having to use tp and then using imminence with a cold acumen set to to create an opening skill chain then close it with a, a weapon skill and then bursting off it so you don't have to have a second weapon skill go off needing to build TP for it in between and feeling like super crunch time. You just open with eminence and then close with your cold acumen eminence. It is super, super cool to me because it's an even better way of trying to do what I'm already doing on black mage. And it just, it feels, I'm sure it would just feel really good to do solo. If you ever have to open with like a basic dark element, one of the coolest things that you can do is eminence impact. So there's, there's really cool things you can do let me just tell you that just sounds so stupid it is stupid and it's great and I think of all think of all you, you're gonna get full <laughs> tp right not, not 3k tp but you're gonna get no. full weapon skill ability tp right there with, with your with cold acumen imminence impact it's pretty great that's stupid that's great it might still land too depending on what you're fighting if it's a, um, a cp mob it definitely will depending on the mob yeah, that's I it's not a trick that you're gonna use on like everything, that's for sure. But it, it's I, gonna change a lot if you have Crepuscular Cloak too. Yes. I don't have that. Uh one day I will hopefully get it. It is Someday, the yeah. Amontrove campaign. I have to go spam some Amontroves. Especially because I'm skipping yeah. Ambuscade this month. It's not worth my time to do a ten minute clear. Yeah, but it's it imminence is never about the damage you do with the spell. It's the damage that you set up for. And there's a lot of different things you can do with it that a lot of people just don't do because all they do is they hit a basic macro and call it a day. Like you do really cool stuff with it. And yeah. Just, just the fact that that Scholar's the only job nowadays that is gonna get like without Sam rolls, like six hundred TP off of off of opening a skill chain. <laughs> You know that's that's absurd. Like if, if melee's got that, they they would be like creaming themselves. Think about it. If you had a cold acumen on and you aggroed a mob by casting, I don't know, a tier four nuke, and then you hit the mob yeah. once because you're now meleeing to do a weapon skill, yeah. and then you now have TP to open your imminence and then get full TP from just your imminence open and then close the skill chain. Like you don't even have to build TP on scholar even less than the black mage has to because of course black mage can cast tier six, but without Sam's roll. And without Count Vanga on, which Scholar can also use if you don't have Mythic, uh, then you just barely get enough TP on Black Mage using Thunder 6 and Blizzard 6. So it's it's really close. I also have a longer time and recast time, too, than a Tier 5. Yeah. So yeah. it gets it's, a bit really clunky tough to get the tier five. on Black Mage, but Scholar has a much easier time doing that. and that's, that's It has higher occult acumen as well. Yes, that too. So, so it does it, compensate it helps there. you get there. Um, I I do have a I, I can actually on a tier five get one k on on scholar. You just don't need it as much as black mage does. So it's very rarely something. That you I could also see being able to multi step solo better on a mage, which black mage would have trouble with without having sub uh, samurai hasso. Oh. You you could weapon skill right. get back enough for an imminence uh, if you have sam's roll or something, and then close a, another one. I could see multi-stepping as a scholar in a CP. I have never, I have never gotten to do it with Sam's roll on, 
but I, I really want to, uh, be able to give it a try where you would, uh, you would basically go infinite, uh, while using, uh, cataclysm. <laughs> That's uh, another thing too, can, just, just doing AOE, <laughs> AOE burns as a scholar. Cause it does that the same for the few events you do it on like Sandy or, or Omen or whatever the fuck you're doing it on. Being able to do an eminence before you do that without losing TP to make a skill chain in your main target so you pick an NM would be very, very handy just for a cool thing to do. Because Scar's got a lot of cool things. Yeah, well, if you if you have max haste, um, your your helix recast is actually quite short. And what you can do is you can do Lumino Helix to Cataclysm to Lumino Helix to Cataclysm to Lumino Helix <laughs> to Cataclysm, and you'll make uh, Transfixion Compression over and over again. The unsung combination of everyone who would just do uh, liquefaction decision or detonation decision over and over again. That's the unsung yeah, the, combo the, the, of the difficulty to compression. Occult acumen is really based off of the MP of the spell you cast. So you're not going to get a whole lot off of Lumino Helix. So I, I kind of want to try it where I'm like cap paste and I'm doing it with Lumino Helix too, because that at least gets you a little closer. Um, but I would need like Sam's roll and all sorts of ridiculous princesses. Yeah, that's 78 so MP for you. That's 78 yeah. MP, so you're gonna need a lot of store TP and stuff. Yeah. It, it it basically what it'll end up equating to is you don't so on on a mage job, a lot of times people complain that you can't get TP from like swings while you're casting. That's supplementary. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like a supplementary thing. It's it's something that you have to deal with as well. But with Scholar, if you're if you're doing this, you actually don't lose that opportunity of of getting TP from a melee swing, even on something that's low cost like that, because you get TP from imminence. So you're 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 basically at like no cost for casting that. Like there's no there's no opportunity cost for it outside of like you used a stratagem, I guess. So it's it's something that you want to keep in mind. But that's the thing that people don't do on Scholar when they go to bed. They usually just stand in the back line and care. And Scholar has the ability, yeah. just like Black Mage does, in the way we engage in it and talk about it and get excited about it, and the way people are finding out now because Black Mage is a little more prominent. People are reading about it. People are listening to us talk about it because apparently people listen to us now, which is cool. It took two years, but it, hey, it's right. cool that people listen to us now. <laughs> but that is, the, if it's, it's just the problem is it's not basic. Like when you throw a warrior at something and you run up there and do Savage Blade and shit. It's not mm. It's not basic. Scholar's going to get in the mix there and do all these things just like a black mage would, but Scholar does it better than a black mage in terms of being on the front line and doing these fancy things to make scotches of itself so it can burst because, as we know, bursting is all of the magic damage in this game. It's not all of it, of course, but it's 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 the yeah. way to do magic damage. So being able to get in the front line, black mage isn't melee great either, but it has plenty of options for supplementary TP on swings, but a cold acumen, which both jobs have, and imminence is the big defining factor here, is what gives Scholar's ability to run up with all the new gear we have with DT, especially, and accuracy too, especially with, with the Imperium plus three, you have options to hit the mob. You don't have multi-attack oh, yeah. and stuff, but you hit the mob for supplementary TP, and you can do all these cool things that, <laughs> that people just don't do because the situation either doesn't arise, you don't construct well, but it's just, it's cool to be able to have the option. Because like people on Mage might run around like helpless in, in a circle or something, but you have the option to not be helpless now with all the DT oh, yeah. and gear we have on Scholar and these Mage jobs. Yeah, in fact, scholar weapon skills are very underplayed. Um, you can do really cool things with Cataclysm. Like people talk about because you have time. weather. You have weather. Um, you have so your Obi is basically always available, and then your Empyrean feet. That Klimaform plus twenty five that <sighs> applies to your weapon skills. 
Think about it. If you have double, a if you have day and, you, and your weather too, that's already a 35% damage boost on top of everything else. Yeah. So what people don't talk about feet. though is the weapon skills that you can do with club and how stupid Scholar gets when you try to pretend you're a red mage. So my favorite skill chain that I have done so far has been Eminence Fire 5 to Seraph Strike for fusion uh, because the fusion does cap damage. <laughs> And the Seraph Strike typically does like around 40-50k, which is most... It reminds me before time. all the Empyrean stuff came out and you said you messed around when... You still the, Geo. Yeah, you were on Geo, yeah. and, the, and the latest yeah. thing was like Apex Bats and Crayas everyone was doing. because sure, yeah. And you're like, yeah, it's really just not worth it. And now it's become more worth it, as we talked about over time, with new gear and new different fight situations oh, yeah. coming out to do these things with Daybreak and etc. But now Scholar can take that even further than a Geo oh, can yeah. for sure. Because I mean, it's it's different because the the fire five is giving you TP. Yeah. So you don't need that much. You don't need to spend a whole lot of time setting it up. So it's like just basically a free skill chain that does crazy. You damage. can pull a fire five, and when it gets to you, you could open up and fucking wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Just just club it to death. And then like you can seal. magic burst. I mean, scholar scholar does what I enjoy on black mage. It sounds like and just takes it to another level because. I mean, the, as, my, as as I was saying your before, imagination is your limiting factor. <laughs> yeah, correct. As as nice as malaise is. I'll take I'll take the TP from uh, an opening skill chain of a fire five imminence or whatever to having weather double weather on to then closing with myself over just having malaise and having to go hit a mob a few times, which you know may not be a much, but when you can pull and have TP ready is, is a huge difference in efficiency. Yeah, I mean shit, you can cast um, imminence fire five to, to imminence thunder five and then close with a crazy ass black halo too if you want to use Maxentius. And you have all these options, all these weapons that yeah. Scholar brings. There's in all that. these things you can do. And, and most of the time people focus on staff, you know, especially when it comes to a cult acumen because Katvanga is really good. Uh, but you don't have to do that as long as you can kind of like open your mind to what you can do with eminence otherwise. So and that, it depends on the target too. So Having the ability to use club on Scholar better than the Black Mage does, arguably, yeah. is is another option to focus on weakness because not all mobs are weak to doing fusion and uh, a light close. Like you have to do different elements yeah. here. So yeah, and you're also not as sub job dependent either. So while you're doing this like crazy fusion skill chain, you can also then like switch over to light arts and burst the holy for ridiculous damage. Like it just depends on what you want to do. And you do get cataclysm natively as a scholar too, so that's also a big deal. Do you? Oh no, no you, don't. Well, you don't. You don't. It's only if I, you did. If you, you did, don't. Like me just sing it you phrases. don't. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's you right. Know. I fucked up bad right there. It's. <laughs> I pulled up the. I pulled up the page and I set it as it loaded and I saw Scholar was there under job levels, 86, White Mage, Bard, Scholar, Geo. Mm -hmm. That's that's when it has access to it natively. And then the note is only Paladin, Warrior, Monk, Geo, White Mage, which yeah. I should know by now from my complaining. So I, I, I fucked up an instant there by not reading. It is what it is. Oh, that's me. But, but yeah, um, the, the cool thing though is that Scholar doesn't feel as bad being sub-White Mage as like maybe Black Mage does. Like like I was saying before, like you want to nuke sub-White Mage because it's, you know, it's more streamlined. And when you're doing that, you now have access to Cataclysm as well. And you're already like in a damage oriented mindset. You're already in the arts to abuse, you know, imminence, things like we've been talking about. So like you can, you can do that stuff on Scholar and it's just going to work out. It's, it's very, it's very smooth to do it that way. So it's something you can do. Um, I think I'm about done with the imminence though. I, yes. But, uh, it's so a there's, it's there's, a big selling more. point that's underused on Scholar that Very gets unique. only attention for standing in the back line making skill chains for black mages to burst on and, and sortie now, 
or back in the day when Black Mage was doing the, the hell mobs before they fixed Geo. I mean, that was that was the only thing I got credit for. People don't ever talk about using. I mean, maybe someone does, but as a as an average talking about scholar sort of thing, people don't talk about applying scholar in this way. So it's a big deal to talk about in this way. It's very exciting too. Yeah, yeah, it's when you bring new stuff to the table. Um, but to kind of switch gears, talk about the last of the uh, stratagems, get them out of the way. Um, there's two groups of stratagems that I kind of want to mention. One group is very good. The other group is very not good. <laughs> can, can, can you guess which one is? I'm going to guess that a third that is not good on the scholar here for meriting stratagems is the lowers enmity ones. Although, yes. you know, you can use them. You get plenty already and lowering enmity further would be completely superfluous. Yeah, it, the, you reduce enmity by so much now. Altruism, another fucking one. Yeah, I uh, no alt- altruism is uh, magic act. Oh no no, no. It's, tranquility. It's tranquility! Sorry, tranquility and equanimity. The yeah. fucking uh, the Chappelle stand up now. That's what we're into. <laughs> yeah, so those ones I've never merited and I've never used. They're you, you just don't need it because you can lower your enmity by so much already anyway without them. But they're there if you need it, I guess. Like Arabody, if you're doing like heals and you can you have the time to hit tranquility cure for that's that's just you wouldn't even change your merits for that fuck that no i wouldn't um my my group two merit setup is very specific like group one is grimoire recast it's grimoire recast and helix magic act magic attack there's no reason to put anything else modus veritas is broken never use it yeah but if you're already capping modus veritas is is worthless that's the one thing scholar needs to have fixed which would probably be the end episode what can we fix on scholar it's just modus veritas is worthless but if you're already doing capped helix damage why wouldn't you just take more sublimation it's just to make sure that you're there (laughs) i i mean you're there though Max sublimation. Look how gear, really look how good our gear has gotten lately. You really need fifteen magic accuracy and ten magic attack bonus. Is that really I what also, you need? You don't need fifty MP either. I mean, yeah. yeah. I I like to not have to think about. Yeah, one. you're right. When it's, it's kind of lazy, but when you're when you're when you're going into like new content and you don't know the ratings of some of these things, maybe it's good just to already have that. You're right because that shit. What happened there? What happened is I looked at the uh, what what I get from Helix. And I'm like, that's not great, but I didn't look at what I'm arguing in exchange for a 50 mp and i'm like yeah when, when you just point out 50 mp I, I feel like an idiot now that's it's it may be really small on helix there but there's no there's no alternative really like grimoire we can recast is the one you want like 10 seconds off of it matters because it's like 10 seconds off of a 60 second ability yeah it, it matters quite a bit especially as you have to switch uh, my group two setup is four altruism uh five focalization and one enlightenment fuck storm surge uh, people can use it if they want. Plus eight int. If you're using, you know, uh, hailstorm, I guess is neat. But I would just really put one doing. out of five in it. I wouldn't even do that. Like I would rather just have more accurate light based and feebles when I need them. Yeah, but how often do you need to use that extra eight magic accuracy and altruism versus getting three stat? I mean, hey. it's more than eight. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was taking five plus the three from the head, right? It's ten initial. This is just well, for altruism. You're going to use the ability. You have it four out of five. I'm saying four to five instead of five out of five. Yeah. yeah. It's it's four out of five because you want one in enlightenment. Yeah. Well, no, that's focalization, right? No, this is altruism. Okay. Okay. Five of five. I'm going to argue then focalization four to five and one out of five in Storm Surge. That uh, three strength, man. Yes. 
that's never going to matter. It, I do think they should <laughs> change that. It's really weird yeah. that that the boost to Storm Surge is half a stat for every level you have. That I mean, if that boost was a higher like one per. Like, what the fuck is half a stat? It doesn't even factor in. That's just obnoxious. Right. I mean, it if, if Storm Surge gave more, I could see that. I mean, if you lost three strength on a Firestorm, it wouldn't matter. So yeah, focalization and altruism are, are where it's at. But I just I wish Storm Surge was better than it was. Because at 75, it was a big deal. To get seven strength at 75 is huge. At 99, it's 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 very so, insignificant. One of the one of the big things with altruism, especially if you're fighting like a group of mobs and you know you're using a, a tank properly, all sorts of stuff, is that the the white mage based things you want altruism for. And a big one is for Banishka too. Because you want to be able to land well, Scholar gets Banishka too, yes. and it also gets the gear to augment it, and Banishka 2 lasts longer than Banishka 1, which is the important part between the two, um, because you can you can cap on Scholar on either one of them. Uh, but the reason that you want something like Altruism for that is you will have a fairly high Divine skill, but on like some of the highest level mobs, if you need to fight an undead, you still need the magic accuracy to land that effect, the STT down effect um, for Banish. And having altruism available to you while you're doing that is probably pretty important. Uh, It'd be important so, to point out too that um, yeah. you don't get banished Katsuna natively. Is, yeah, yeah, it's for when you're sub-white mage. But uh, very often do I, I have to select, I have to like silence on Scholar and sometimes the target. It's become really a very recent yeah. thing that undead mobs are everywhere. So we have King Rampier's Tomb. We have Shoal C. We have all of Shoal A, B, frankly. They're all undead in all those zones. We have the basement of C, uh, a basement of G and top of C are all undead. Undead are everywhere in this game now where Banish is actually very important for people. Yeah. Yeah. And then I personally use the focalization one just because uh, I keep that 5 out of 5 specifically uh, for the pedagogy head because I still use that when I'm not using the Obi for certain things, uh, specifically for helixes. Because uh, with a Helix, you won't use an Obi. Uh, Helixes automatically gain the benefit of things, and I'm just making sure that 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 also includes the magic accuracy, because it's been kind of gone back and forth whether or not that's the case. And if it's automatically getting the damage applied, yay, that's great. Um, if it's automatically getting the magic accuracy applied, hey, that's also great. But the the head basically gives you a really high proc chance on the weather affecting magic accuracy. And since I'm already not using Obi on those spells, I just want to make sure that's the case, even though I think they still get it anyway. So it's kind of like a piece I'm phasing out, but I so, seen a lot on it. So for BG, two days ago, when this came up in our static talking about this piece, yeah. it said on BG, it has to be Fae Queen did this, because only Fae Queen does formatting like this. Unless it was me, I could have done this, because Fae Queen bolds everything, I bold the one thing, and it was one thing bolded. But not looking at it. I miss Fake Queen. They should come back. So, not looking at it, it was does not caps uh, italicize not impact magic accuracy on the day. And yeah. the head here specifically says that I know um, from Red Mage in- that it does increasing <laughs> the yeah, yeah yeah from your end spell just uh, yeah. you know noticing eyeballing if you will, but it's noticeable. So increases the odds <laughs> increases the odds that a weather related magic accuracy bonus will activate by fifteen percent per merit level of altruism and focalization with the head on. Uh, and it says on that page for the pedagogy motor board plus three, this is similar to wearing an OB worth weather and does not stack with it. OB, of course, uh, making it happen all the time and pedagogy would not make it happen all the time, even a five out of five. 
So yeah. when I, I went to the page, I'm like, well, that's weird. I never I, – because at 75 knowledge, it was common knowledge that that was just a thing, that magic accuracy and damage were part of – you know, you'd go fight these mobs in the day of the week <clears throat> because not only did you not have magic evasion stuff back then, but just having that multiplier to their thing being lower, you didn't have any other recourse to damage, so that was important. But also nuking – was a huge thing at 75 where it wasn't later on in the game until yeah. it's kind of back, I guess. Um, I'd say it's back. <laughs> everyone, you didn't have much gear and everything too, so everyone talked about the big bonuses you got, which would be day, and everyone always talked about you get accuracy and you get damage on the day. You get a bonus and it's a penalty otherwise to magic accuracy is why you want to do that because there's no other ways to get magic evasion besides a bar spell. So magic damage and magic evasion from lowering the mod's accuracy, you always fought like an avatar on the opposite day just because the, the magic... Uh, Accuracy penalty was significant at that level to that mob, where it's not anymore. But so for us, it still matters. But the BG page said it does not, in bold, not apply to magic accuracy. So I had to do some digging and pulled up the Japanese dev post thread that says that um, weather does impact magic accuracy, but it doesn't give any quantity or whatever. Because I had to go to JP Wiki, start digging, start reading the Japanese thing, translating it. And it does impact magic accuracy, as we know at 75. Somehow along the way, 99 people got dumber, and we, we admitted that fact, but it, <laughs> that has been corrected on BG. It does impact magic accuracy. It's significant, too, because what, what I was saying about the, the Red Mage thing is uh, oftentimes I would kill an Odin VD uh, with end dagger. So you'd use, like, level one not non-item level daggers. Uh, and with a certain amount of magic accuracy, yeah, you know, you, you most of the time will get very high end spell results. But every single time, I noticed the uh, having the, the matching weather, or we've had access to the matching weather, and I, I switched my set over to to melee and the Obi instead of anything else. It floored it floored my resist rate. Are I, you? It, I completely was doing. Max are you talking about that. weather two, or are you talking about day and weather two? What are you, you talking even about? Even just weather one, it, it, it was a significant boost on red mage. On That's weird because I was thinking because there's no value given by the when the devs no. the devs confirm that does impact magic actually, but there's no value given. I wanted to speculate that if it's uh, weather one is a 0. 0.1, so 10% uh, increase, I was going to speculate maybe it's 10 accuracy because this was introduced with the start of the game. It's they would, they wouldn't make it a ridiculous game like 100 magic accuracy or something. Because I think that, it's a percentage. Could be, uh, it could be 10% accuracy. Yeah, I think, I, honestly, if... If that's the case, that's huge. If I were if I were to guess, because I never actually like put anything to it, I would say it's probably about 10% accuracy. But people really should, you know, test that. I'm, I'm probably not, because I don't do that anymore. The only way that would be great to test that I can think of is by using end spells on Red Mage against a resistant mob yeah. and then testing out the results of your hit rate. Because let's, let's say, um, I guess the best thing you could choose would be something that's really resistant, like a high-level Ellie, but we don't really have many high-level Ellies outside of maybe the Apex Elementals in the Crawler's Nest, and then using the, like, an end water or an end fire against the water Ellie there, and then seeing what your hit rate is, and then putting on weather, and then seeing how it jumps if it does, because then that's how you could kind of measure it, because it's a 5% tier, but there's not many great targets for testing, at least, that are 5% really. tiers. You could you could do sortie tier one mob and go to like A or something and use use darkness and well, you can't, there's no end dark. Well, there dark knight has so it, but I have hard. pretty good gear on red mage. Um, it's not like complete top of the line, but it's pretty close. And when I was doing these 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 Odin attempts um, or uh, clears, uh, there was a very noticeable difference between the resist rates and having no resist rate at all. Uh, like. 
in lower magic accuracy situations, I think like I was at like around a 50 to 70% non-resist, which is something that you can see in your swing damage. Like you'll see those numbers pop up. And then the moment I had any weather effect at all, uh, it, it just completely changed that. And well, there, there with how high magic accuracy has gotten now on Black Mage, I'm nuking with a burst factored in and crepe on. I'm nuking 13, 1400 regularly. If I was at yeah. 1450 from using a little more gear on a mob and had 10% weather magic accuracy, that would boost my magic accuracy by 105. So that, that, that's, a lot. that's a dramatic <laughs> increase. So if it's really 10%, as in the weather's damage is 10%, therefore the accuracy is 10%, you're talking about having a 35% increase on weather. That would be easy to test because a 35% magic accuracy increase from day, huge, and, yeah. day and double weather is huge. So you'd go against anything that's 5% and see that see if you could get there. See that you yeah. could, you would not be floored and actually landing. That if that's the case, that would be it'd be great. That yeah. would be that I, would be I mean, dramatic to all gameplay in general because it seems reasonable to me that that was the boost that I was getting when I was when I was experiencing this, but I never checked it. Like, um, imagine people should absolutely not just swallow this pill and just be like, yeah, absolutely. Like you should go test that shit if because really it sounds it. like from your from your basic there needs to be more testing on it. But from what you're doing, it sounds like it's not just ten accuracy. I figure it'd be something low, like ten accuracy, twenty accuracy for Storm Two, and it'd be okay. That's great. Seventy five to introduce it. Twenty accuracy is great. It's better than wearing a, a acuity belt plus one, so I don't lose any accuracy yeah. when I'm getting Obi and nuking. That's very important for end game black mage when, or scholar. But that's that's great. But if it's really 20 or 35 or 30% magic accuracy, that, that would be a ridiculous value it's that has no equivalent in this game. You would notice that immensely. So you would want to have, because the 5% tier exists on these sortie basement mobs outside of uh, Trib or Skamora in C and G, you'd want to have Darkstorm just to land impact with Elemental Seal because it would definitely land at 5% with if it's an actual percentage-based increase. So that, if we could test that, if we had some mob that was great to test that information, that would actually be very useful. Yeah, maybe I'll go do it later. But I'd have to find the time. Like I don't want to say this hey, weekend. You're done, Fox. You're not testing anything this weekend. You're you're done. Yeah, I, I can't because I have too much shit going on. You got to write. You um, got to write a paper for the he she the she he guy. Fucking ridiculous class. But yeah, it, it's definitely worth thinking about, and there is a definite mag or magic accuracy boost from it, and it is it is pretty substantial. Like I I think I would notice the difference between plus ten mac in that situation yeah because that's actually it's a significant increase but it's not it's not a dramatic one yeah and i'm sure other red mages will know what i'm talking about too when they when they've had these bonuses um depending on you know their experiences but uh it's it's definitely almost especially on that mob almost 2023 fox after almost 20 and a half years of this game and we're still going hmm this is dramatic testing we need yeah because i it's it's this is game changing about ever yeah um because think but about it, again, it's we, also, 70... we also have our experiences where we have the right weather and we're nuking things like Ida, and it doesn't feel like we have that bonus. Though, think about so... it, seventy-five when you have like not really many magic accuracy or skill gear. You have like with the highest gear, you have a two hundred something skill, so you're like three hundred uh, three hundred total with your skill and your everything. There's no there's no massive two fifty five on a staff for magic accuracy skills or anything, and you get a you get a, a day proc of ten percent. That's significant back then, but you're talking 10% of 300 versus now we're talking 1300 times 10 or, or, or 30 if you yeah. have if you have day and you know, that's a huge boost now. So, oh, yeah, yeah it, it like, would be it's like 400 more magic. It would be another example done. of SC when they added Scholar the 75 or anything else they did in the initial part of this game, adding percentage boosts that were very small that had become very large. Yeah. 
So like that that's what I'm saying though, is that there is a there's a significant value that's there, but I approach it with skepticism because we would have seen that on something like Ida when you have the right weather and stuff. We would have seen that on No one cast you know, any the wrong stories. weather though. I mean so well, nobody casts the wrong weather, but we also cast the right weather, and we know how to. Yeah, actually, that's a good point because I have the right weather when I'm nuking yeah. these mobs, and I'm still before I change my gear on Black Mage and fix the guide up. I was not when I and before yeah, we did the table and everything. I wasn't pinpointing that magic accuracy. I was getting resisted hardcore with the right weather, so it can't be it can't be percentage based then at that degree because yeah, I would totally, not be resisted in that case. Yeah, you, you you always want to have a basis to test on, but you should always be trying to prove it wrong. So that way you can get the right info. That alone proves it wrong because I didn't even consider that point. Yeah, but we I, I really want to know what it is because it's definitely more It's significant. We just know it's it's not so. it's not twenty percent yeah. now from that weather. I know that's certainly much. significant though. Because I would not sure. be resisted with twenty percent magic increase of what I was nuking. I would be easily capped yeah. and I was not capped. It, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so, so it, my like excitement has now faded to 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 post nut clarity depression. Yeah. Which which means that you're doing science right. Yes. <laughs> the ultimate letdown. Is that why you like me, Fox? Because I, I get very excited, but then I also reel it back and I go, wait, that's not right. Hold on. Get this Hold excitement. On. Get this excitement the fuck out of here. This is not. Let's let's get real for a second. This is wrong. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, I, I've gone through the whole journey of emotions just now, Fox. I just I just went to, to game changing cast this on me so I can let impact on anything in the game to, oh, uh, you know what? That's bullshit. That's, you know, it would have been nice, but oh, well. Yeah, you can't quite get there on that one, but it's... I, I want a divorce. <laughs> okay. That's it. <laughs> Speaking of, though, Scholar, I'm sorry I derailed that there, but that was... Oh, that's fine. It's it's important to it because you have to deal with weather things, right? So let's you say... You're doing. I will go back to my initial thing here of basing 10 accuracy for weather 1, 20 accuracy. That way it can at least keep my sets in perspective here because I think we know it's a noticeable increase, but if it's only 20 for weather 2 outside of the other day and... and, and or radiance procs or whatever the fuck you have going on, then it's we can we can say, okay, I can factor twenty magic accuracy in here and be safe for a storm two with Obi. I mean it already has so many upsides that even if that was the actual result, I would never sneer at it. Yes. But it <laughs> does it does matter though with these endgame mobs and, and focusing on sets oh, yeah. because you can As really fine tune it. Yes. Like your your hit rate really goes up. It, it's quite substantial how your hit rate goes up too. So uh, it could be a smaller number like that. It could be like between 20 and 30 as well yeah you're right and i could see a dramatic difference because no, you, you still would approaches cap it, it, yeah it goes up quite a bit it it kind of acts like haste in that sense exponential but not except right. that is well right <laughs> but um yeah Let's so see. yeah we've talked about all the, the j's except yep. for the one hours so well i think everyone understands that Tabula Rasa is great for spamming for three minutes, which I think um, it's great for all. Monophone should be three minutes too, but 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 Tabula Rasa is just so great for Scholar for three minutes. Three yeah, minutes of sex, I mean, like it's all you need sometimes. I, I I always think of Tabula Rasa like when you apply it to something like Eminence, like like thinking about what a Sam can do with like Mekiyashishui or something, and you know even though Sam's don't really use that that much anymore. It's still the same kind of concept where, like, you do a whole lot of, like, weapon skills all at once and you're good to go. Like, the Scholar's not going to do a lot of damage with them, but the weapon skills are so plentiful and a lot of content, you can just completely remove the need for DD with it. Because you can burn your strats pre, you can burn your strats after, and you have three and a half minutes with JSE 
of being able to just use as many stratagems as you want on spells. So um, a lot of the times, yeah, what you'll see is you'll see a scholar um, basically replace a DD in a skill chain um, and just skill chain by themselves and just let people burst like crazy on it. And that's typically what you'll see uh, when, when people are like, oh, I'm going to bring scholar to this for this reason. Clearly, you can do other stuff, but that's one of the big one of the big uses. Assuming your scholar can make those skill chains. Yeah, assuming your scholar can make those skill chains. Um, another thing to talk about for Tabula, though, it isn't just like the dark art side. The light art side, you gain access to Umbravo, which is crazy. And then um, one thing I don't see every scholar do is that uh, anytime you Umbrava, um, I don't see every scholar. Some scholars do it, but anytime you, you use uh, Tabula. Uh, you should also reapply your regen as well because it's going to be boosted. Yeah, that's actually a very good point. Yeah, it adds. Uh, it adds to that. It's a uh, thirty-six a tick. Yeah, <laughs> thirty-six a tick added to regen is huge. Mm-hmm. When you're already talking about a massive regen, and you're usually stacking it with uh, everything. Yeah, with Embrava, um, you know, regen effects received on like rune fencers, all sorts of cool stuff there. You know, I know a year and a half ago when I was very skeptical about replacing a white mage ever for, for healing. <laughs> I, I have to keep teasing myself on that one because of how good scholars regen and brava tabula rasa regen and everything is. Yeah. It's just a sickening value that sustains entire groups with cure one spamming in between, of course, with a rate of grab plus one. You know, about three years ago, I used to go white mage to almost everything. See, you evolve. And- you learn, you grow. And yeah, like you just find that you don't need Yagrush as much as people say you do. And you don't because you have Scholar with, with uh, AOS shots. Yeah. And, and, you know, bringing Scholar to stuff like I find it easier to heal. Even even events like Dynamis is easier on Scholar. You know, um, you actually jump between parties and, and regen them. I know I've said, you know, a million times this episode because it's constant me thinking about ways to interject things that yeah. are countering the way people approach the game. So it's really easy to sit back on, on White Mage with uh, Stone Skin Cares and whatever. And just mm-hmm. toss it out as a new player. But if you had 550, which is not that hard nowadays, I mean, people get it. Hey, it's, it's the event right now. Go get it. Yeah, it is. I, I, yeah. I've been... You're like, not master. Go do it. I'm going to finish leveling my, my, my stupid scholar from 75 because the, <laughs> the chain event's on right now and I'm getting 5k plus XP to kill, yeah, but also the like CP chain. So yeah. I'll get some points there, hopefully. And... You know, you're not going to make Yag... So, excuse me, as a new player, as I burp into the fucking mic. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like a classless clown. Um, you're not going to have Yagrush right away as a new player. And you don't need Cure 5 and 6 for most content, especially with how high we can boost Cures up to. I never cast. But you have <laughs> access to all the AoE. I know you have to use a job ability. I know you're in combat. I know it's not always fluid. I'm, I, won't, I don't want to oversimplify it, but just saying you have it. But as a new player, as long as you can keep up with Cures... There's some ambuscades or whatever you might not be able to get to take a white mage to. Some content, some NMs. But most content in the game, you can be a scholar and even as a brand new player, have access to AoE Erase, AoE uh, Buffs, AoE uh, Nas, and then... Draga 2 from some white mage. And you don't need a Yag Rush. You don't need anything special. And you can kind of, as long as you have regen doing most of the heavy lifting, you can keep people alive. And, and that should be, honestly... Scholar, it's not a new player friendly item, but if you were playing it just like a white mage, I could see a new player having more success with a scholar riding on, assuming, because I've seen scholars completely just stand there and flounder 
so it's a problem. Yeah, but if, if they could, if they could at least have that going, it sounds to me like a more productive yeah, new yeah. player white mage at a base level. Because we've been talking about high end playing this and that, but okay. putting it in perspective of how versatile scholar can be, if a new player picks up scholar. And the community is becoming much more open to Scholar in general. It's not just me. It's the community. Uh, healing groups and stuff. If that could be the new, I'm getting into the game here, I'm a new player. Scholar can definitely fill in for a lot of groups for most content. And White Mage filling in for the other content. Or just you, know, you can still think of White Mage anyway. Who cares? As long as people just realize you don't need to be focusing on only a White Mage healing. Then a Scholar could just join this game, do their stuff have access to the cool tools they'll get better at later and pick up the gear for to fill out. And they can still just heal a party as a new player and it would work out well. You'll you'll also want to start the game as a scholar, like if you plan to play long term, because you need as much practice as you can <laughs> yes. job, and you will benefit a ton from just repetition of doing things, that's for sure. As I think that muscle memory I talked about earlier when it's about how I play my blue and how I make my macros and my uh not my macros, because Black Mage is very different, but my uh, my gear swaps all conform the same way. So when I'm on a different job, I try to hit the same thing so my muscle memory will take over. And I don't want to make everyone different because every time I get on a different job, I would have to settle back into doing that. And I change jobs on the fly for like Odyssey or something, or just want to go a different job for Omen or, or Sorty or something. I don't want to have to relearn constantly and resettle in. I'd like everything has to be that way so I can just adjust and go. You, you don't want to have to keep adjusting when you're doing something. Yeah. You, you definitely don't. And with this job here, it's not even just adjusting your, your macro palette locations or anything like that. Like you have to actually know what you need to do on the fly and, you know, know what arts to be in, know what spells you have access to, depending on what sub job you have. And, you know, and you're not even getting into the world of like sub black majors of dark where like you have access to stuns and absorbs and stuff like that. Like it's... I don't think any other job in the game has to worry about their sub job as much as scholar does. Geo kind of has to to an extent, but yeah. to an extent, but Geo, yeah. Geo is heavily defined by it, but Scholar abuses it more. The Scholar has to rely on the entire strategy being based around their sub job. Yeah, Scholar is still a powerful class without a sub job. That's what makes it different. Well, I mean, to say Geo is not powerful is kind of stupid, but like as far as what it what it can do for a group, because it can still pretend to be a white mage skill, pretend to be a black mage with with capability. Like saying pretend is also kind of downplaying it. Like they do perfectly fine. Don't nitpick it too much. The, the sentiment's understood. Yeah, yeah. Like Geo can buff as well, but like as far as like being a solid class that can do things without their sub job, like a scholar is far more capable. And then it takes the sub job and it, and it just molds how you play the class from there. You see, Fox, it's, it's, that's the that's the problem when I talk like a Sith Lord in absolutes. You get all like, well, well, Geo, but it's like, no, okay, it's, I, it's, I, we could absolutes. take it. We could take it at face value here, a grain of salt here. We we could take it and not, you know, it's fine, it's fine. Just let it, let it, let it, like, you know, it's a scholar episode. Let it, let it sit there and 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 uh, you know, it's about the info being wrong though. <laughs> it's not wrong. Like I'll take a Fox. If I was wrong, and Geo was technically the most defined by a sub job in the game. Would it really change what I said there? Like, sure, okay, Geo barely edges it out, but it's like the sentiment's still correct, and every like the importance is conveyed of like sub jobs are very important for scholar. Ding, you know, it's it's done, it's good. Yeah, I know. It's don't I, get I like lost the in the mix. To be as, as accurate as possible. Okay, okay. You know, I think as far as it goes, outside of uh, you know tickling tendrils, not doing stun, we are a very accurate, <laughs> very accurate podcast. Yeah, I think this episode has been incredibly exciting already, but let's move into the next subject, of course, which is going to be, is it Weapons Fox or is it something else? Uh, we can talk about Weapons, sure. 
So we already did Count Vanga. It's the easiest one to get out of the way. We talked about the Black Mage. (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess we could talk about the minor weapons too, but do we want to do the main weapons and talk about you have Daybreak for your Dispelga or minor weapons? weapons. So if you have a Musa, you can cut some of these out because Musa is for enhancing duration as well as like regen potency. It's the SU5. Yeah, it's the SU5. It's... If you're gonna make anything for Scholar, like if you if if like you have to like make the weapon or whatever, um, making a Musa is probably your best bet. Um, you're gonna use that far more than the Mythic Staff. You're gonna use it more than the Imperium Staff. Uh, you're gonna use it more than uh, Katvanga on this particular job. So yeah, if, Musa for resources. It's Musa. Musa is HP 130, MP 170. It's got a bunch of magic accuracy, 50 and 255. 259, 269, Scott. It's actually mythic level yeah. uh, skill. It's uh, enhancing duration 20%. All the stabs are. It's, yeah. It's fast cast 10%. It's regen plus 25 a tick. It's cure potency 25%. So it does everything in one little staff there. Not everything, but it does. It's, it's a condensed version of everything you need at one time in a staff. And I just sold yeah. my Ea slops plus one and my Ea body plus one, and I can now pick this up. Hey, there you go. I wish I had one. <laughs> someday I'll, I'll make well, a Musa. Even well, even I, the I SU4 staff is still it. very good. Like if you if you like you could be a scholar and do absolutely the same performance of any other scholar in this game with SU4 staff. You don't need to have the SU5. You still get the 15% on the SU4 instead of 20%. Well, it's all the stuff's there still. I don't have it. <laughs> yeah, SU4 like, is perfectly good for any I don't even use SU4. <laughs> what do you have then? Uh, I use, uh, for duration, I use Gata, an augmented Gata with 6% uh, enhancing magic duration plus Amurabi Shield. And then for uh, regens, I use Bolabunga and uh, Amurabi Shield as the, the weapon combo. And it's perfectly fine. I'm pulling up the shield and everything to see the duration. Enhancing magic duration, 10% the shield. And Gata is set to 18%. Yes. Um, okay, the, so uh, if you didn't have the SU-5, you just would just use place. a different combo of weapons already because that would surpass the SU-4. You just wouldn't have the uh, fast cast, the regen. So I guess you still want the SU-4 for regen and duration still combined in one piece. It, it's closer on the duration side because the 6% from the Gata is a... It, it applies in a different area because it's an augment duration. Oh, uh, okay. So it's like Dragoon and Breath. The shield is, That's fucked the up. The shield is, is the same as the... Uh, is the same as the Musa. Okay. In, in terms of where it's applied. So So do you want to put that in layman's terms based on the augment being valued at a better percentage than the static value yes, of the, the shield? Uh, or? The, Musa, the Musa will still be slightly longer in duration, well, the, um, but well, it has a much higher uh, regen potency. Well, compared to SU4 here we're talking about, for the average oh. scholar listening to this episode that says, I want to get into this and I want to spend 20 mil for something really good instead of spending 80 plus mil for something that's that's a little better. The Gata Amurapi Shield is probably going to be a longer duration than an SU4. And but when I say that, like all of these things are just like seconds of difference. It's not like, even minutes. And then uh as far as regen is concerned, it the SU4 is a big up um over the other because you're still gonna get plus 20 a tick, which is an excellent regen rate. And then you also get the enhanced uh, duration that's gonna be longer than a Bunsy's rod. So the SU4 is absolutely fantastic for uh for regen. That's that's very, it's very apparent there. It's just less apparent on the enhancing duration stuff for regular enhancing duration. And then you usually won't cure it at any rate. So, I mean, that's that being that it's really matter. Pedagogy staff is four mil. There's two up on us, sir. Versus the go. Musa being. Evil. I would have, I would have gotten a Musa a long time ago. Musa uh, seven. But I just, I just don't do Dynamis anymore. 
So if I did Dynamis, I would have a reason to go get it. You know, Fox, I think that Sandoria Cataclaving is about to come back. <laughs> I just do it on, we should both get Musas and just go do that. I, I think we should both get Musas. There's two up right now. Do you have 70 oh, mil? Do you don't? I could give you a loaner of 70 mil, Fox. <laughs> I could give you a small loan of 70 million gil and you could buy a Musa. I would sweat it. Because you, Musa, do this RP with me now, Fox, okay? I could, I could also go farm it out, but I should probably just go farm it out. It's going to be the Fox. greatest, believe me. Oh, yeah. And it's it's completely worth getting. Like, I should have one, but I just haven't, I, I just haven't justified it because I don't have a lot of dynamis interest, you know? So, I like the event, I just never go to it. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's Musa. Um, very, very good. Um, if you're going to make anything else for Scholar, actually, there's there's two other stabs that Scholar does. Really Not well. Relic. Um, you don't get a Relic. I know, yeah. exactly. So you don't have to worry about Relic. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think Tupsamadi is just as important for Scholar as it is for Black Mage in terms, of, in terms of magic accuracy and what you can do with it because of Master Levels. Same sort of thing applies. Um, so I'm not going to go like too far into that. Just listen to the Black Mage episode as far as why that's good. But, yes. Um, there you go. The Empyrean staff is very interesting for this job because what that's going to let you do is it lets you get about 15% quick magic. And usually that cap is 10, but it allows you to wear 5 of 5 Arbitel, which is your Empyrean. And the set bonus on that is quick magic, but it's quick magic outside of the cap that you would normally have. So you hit 10% in gear everywhere else. And then you get you basically get really cool fast cast sets because of that. And this job takes advantage of that fast cast part of it really, really well. Whereas for Black Mage, it's more exciting because you get like better death um, application. This job uses it more fluidly because you switch weapons a lot. And you can almost always guarantee that it's going to be part of your fast cast set. That's what I'm kind of excited about is I can use my Hefer Glamir on uh, Scholar. And I can really... Mm-hmm bust that puppy out after making it because I, I put a lot of work into oh, making yeah. that, that. It, it's it's excellent on scholar anyway because if you're doing things like sub black mage and you're like basically stun locking something which you can absolutely do oh, there you go um Averglamir is crazy for that and then uh yeah if you're sub dark knight or sub black mage like you, you definitely want to be doing that you, but, can, you could use but what about or... my deaths fox i want to cast death i can't i i'm just gonna quit this yeah. job well you can't do it on scholar so, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of cool stuff you can do with that that particular staff. Um, the Ionic staff on Scholar, I don't value as highly, but it would be good for something like Cataclysm. You know, I think another unsung thing here for how much you swap weapons on Scholar, you can really keep your MP consistent across sets when you know your fast cast set. If you uh, have hiccups, mm-hmm. if you are swapping here, a fast cast set might have lower MP for sure because of the instant cast items you're going to be using or different uh, Arbitel instead of other high MP items. That staff will make up for the MP difference between sets here when you're really trying to to min-max to the max here on, on your Scholar. That extra 230 oh, yeah. plus MP is super for keeping your sets up because fast cast yeah. sets are usually low in everything. Oh yeah, and, and when you're going deep and you have like the wrong arts consideration and stuff like that, it makes arts, it a lot yeah. easier to deal with wrong arts. It's like Hasso on, on Black Mage, that 50% is countered by the weapon alone. It's, it makes it a big deal because yes, you can't you counter can, 50% with gear alone. One of the things I didn't mention no, is that you can sub Sam on Scholar, too, <laughs> and do similar things. <laughs> oh! So, Fox, my nipple's going to get so erect here. I can't. I can't be <laughs> thinking about scholar sub samurai right in a time like this. I just. I'm going to cut some glass right now. 
But yeah, you you'd use that fifty percent to help offset Hasso, and then you would use that in conjunction with Eminence to set up skill chains and you know go from there. The world's your oyster. You you don't get access to Cataclysm, so it's a lot less cool. Um, but you still can do interesting-ish things with stuff like Earth Crusher. <laughs> interesting-ish, uh, well, yeah, that's Rock good enough, I guess. So, you know, sometimes you got to keep it interesting-ish. Or you also retain all of your. Uh, your, your club weapon skills. So even if you're not using Hasso, if you're just using Sub Sam for extra TP or whatever, um, or and just meditate and stuff like that, like you're you're basically like this really weird weird skill chain engine still, like because you can retain a lot of club weapon skills. So maybe just something to keep in mind. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, in a nutshell, like the weapons that are like the ultimate weapons or whatever. Uh, I carry a ridiculous inventory worth of weapons. Um, I, I think I carry like eleven on me at all times, and a lot of that is just like little things. Like, would you get rid of Bullabunga um, if you had a Musa? Yes, I would. So I would get rid of Bullabunga. I would get. I wouldn't have to use the Gata on this job, but I'd have to keep it for other jobs like Geo. Geo, yeah. Um, I I wouldn't have to use Amarapi Shield unless I'm nuking. Like it, it changes a few things to have that difference. Um, but there are things like niche things you want to pick up because of really cool things, so really cool interactions. We have uh, Hefogamir, we have Tupsamadi, we have Musa, that's three. We have Daybreak, four. We have uh, Radic Rob, plus two, it's five. Um, Rapi Shell could be six, I guess, because it goes in a, a slot and it occupies like a grip or a weapon. Yeah. And then you wouldn't need Bullabunga at that point or Gata. So you'd have six weapons on Scholar. What else would you Katvanga for seven? <laughs> So um, you can use the dose rod. Oh, for uh, the bar spell? Aqua Veil plus one. Uh, okay, oh, now you're just being Fox. Well, I, I mean, value Aqua Veil. Aqua Veil is pretty important. And when you have this, you give this Aqua Veil to everyone. Yeah. It, it doesn't work like Phalanx. So. True. Yeah. It, it, um, it applies like refresh or the stone skin doesn't, but the Aqua Veil is like I refresh also plus keep, everyone. I also keep an R25 Bunsy's rod and an R25 Epoca staff on me at all times. Mm, but, not sold on Ampaka staff because of the weapons. Eh, it's fine. Um, well, for what you have Tupsamadi and you have. Uh, what if I had Tupsamadi? It might change. But, yeah, you would have no reason to have yeah. the Ampakas. I'm hoping with R30 and something special on it, it comes out to be useful again. It's kind of underwhelming at me at this point that I made it. I would not make um, it again. I'm not sad I made it because I, when I made it and I had R25, like I didn't have to levitate. You know, I still don't have. Yeah, before I color. had that, but even then, it's just not. Mm. The, the awkward thing about Scholar is that the way your uh, your magic burst sets work out, oftentimes you need the Bunzi Rod's uh, ten magic burst bonus in order to cap. I can see it on Scholar, yeah, yeah. yeah so it gets kind of weird there. But anytime I can, uh, I try to put on Impaka Staff since I upgraded the hands to uh, Pedagogy plus three. Um, there's a lot of situations where I try to use Impaka Staff over the uh, the Bunzi Amarapi combo because my D int is fine, and I would rather have like an extra Magic Burst two. It's basically a freebie. That's that's my justification. Well, even if your D int is fine, Magic Burst two compared to heading more into your damage overall, it's just really the the int, especially the possibility of getting another. Oh, my hard drive's done reimaging, <laughs> reimaging oh, the, the raid. I thought carrot had like low battery or something. No, yeah, no, that's carrot. No, that's my that's the the double beep is the reimaging on my uh, NAS is done. I I finally got my new hard drive this weekend for the the one that died during our hundredth episode that fucked everything up. 
that that's the noise of it finishing. So <laughs> good time. Yeah, I, I, I also keep Maxentius on me, but there's almost no reason for that. And then uh, I also keep a Rubicon to D2. For for Asper, okay. Yeah. I don't even care the Rubicundi. That's I mean, on Scholar when you change weapons, I could see it, but it's just mm. there's a there's a lot of um, there's just a lot of weapons you can and, and typically do want to. Use. I think Rubicundi makes the most sense on a Scholar of all jobs in this game. So it's actually the the weapon I want to get rid of the most. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then get rid of it because as I was it, saying, it, it has... makes the most sense of a Scholar to change a weapon the most of their job. I, I could see getting rid of it then. Train Asper Potency 20 is so strong, but it is, but you've gotten Agu's feet. Yeah, it is low magic accuracy. You've gotten Agu's, and you could just use Havergamir in there and and just get Asper ready faster than just cast it again, I guess. If I actually completed it, yeah. (laughs) My slain's still sitting in my manga. You know, Fox, when you're done taking your wheel well and half your uh, Mini Cooper off, you can can get right back. (laughs) Yeah, right. At right, right uh, in between, right in the paper while I do it too. Yeah, you need to write the right she before every he. I still couldn't believe when you said that. I'm like, really? This professor's that 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 insecure and pedantic. They they, yeah. they 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 make sure they convert all all he she's. They don't have to use he she to make she he's. Like they have to directly in their speech say that. It's like okay, yeah. uh, you just all slides. you have to do is just make it make it neutral. Just make it neutral. All of them, yeah. all, all they think. Like you don't have to make she he. You don't have to make he she. You just just to say they if you're upset. It's fine. Like I don't it's fine. Make a big it, it's a basic it word. Because, they. Because generally, I just don't give a shit. I don't care like, either. But so, if I did, so I would just say they. We, it, it's so we use the word the seven million times a day. Just say it seven million to one times. They. Yeah, it, it's it's absurd that, that it's so pronounced. That's they and you. How do you feel about that? What do they think? How's it going for them? I mean, what the fuck? You don't need he, she. No, no one cares. Right. Anyway. There we go. Basic English. There we go. I'm going to teach it your professor's class. I'm just going to I'm going to take over that, Fox. <laughs> um, I do idle in an Impaka staff, though. Uh, for the it has the refresh, yeah. That's or the refresh, I mean. Yeah, because I, I idle with that Kansu uh, yeah. a lot because it helps with my DT sets. You know, I was messing with the accuracy sets too, and Kansu is so good for accuracy, and because the haste <laughs> helps your recast because you're not capping haste on a mage job generally because you're not using a waste. Yeah, and like the the plus thirty accuracy matters, and on Impaka's staff you also have fifty fifty melee accuracy plus two forty two staff skill. Like you can actually hit things with your staff. Yes, absolutely. So. Uh, like there, there's there's other reasons to care. Like the, those reasons get less cool when you have something like. But think about thing. it. The only alternative for your staff here is a accuracy six store TP six uh, blood rain strap or whatever the fuck it is. It's blood mm-hmm. rain something. Uh, the the Enki strap of magic accuracy ten int ten or thirty accuracy thirty magic accuracy five percent haste six percent DT enmity minus five or whatever Kansu. That is a huge, a huge grip that just makes you hit stuff, makes you land stuff, makes you do stuff. I mean, you're, you're giving up grip for mages. You have six store TP for thirty accuracy, thirty magic accuracy, and capping your haste. You were like, that's that's pretty good for a job with higher. People accuracy. thought it was weird when like the, the the fifth ambuscade weapon I made was Kansu. It, I mean, they're like, why didn't you do that last? That one sucks. I'm like, this is Udu grip for mages. <laughs> yeah, it is. So why why would I not make this? I need to get the glory weapon for it still. I'm using the, the 25 out of 30 instead. But it's still very good. Yeah, I mean, it's still good then, too. Absolutely. I'm, I'm not a perfect mage. But yeah, there, there's not a, like, you, 
you want to keep a lot of weapons in consideration, but there isn't like this crazy list of things that, that we need to give a shit about. Like you don't need. It's just a couple more in other jobs because I don't care about Radic Rod. Like Black Mage can use Radic Rod and I need to pick one up, but I will only pick it up because of Scholar, not because of Black Mage. I still. Yeah, in, because you're there to be a damage dealer. Like Scholar can do both. So you want to have both options. Available. In Dark Arts on Black Mage with a less than perfect set uh, in Mono Wall on uh, Gartel when everything goes wrong and I'm carrying people. I'm carrying for 1,003 without any light arts or like any any light storm, anything up like that. I'm carrying for over 1,000 damage on Black Mage in Dark Arts without having a perfect set. So not having other stuff right now is like I don't need to care for more than 1,000 on Black Mage. And, and you don't need like, you know, the K-Cost set or anything like that for this job, even though you can wear it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even pick K- it up. It's not worth the inventory. I have a full set of K-Cost plus one. But here's the problem with, with K-Cost plus one. There's it only on matters it. On, on your low. No, it matters. But it matters on like your tier twos. Well, yeah, but there's nothing. There's nothing else on it. There's no DT. There's no magic evasion. There's no nothing on it. So when I'm when I'm fully buffed on scholar, I'm in light arts. I've got you know aura storm two, like the whole shebang. Like my cure fours do almost two thousand HP. (laughs) Like you never need to cure someone for two K. That that never happens. If, If it if it if it does need to happen, it means something has gone wrong or someone took like a big hit. But if you're only curing for like twelve hundred, you're still fine. So wear more DT. Like you don't need this crazy set for like high end cures. You want the crazy set for low end cures. It's actually way more important for that. Keeps you MP efficient. As I pull up the K cost set in front of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, healing. Yeah, magic so scholar more. scholar caps uh, cure potency too pretty easily. Um, I really like the uh, Empyrean hands, or not Empyrean, but the relic hands over uh, K cost hands though. Yeah, I just think. Unless you're really determined to, to only stick to using cure one and two as a flex, you just really don't need to even carry the K cost gear at all. Oh, it's not even a, it's not even really a flex. It's just super MP efficient. Like you you were you will never run out of MP doing that. I guess the boots are nice to conserve MP on top of everything, but I don't think you need the rest of it. Maybe the body and boots because it's got cure potency two in the body. And you just... Well, I wouldn't use the body in a lot of situations now because of the Imperium body. Oh yeah, yeah, there you go. That's right. That's so right. Before that, then so. But I'm just yeah, looking at it. There's just really not a lot here that I'm looking at besides potency you don't need. The the yeah. feet have to conserve MP and some healing magic skill on other pieces. And you're, and and you're never bonus. using Rapture for cures. So. Yeah. So I forgot to mention that you can use Rapture on cures, but you never need it. I, I just don't. Need. I'm not sold on even picking up this set at all, any, any single piece of it as a new scholar. I just don't think I need it. That's understandable. I mean, well, honestly, so Fox, if you had zero to five K cost right now and ran your scholar, what would that change? Feet and head. I would get feet and head. No, 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 no. If you had zero to five K costs on your scholar right now and ran out there to do what you always do, what would that change? Uh, it would change probably my cure potency totals. Yes, but I'm saying the direct meaningful implications when all the numbers or the pluses and ones are all added up, the tally is in, the vote count is settled, and the recount's done. What does that change in the scope I of. Would have to, I would have to rebalance this to cap cure potency in a different way. I guess because the cure because potency you, so high. you actually need the, you actually need the cure potency one. Okay. Okay. So there'd be a couple pieces I want to pick up because like on Black Mage, yeah. I only use two or three of the whatever the fucking even with, even gear with from Esha's ties. Even with a Radic Rod, if you're using two pieces of K cost, you're still not capping cure potency one. It's close though. Yeah. It is close, uh, but you want to be capped, and a lot still... of the times. You're going to wear the the pedagogy hands, and if you're trying to wear the Empyrean body, 
then that means you need like your your leg slot to have ten percent cure potency, and if you're using the the guyve trousers, I'll kick you in the throat. Um, so like then it's then it's like a matter. I of have them because of blue mage. Damn you! I know, but because th- then it's a matter of like, are you using in your earring? Are you using Menelaus's ring? Is Menelaus? I actually ring use them on black mage in one set too. The yeah, not the non radic rod set uses the the guyve trousers. I like. I like to free up my cape to be fast cast in that set to offset the metal Alice's ring that I use, but it just depends like like how how you move it around. Like, Cure potency twenty three percent in the rate. The chaos set is good. You just don't wear five of five. Yeah, but like you 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 still want like the the head and feet probably. I had to sit down and actually look at a set to construct to see what I can do. I can't do this on the fly. I I I, I, I can see some pieces being important here, but not not mm-hmm. too many. Yeah, like the, the a lot of it is like mostly bard related now. Like the bard wants to wear a lot of chaos. <laughs> yeah, the bard. Cures. Maybe red yeah. mage. Red mage too. Yeah, red mage likes chaos also. Yeah, at least something but, um, stands the test of time. But for this job, like uh, like white mage, like you back off on the chaos and you want to wear more DT because sometimes you're going to be in the shit on both those jobs. So um, I'm I'm in the shit on scholar quite a bit. Like depending on like where I need to stand for certain things. I, I could see on this job because it has Kcos Black Mage is not using the Kcos tights would be more important than using the <laughs> the other the the nice uh, Promivian fucking fight. Gyve trousers. Yeah, the Gyve trousers. Well, the cool thing about this, and we didn't really talk about a lot of the JSC. We don't really need to, but like you would actually really want to try to wear Academics pants plus three um, because they give you Light Arts plus twenty four, which is plus twenty four skill for for all Light Arts aligned. Oh, that's actually yeah, and okay. they have six negative entity. So we can talk about the stuff real quick. The JSC anything that stands out because a lot of scholar All stuff of is enhanced. JSC on scholar is excellent. Yeah, it, a lot of it's enhanced very importantly by those pieces. Like you talked about the Empyrean feet being super important for focalization. Well, for Klimaform. Yeah, cl- focalization. Klima, yeah, focalization is the head. Klimaforms for the, the feet. My bad. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that are going on in my mind over the course of this episode. There's a lot of different abilities, traits, gear, and everything. So I'm, I'm crossing them. I'm sorry. It, it's, it's hard I don't to play talk about yet. every single piece because every single piece is excellent. Like if, if if you need to be that person that asks the question, should I upgrade this piece of JSE? And you're talking about Scholar. The answer is yes for every single piece. I'm worried that Scholar is going to break me, and then I won't be able to use Organizer, <laughs> and I'm going to have to get a fourth wardrobe. And I I, I don't want to do that. So I'm I'm hoping that I can I can get organizer my, out and start throwing my black mage wicca and everything else in there and just open up enough slots that I can use. Like like I can go I can go slot by slot and tell you, but like every single like to put to put it this way, the least useful piece of JSE I have on Scholar is the pedagogy motorboard plus three, and that's only because the Arbitel bonnet is now really really. Well, I mean, and you say and le- so least awesome. useful, but that is still the huge focalization piece. Yeah, and it's still a high magic accuracy piece with and burst magic, two. Yeah, burst two. So, yeah, and, and it's really not. It's really not that far behind for nuking even versus the plus three head. So it's just still it, it, like like oh. usually when I hear the least important piece, you would think like the piece that you don't have to pick up, but it's still a important piece to I'm, have. I'm also super dumb. I forgot that the academics pants plus three have cure potency plus fifteen percent. So. Uh, okay. You only need like one piece of chaos and like a mana Okay, so see, I'm not wrong here. I, I, oh, wait, I was thinking the ring too piece. has the cure potency and the earring. But you don't want one piece of chaos because it requires at least two to get cure potency uh, two plus four. Okay, so. then fuck it. I don't need the extra four percent cure potency too. My, I'm not. My party's not dying because I don't have four percent cure potency too. Uh, depends. They're, they better not be fucking dying because I'm not 4% cure potency too. I'm casting cures, okay? So, I mean, I could mess around the totals. Every time you take a shortcut, it becomes shorter. So, yes, that is true. That's not wrong. 
But if your cure is going from how much your cure doing, Fox? I'm rough. Uh, for my cure two, cure cure two, either one of them. Uh, cure two is about six hundred. Okay, so if your cure goes from six hundred to to five eighty, are you really gonna? Is, is everyone gonna die? Maybe. I know that that that, that, that five eighty depends on having added a piece of gear, and you're shortcutting one step here. But just you say maybe, you know, you know what I'm getting at here. Oh yeah, I cut it's actually I cut corners reasonable. in a reasonable fashion so I can keep my sanity. Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty reasonable to fill all those two slots with DT. Like if you want to put head and legs or head and feet to DT, you know, there you know nothing's stopping you. It's it's probably a pretty good idea. Um. Do it to manage inventory. You, you have eight through. wardrobes. <laughs> so yeah. Your, your mini's broken and you got all these wardrobes. It sounds like a bad investment. Coming and from I'm someone also, heavily invested in crypto still and increasing, it sounds like a bad investment. So no matter what, though, like even if Pedagogy Mortarboard is no longer even a nuke piece, like you'll still get it because of the Grimoire spellcasting time because that stacks with, with, your, with your arts and you'll use that and the, and the feet. And when those two are combined, you only need like 56% fast cast between arts and those two pieces. So like your 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 staff basically gets you there on a very rare. It like sounds like something together. <laughs> besides the whole point of talking about how this job is the epitome of min-maxing and talking about everything we, we focus on and, and improving and everything like that. It sounds like this job too, the reason people don't like it is because they're so overwhelmed by all the sheer number of options they have. They just simply want an out of ripcord to pull to say, tell me what to wear. I can't handle it anymore. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, actually the academics gown, you probably don't need that much anymore. It's only going to be your highest magic accuracy piece for dark based in feebles if you're wearing like a set bonus. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll just use auto gown probably. So, like, when I work on a set for a, a guide for a job, it's a lot of that process, too, for me, is discovering the things I already know and going over, oh, I didn't need to do this in the first place. Oh, I'm changing this up. Like, oh, I could have gotten rid of my ESLOPs plus one a year ago because I should have been using the, the Archmage's Tombin plus three when my nuking set. I just didn't know better at the time because I wasn't really working down to to, you know playing through all the numbers and running simulations and once you run the simulations you find out oh wow I, the simulations run numbers better than i do because i don't run numbers i just try to add numbers up and see if this number is totally higher than that number as a basic layman would do and when I, when you do those things you get deeper in a job and he makes that's even better i can make a cure set on a rune fencer for example and then i can go back after playing rune fencer intensely for uh, you know a couple weeks later and be like oh i can make a much better cure set than that the same thing happens when you do a guide for a job and just I can imagine scholars the the kind of thing where if I wasn't doing that or if I was making a guide, which I'm not going to do, by the way, it's not happening. And that I'm not even this it's not like a no, no, please don't. No, it's just not happening. I have it's never happening. It's just, someone else will do that. It's never gonna be me. Um I could just imagine just getting so deep into that it's like, oh, and you, you finally get to a certain point where you realize, oh, I have so many things of gear I mean I'm looking at for so many hours and, and so long. You just like everything just starts lining up like the Da Vinci code or some nonsense. And he's like, Oh, yeah. I'm gonna wear this, I'm gonna wear this. That's the best. Yeah. I mean, even if you're not wearing the absolute best, a lot of the time you're still gonna get there. So Correct. That's how I do um, my stuff. But the the thing about the JSE though, Ooh, the best to you talking Fox. about every single piece. <laughs> Without talking about every single piece, is that it all does something that you want it to do in some slot. So upgrade it. It's all there is to it. Yeah, you have to upgrade your JSE for this job. It's a heavy JSE job. Probably. It, I know you hate absolutes, Fox, but is it the heaviest JSE job? 
Um, yes. I'm comparing it to like things like Red Mage, and I would say yeah, probably. Yeah, the other, like, other concept would be like Geo, maybe, or even then, like well, Geo's Geo doesn't head. use all of its pieces. Yeah, it doesn't. Like... Geo doesn't use a lot of its uh, relic. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Blue Mage is very heavy in the Imperium, but it doesn't use most of the other stuff. Like maybe the the head and the legs of an AF or something, the body, and then eh, the feet for White Mage. White Mage is kind of close. White Mage uses a lot of its JSE. But um, yeah, I can't really think of many jobs that use that. Yeah, much. Scholar is at least everything. So, because so many things are, are stratagem wise based that or merit based on top of stratagem based that. We yeah. use these things already, so when every one of those enhances something you use already, you just have no option but to use it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty gross. But but on the plus side, a lot of it is just effort based, so it's not going to like cost you a ton to do it. Yeah, like the 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 artifact set kind of does, but everything else is pretty. Cheap. So as much as the conversation has been on, you have a million weapons, you have a million pieces of gear, you have a million things. Do these merits to that? Like, okay, the person's already overwhelmed and done with scholar. If they're even still here, if they haven't just dropped out and gone down to the pinball arcade and do that instead of playing this game ever again, I'm never going to play Final Fantasy. I'm just going to play pinball. Um, Then it's this job is well. Go ahead. No, you you go. You go. Well, this job is dangerous in that in that aspect because you have access to. It can get out of control. It's a gateway drug. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a better way of putting it. Yeah, it can get out of control, but. If you, if you have up, gear for Scholar, you have gear for Red Mage. If you have gear for Scholar, you have gear for White Mage. You have Black Scholar. Mage. You basically gear all mages. You have Geo. You have everything. So. I, I think, uh, coming from my limited approach here of being a Black Mage only and a Blue Mage only, even though Blue Mage doesn't have really terribly much overlap because it's Herculeans, it's Phalanx, it's other stuff that's it's, uh, you know, Empyrean or, or Relic Gear or something like that, it doesn't have much overlap in terms of using other Mage gear. Going from Black Mage to Scholar... I don't feel like it's a gateway drug to getting me into Red Mage, White Mage, Geo. I mean, I just feel like I'm still just a Black Mage Scholar and have... Like, I'm not going to use KCOS on White Mage. When, when you gear Scholar, you, you basically have all those other... Yeah, you, you do, but... I so mean, it's just a matter of whether or not you want to store their JSE, and that's the gateway. <laughs> well, a lot of the stuff on Scholar is, is just Scholar-specific gear. Like, you have some of the KCOS and stuff, but most of it's just the Scholar JSE. Like, when you pay a white mage, you got to pick up all that white mage shit. The pants, the body, all this stuff's going on there with the That's white mage. JSC too. And red mage got every piece of gear on white mage. Like, but... You already have all the accessories and stuff. That's what's Okay, called. okay, yeah. So, the, yes. The augmented you have the accessories. That you need. Um, that's a big one, too. Uh, stuff like that. You you have all this stuff that, that goes between all these jobs, and that's why once you cure Scholar, you technically have everything geared, and it's a matter of what you want to store. And that's, that's a slippery slope you end up on. That's that's why when I always talk about how how I can gear all the jobs that I have geared, it's because yeah, I have eight Mogwar or wardrobes, but I also have a critical mass of gear so that everything overlaps with everything. And that's how it's done. So and this job is a huge contributor to that. When I think of something like Blue Mage, I think of low floor or uh high floor, low ceiling. When I think of a job like Black Mage, I think of low floor, high ceiling, you know, instead of a high floor. Mm-hmm. When I think of a job like Scholar, I think of like a parabola instead where it's exponential <laughs> where you're like for a, like we're talking about this not getting overwhelmed as a new player kind of thing um picking up scholar it's exponential increasing and like you, or increasing yeah like, you, it, like it gets more difficult the, the parabola is basically just the, the hill 
So you, okay. yeah, you, you pick up all this gear and it's exponential. You have all this stuff, this and that, and you're learning all these things. You're getting overwhelmed by a scholar and you get to the top of that hill and you can finally see down where like, I don't have to pick up any more things. Maybe like I want to work on a herthilgamy or this or that. I have all my JSC. I've gotten 2100. I'm working on scholar. I can do, I don't think I'm a white mage much anymore because I, unless I'm frustrated, like Haya gets on white mage, I think, because he doesn't want to use strategy. He's just tired of using this and that. He just wants to cast cure and be done. I think he doesn't want to play the intense attention of Scholar, recasting buffs, focusing on this and that. He just wants to cast Cure and be done, which is understandable. But you get to that top of the parabola that I think someone like Hayaz at, where he's he has everything he needs for Scholar. He knows how to play it. Um, all his effort's been put into it. He's at the top of that crest. He's exponentially gone up. All his JSC's done. Everything's done. He's, he's got some Master Lowe's, got this and that. He's reached the top of that crest. And then that's the hard part to get to. And like everyone that looks at that part... And then you've gone now, Fox, to the bottom of the parabola on the other side. You've gone down the hill. You've gotten every min-max, every this and that. Like, a lot of the conversation has been on the opposite side of that parabola. When we're down the hill, we have, I've min-maxed my cure ones to cure my whole group. That's a level you don't have yeah. to reach. No, you don't. You don't. It, it's impressive. It's, it's great cool. when you're there, though. It's great. It, is, it, it probably feels great to cast cure one and it, be fucking done in AFK. It makes everything very fluid, that's for sure. <laughs> but I, I think adding both sides of the parabola at once makes it sound like Scholar is this amazing mountain of the top there. <laughs> but I think if everything was kept in perspective tonight, it was yeah. that Scholar has a lot to understand, naturally, of course, a lot to gear up. A lot of macros and problems like that. Working on a Lua. If you can find ones, people just find Luas that don't make a Lua. And, and Fox has no Scholar Lua available. That's just not out there. It's, it's not It's not available. It doesn't exist. Only his group may have it. <laughs> this is what happens when you bother Fox. And then you, you yeah. reach, the, you're climbing up that parabola to that point. And then still at that point, when you're like, you know, can I use immense with a cold aculin? That's when you're like passing down the top of the problem. And when you combine both sides at one time, it's, it's a big problem. But I think if you take scholar in bite-sized pieces, you level up your scholar, you get your little merits there because they're very basic. There's not much to choose there in the category one and two, as we talked about. And you worry about uh, making a macro set that works for you, maybe changing it over time. You can be a scholar and be successful. And you can probably do sorty even if you get to the approach the top of that parabola where you just have basic gear you can make a skill chain reliably you know what's going on you can cost a cure you have a sub job that makes sense and then you can be like a successful scholar in this game without putting tons of effort into it and now that being fucking crazy and having uh fox toggles and levers kind of lua and then if you want to take scholar to the ultimate limit if you want a job that can take you beyond any job in terms of yeah Yeah. you can get deep into the shit and, and a job that rewards you past any amount of effort to reward ratio where all of your min-maxing pays off across everything you do to a, a level of customization of of care and concern where you can show that you're really that fucking scholar. Where like um like mischief soloing stuff on scholar. That's a, a, a an example of how a scholar in this game, uh, even back in the Esha era or onwards, can just fight stuff in a way that most people as a party or an alliance couldn't even do. He was doing solo as a scholar with with helix and kiting and doing different stuff like that because scholar can do that. You have the option to take scholar to the stars here, if you will, and and just get all the reward out of it. So it's a job that you can kind of grow into and be a new player and have those all those AOE nas and races and stuff and cast regens and carries and keep people alive outside of some demanding high damage TP move content something like that. Outside of that, you can do anything on scholar and you can just really take it to the moon here. 
and you can do anything you want, I think should be the point of talking about Scholar here. Because there's a ton of stuff to get talked about. There's a ton of things to get into and get lost into. But if you focus on the fact that Scholar has capabilities and you can grow into it as long as you focus on basic things that people fail because they're bad at doing it in other jobs. If someone fails at nuking, they're a bad black mage, they'd be a bad scholar. If someone fails at curing, they'd be a bad white mage, they'd be a bad scholar. So if you focus on the fact that if you suck at scholar, you probably suck at other jobs too, and you can get better. If you get better, then you're a good scholar and you can do anything. But if you suck at those jobs, you would be bad at doing a white mage too. So There's, I don't know, there's there's a different way you can look at it. Like, there's not just one curve that you're looking at. Like you have a gear curve and then you also have like the skill curve. And I, I, I really like to use uh, my buddy Hayden as an example here. He <laughs> self-proclaimed as a terrible white mage, but he can play scholar just fine. He, he heals for us in Odyssey. And it makes me sad because now I can't be on scholar because I actually really like playing this job. I just never am able to play it. And uh, it's, it's one of my favorites actually. And uh you know, he, he's he's playing Scholar now. He's he's like freshly Scholar. Like he has 550. Like he was excited that he got his stratagem recast down and all that stuff. And he's been doing fine in Odyssey as a healer. Like perfectly fine. Um, it's when you start doing things beyond just being like a white mage with better buffs that the job starts becoming more complicated, starts becoming more gear demanding. So then as you expand on that, you know, that's when it starts getting crazy. And it, it's kind of funny that He's also the same person that provided one of the best quotes I've ever gotten when I'm on Scholar. And that was specifically, you're curing me with Cure One. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the whole quote? That's the whole quote. And it was super fucking hilarious because, yeah, I was just main healing Odyssey with Cure One. And he was just like, is, how is that a thing? And That's a badge of honor for a Scholar because it's a job yeah. that can just take itself and, and just do whatever it wants <laughs> because it's the job that says in the back line. It figures out what's going on. It adjusts the situation and battle flow. And it kind of can fill gaps. And the better a Scholar adjusts, it can't do all the lifting, of course, but the better a Scholar adjusts, it can suit the battle, of course, here because... When we're doing sortie, a scholar adding to nuking, it's very important. It speeds the fight up. Yeah, we can sure. do more. We get more to sortie. You have to have that. Yeah, it's very important. A scholar that also adds to Ango will kill Ango better than just a black mage doing 100% of all the nuking and with a helix oh, yeah. being added. You can have the helix added that's important, and the black mage can carry the fight. That's how easy Ango is if you have a cohesive group because we say Ango is easy, but we've seen people that just cannot beat Ango at all. Yeah. They're not bad. They're just... They're missing pieces to their whole setup. But having a scholar that can fill those roles, because people just downplay, oh, nuking doesn't matter. Oh, this and that. Scholar just carries and buffs. Who cares? But those are the same people that also are now upset they can't just spam Savage Blade on these sortie bosses and they go, oh, this is just bullshit SE design. No, this is Final Fantasy XI. This is how the game works. This is how it's supposed to work. And Scholar, when it's put in that framework of how things are supposed to work that SE keeps now forcing us into, as they should, because that makes jobs like Scholar and Black Mage other jobs appropriate and fun and makes things very lively in strategy and very lively in terms of having to uh, tackle difficulties in this game like you used to have to at 75 and it was cool. It's cool again. So Scholar perfectly occupies both those worlds like no other job can. Yeah. And and I like using Hayden as an example here because he he's an excellent player and he's the first one that's going to tell you that he's a terrible white mage. I love when but, we have an off night and he comes to our group. Yeah, and, and he's, but but just the fact that he can play scholar despite being a terrible white mage should tell you something that that you know that the job is still playable. Like you don't have to be to some sort of extreme to be able to use this job for something beneficial. 
Um, it's just you'll add more to the group. You'll you'll be you'll basically just grow in value as you're able to do more things on the job. I think really Table's first job, Table Smasher, a smashu. Well, his first job was White Mage. I think his second job, honestly, was Scholar. He might have had Beastmaster. That was actually later Beastmaster. But he might have something else in there yeah. that we didn't know or care about. But he always came as Scholar's second job. And as a Gimp new player playing Scholar, he grew into that very well. And he he did the Regenga and he carried everyone. He, he did very well as a new Scholar, just filling in for that. And if someone like Hyden or Table can do it, I know that any number of players that we want to invite to our groups, because I many times I want to invite a Scholar over White Mage. I do it because I can't find a scholar I can trust, which is a problem. Yeah, but that's true. Um, if they've if they've listened to this, or if they've gotten some good resources come as a result of anything in the community, then scholar can be definitely something people want to default to because weather is very important. Even for DDs creating skill chains, weather is important. It, it matters, and so is regen, so is phalanx, so is adloquium, and so is Embrava. Hey, Adloquia matters, okay? Don't don't tell me as the guy who can, who min-maxes cure fucking one that, that Adloquium doesn't matter. Uh, I'll tell you this right now. I never guessed. Oh, 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 you gimp. You, you, oh, you're, you're going back in the parabola here. This downward slope, you're going back to the top. You're... Man, fuck Adloquium. They need to buff that. I think they should add gear to buffs Adloquium because of the same it has yeah. been since 75 era. Yeah, for for sure. It's not overpowered at all, especially because they took no. uh, TP regain away from Embrava, which I'm, pre- I'm I'm happy with because as a black mage doing content, when I get Embrava, it is it is a huge boost to my damage to not have to use other stuff. Like I can I can keep that Wicca body plus one plus three on longer. Yeah, you get the refresh and the haste too. The, the haste especially yeah. it was always there, but the haste especially for my Rika is super big. Yeah. Is a is a powerful spell. Black sure. mage lives in a haste one world, and let me tell you, no other job lives in a haste one world like a black mage. Yeah, uh, that's that's definitely true. It's tough, man. That's how that's how ancient magic two is a thing. Because <laughs> if you didn't have it, you'd be using stone four instead of instead of quake two against uh, well, Dartok and in, in E zone, and you need and quake two is stronger than stone four. If you, if you think back to some of the early stuff that we were talking about for Black Mage, when I was like talking about you know making the Imperian staff and why it's so important, like this is exactly why. Because a lot of times these mage jobs don't actually get the buffs they need. It's not important enough that I would finish the Nukin, unfortunately. Yeah, it's for death, still, and it's for it's for mid casts, it's for scholar stuff. It's not for finishing the Nukin, unfortunately. No, definitely not. That's that's but, the that's uh, the crux of it. Yeah, but it, that's just the thing, though, is that like when you can start considering fast cast for for things because you don't have enough buffs, like that's an issue. <laughs> And it's something you just kind of have to deal with. I mean, Scholar does not get haste too natively, and that is noticeable. It's something that's you should definitely plan for. I think Scholar should haste one natively, but then again, that's that's down to the fixing Scholar. Yeah, like, how do you make Maritas uh, Modus Veritas a, a, a useful or you know impactful job ability or something? It's just that along with giving Scholar haste one. Yeah. I think haste should be ascensionable. It's haste one. What's wrong with ascensioning haste? That'd be that'd be good. I yeah. think it's seventy five. It made sense not to do that. You can accession refresh. <laughs> I think now we should. You can accession refresh. You could at 75, though. Yeah, I accession refresh all the time. <laughs> so at 75, I was happy that we couldn't accession haste because of like, oh, fuck Scholar. They're going to be the job for everyone if they can accession haste. But uh, <laughs> at 99 now, I think accession should absolutely apply to haste. Haste one, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, not haste two. Not haste two. Of course not. You still have to keep these jobs in balance here. I think haste one accession would be great. 
Yeah, having Garuda be the only haste to get to outside of like Embrava is probably the correct move. Yeah, because you're still getting Embrava on Scholar and it's still getting haste two on Red Mage is still an important reason to have Red Mage. You have to balance these things out here. So, yeah, not everyone should have everything forever. That's for sure. But uh, you know, I I think this is very exciting, Fox. I, I, I hope I didn't scare too many people yeah. off the job. I, I don't think you did because I think it makes sense now that that some of the the exciting feedback of I can't wait for the Scholar episode this weekend. <laughs> That came from a couple people. I don't know if I can find One that really quick. Technology. Yeah, there was a couple people that were excited for it. And and thank you to those <laughs> listeners who are into us doing the scholar thing, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for the feedback. And it's it's going to help me be a better scholar, Fox, because I am getting into that. And and maybe maybe you'll be the black mage, and I'll be the, no, you won't be. I'll be the black mage. But there you go. You know, it's 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 gonna. I'm gonna be a scholar sometime for the same thing we're doing now, and we'll have to find a black mage because we will not find a scholar. That's what it comes down to: is you can find a black mage, and I can I can now that I've played it and made the guide, I can critique this black mage. Like last night, we had a dragoon come to our pickup group Odyssey because we were short one person because Hundi had some uh, some stuff going on. Whatever he first Black Panther was sold out. And he was all upset. And then he had some some RL issues and, and couldn't come on to our Odyssey run until later. And we had to pick up a person. And we picked up some person that asked me to critique their Dragoon Savage Blade set. And on the fly, because I did the guide and did stuff like that, I was at his set and I go, do you have this piece? Do you have that piece? Do you have this piece? And I changed like three or four pieces of his set or suggested he should so he didn't have the Salifi belt plus R15 yet, despite having Cap Nayame and stuff, which seemed weird to me. But nonetheless... Yeah. He he had the other stuff that he changed to, and uh, it was good to know on the fly that I could do that. Now, being able to be the scholar and judge black mages, I could say, what gear do you have, and can you match this set, and you can be our black mage. And I could just be the scholar, because I'm not going to find a scholar. You can find maybe a black mage, you can find other jaws, you cannot find scholars, apparently. So being the good scholar is important. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, especially geared scholar, or... Good Trusting a scholar too. Even doing eminence is trouble yeah. for some scholars, and it should not be. So practice, practice if you have eminence, to. But I, I really wanted to hammer home eminence too, because like that's the number one thing that they see scholars fuck up constantly. I don't understand. I, I hate when I see the macro go off and <laughs> like, the, the text. I've used that in even when I go with you to to sortie. Like I've used that when it's just the most convenient thing to hit when I need to do it right then. But there's a reason I do it manually and it's not just to style on people. Like it's, it's better to just learn it and do it manually. I think so too, because the important thing is hitting the macro to do it or then hitting the spell, like not having them in one thing because things go wrong in that. And and just the, the flow of battle might always match that macro. And think about this too. Like if let's say there's a situation where like you have one strat and you're working with another scholar, if everyone knows how to do things manually, yeah, you can't use that macro. That's, if you have that's one scholar. Strat. Exactly. That scholar can open the second scholar and then just say, hey, will you close this? And then they can close it. They'll already be have everything available to do it. And that's cool because when we're we're doing C and we have two scholars, you and Haya being two scholars making a a rotating skill chain of either fire to stone or uh, wind arrow to stone to make multi-step skill chain for D or for C to magic. Oh, yeah, the minor. Yeah, yeah. Having having we'll have as black mage, Corsair and rune fencer. I'll have the Rune Fencer open Herculean Slash. The Corsair will do Shining Blade for Scission. Odds of Black Mage with a Cold Acumen, I will do Full Swing for Liquefaction. And then the Corsair will have TP to do Shining Blade to finish off the four-step. And meanwhile, while we've done that one four-step, the two scholars have finished the last of the the two uh, four-steps on the other mobs with Eminence. And that's how you speed up those runs so you can get all those mobs in one run or just save time to, to mess around with either or something that kind of coordination between two scholars is crucial for doing that with 
with other party members, of course, dinking around with multi-step Black Mage Corsair <laughs> Fencer skill change to do one mob. But meanwhile, the, the Scholars are done with two. Yeah, it's the number one improvement I would like to see on Scholars in, in the community at large. Like whenever I see them, like they just have no idea what to do with skill chains. And if they didn't have that macro, they wouldn't, they would be completely useless with, useless with imminence. And that's not where you want to be on a job where that's like a key feature. <laughs> Lately, the important things to focus on for making level one skill change, you don't have to memorize everything like compression, the detonations, gravitation, you don't have to memorize that. You don't have to memorize yeah. basic things like uh, liquefaction, incision, in which order you make them, make earth or fire. If you, you if you close with fire to earth afterwards, you make fire. If you use earth first, or if you, if you close with earth second and use fire first, it's, it's earth. Like those are the important skill chains to memorize. Those kinds of ones that come constantly for earth or fire or, or detonation with uh, earth or detonation. Yeah, th- those yeah, are the important too. ones. Memorizing other ones are also, of course, important too, but those are the ones that come the most and just knowing those basic level ones. You don't have to know everything. You just have to know the important ones. Like you don't need to know transfiction compression is cool, but you're never going to really be using transfiction transfiction compression. Well, one, of, one of the huge ones that wasn't really mentioned is on the Ida. You have to do uh, frag instead it, of reverb. Yes, you because you you'll heal them with reverb. reverb. Yep, that was a problem we had. Yeah, it's a huge problem. Tr- trying to trying to burst like water or something, and you had to make the level. Or it was it was uh, wind and thunder. I forget which element it was, but if you we were making just a basic. Uh, thunder or something it was healing them or or distortion it was it was healing because they were using reverberation which was healing them for water instead of using something different to make uh, uh, a proc for bursting ida which was a problem at first we had to fix yeah it's one of those times where you have to know when to use the tier two and why you're using it instead of just defaulting to that because otherwise you want to use the tier ones like i was saying yes you just more you can expand there could be a whole god in eminence (laughs) there probably could be yeah it wouldn't be long. Like, like honestly, if someone sat down and wrote a basic thing on eminence, it would not be a very long thing. Not many caveats. There's not many rules, and but people just need to read. Don't cast this because it'll heal. Use the helix to close this tier two, as opposed to that, or or long or short close. Long and short close, dude. I've never had a scholar do long and short close, Fox. Before you did long and short close, it's just a basic thing. But I've just never had a scholar do it. You know, it's a macro for one thing. That's it. I never realized it until recently, but I, yeah, I, I've never noticed another scholar do it besides me either. <laughs> you would think I, a I helix is a basic thing, but when you multi-step I, helix, I just always chalked it up to people just never doing it manually. Yes, like, that's it, correct. It, that's why it manually, maybe I could see that, but I just assumed because people don't do it manually that they didn't know. I didn't know that most people just didn't know that. So before we close, Fox, go over your multi-stepping long short close for e-boss in the basement for example because that's the one everyone can do e-boss you have a long and short close on scholar okay yeah so for e-boss uh what i'll do is i'll typically open with like a regular fire and then i'll so i just use imminence as a given here but i'll, I'll do fire and then i'll say uh, i'm close i'm long close on earth um so then they know that it's closing decision and then I'll just continue it with like a regular fire. And then if the timer on the helix isn't up again, I'll just, uh, because when you go back to fire, it becomes liquefaction again. And then I'll go back and either do stone, and I'll say short close stone, or I'll say long close stone, uh, depending on which one closes. I don't know if that's what you were looking for, but. Yes, because you, you'll do a multi different step of long and short close. Or when we look at the fusion, the fusion's actually a huge one. The fusion is big because that's the one that works out by being able yeah. to take level one to level two. You can't do so that, that for one, Earth. 
I'll just say open and the open is given because I'm the only one who needs that knowledge and that's stone. And then I'll say uh, long close um, for, I'll say long close fire. So that way, or no, I'll say long close liquefaction. I say specifically what the skill chain is uh, because that way people know what to burst on it. And then I'll say long close fusion because I'll, I'll then close uh, the uh, the imminence helix for the fusion as well. And that's that's a pretty important one. To, to extend it like that because it makes it a very, very huge burst window. It is. And fusion is the one thing you can do that with on level one. So you can't do it with any other one that I can think of or that I know. It is yeah. it is scission to liquefaction, so stone to fire on scholar. And then you can take that to level two by using a uh a, a thunder to make a fusion. So you can either do long or short there, but it just having the option to multi-step for fire, it's good for G, it's good for C. And when Icy Grasp, or if you're fighting Amamon, if that works, we haven't tried that yet, we're not going to do that directly, but when you're fighting Ida, if Icy Grasp is used and you have two Scholars, you're in the money because that's the only time you're going to be able to get the extra 10% burst and longer window there. Uh, Icy Grasp on Ida is the is the golden zone for two Scholars for nuking because multi-stepping on Scholar there, so just doing fusion and stopping, doing liquefaction to fusion with long and short closes of using Helix or not, is is the the golden center for killing Ida as fast as possible. Yeah. That, that is when he uses that one of the five abilities you have the option of. If he uses that one twenty percent of the time, that is that is the it. that is the greatest one to capitalize on. You will kill, and you will win that fight, or you should. You should. Yeah, it's not not given, but you should. Yeah, <laughs> you should. It at least speeds it up dramatically because you get extra closes in there for sure, and you get extra damage in there from the extra step. Every step of a skill, a multi, of a magic burst skill chain, there, every step added is an extra ten percent damage. Yeah, you don't actually have to increase it up a step. Yeah, it doesn't it matter what level you close, but it matters how many times you close every step of a yeah. skill chain. And that's the whole idea on the e-boss from going back and forth between uh, fire and, and earth. Even if they're not bursting fire, the fact that you're perpetuating that skill chain is increasing their damage. If you Went a little longer on that window. I didn't have time when you were doing fire and earth. Even though I'm getting an extra ten percent every time, I didn't have enough time when it you were. It gets weird. It does get <laughs> weird. It gets really short. I know, yeah. but it gets very, very short. I, I would stop because it. You, I would the second to, one then. Yeah, to the fire, I would stop then. The part that's kind of strange is that while, while a lot of the spells cast very quickly, um, it's not the same as using a weapon skill. So you have to you have to go sooner because you're activating a job ability, and then you also have the cast time even when it's short on like a tier one spell. All of those things add up, and you can miss your window pretty easily if you if you mistime that. So, not being a scholar, I didn't know that, and I was thinking to myself, "Man, I can't even have time to close." But if I know it's coming, I have time to close. Uh, if I, I actually, if, if I'm trying to catch up, I'll never catch up. One of the things I I never mentioned, and uh, and it's probably good to bring up now, even though we're still talking about it. We're we're, cl- uh, we're wrapping up here, Fox. I I actually watch you nuke while I'm doing messaging. I try to watch you do stuff, so I try to line up with you. So I'm trying to watch you while you're trying to watch me. Yeah, basically. And you should be doing that. Um, so, so yeah, basically, uh, like, if if I notice that your cast timing is off for, like, when the window starts or something, I have no problem starting a new window early because I know that you're not going to get another person. That's some advanced level scholaring. Yeah, it it it's it changes the timing in which the the cadence in which you use those. Now, now that I know that you're watching me, now I know that I'm not living up to the Fox standards because I know I'm not nuking a lot of windows there. You're watching. It's fine because you you can't like there's no way to sync it up perfectly because there's different cast times depending on what spells you're casting of to burst on as the black mage, and then also my timings are different because I'm doing long and short close, so I always try to make sure like. If you've ever wondered why sometimes I throw a short close in there, 
like when it doesn't seem to need to exist, it's not because of my timers. It's because you don't need the long close because I know your timers are down on your long spells. <laughs> that's why oh. I do that. Holy yeah, shit. That's Fox. crazy shit, isn't it? Uh, that's, I'm, that's, I'm actually counting. <laughs> I, come on. No. I'm not kidding you. I'm come on. Kidding. Yeah, that's why I do it. If you've ever you know, wondered why I randomly throw short close in there. I, I have wondered. I'm like, it throws my sink off. Yeah. You it's do know that I. I you do it's know because I don't. I might not be accurate. It's because I I know there's a relatively high chance that that you're uh, that you're not going to be able to close additional. You, you uh, do know I'm closing in my my recast fifteen percent body and other stuff like that in my hands and feet yeah. that I've recast. Yeah, because you told me you use Wicked Code plus three. Yeah. Yeah. So you do know that my Stone Four is always up. So at Probably. worst, I'm opening with Stone Four, and as long as I have a burst on window, that's still better than not bursting. So I'll take the Stone Four and be done if if everything's still on recast because I live in a haste one world. Yeah, but I mean, if you go tier six to stone four, there's a chance that you'll miss it if you had if you hit a prior burst in that window before. I whenever I go stone so. six to stone four, I'll always hit it because stone four is fast enough. I can't uh, go like stone six to quake two unless I I'm get, really guess, precise on timing. I guess stone isn't the. This is actually isn't the best the best example. The the time I do this the most any any tier is, four is, is actually the the time I do this the most is when I'm doing the uh, the triple X skill chain. Actually, yes, that that when would you be have the, the most here. chance to blow all your fire spells. That that yeah, that that is that is one hundred percent correct. That's when I blow everything. That's when that's when that's when even fire four is on recast. And then um, I'll also do it more often when I'm using tabula because I know I have strats to throw away. She's you know I always knew you were a great scholar, Fox, but I I I didn't know you going to this extent of trying to plan the circumstances around your actions into your actions themselves. That that if, if I can, that's a fucking bottom of the parabola on the other side of the slope there kind of kind of existence <laughs> that, that, is, that is dramatic. If 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 I can plan this stuff out, it's fine. Like where where my faults lie. You're a true is, scholar. Well, I I don't have like the best reaction time to a lot of things, so that's one of the things i'm not as great at but if i can plan stuff i can plan stuff for days so that's uh what do we learn yeah, folks? Something to shoot for like do imminence correctly <laughs> what do we learn folks that being a scholar means you can be all the scholar that you can be holy fuck yeah there's really cool minutiae like i was saying you know, that guy kind of encouraged me to live it to be a better scholar, Fox. The fact that your scholar will be ever the mine ever will be. I can at least try and be some of the scholar that you are. I mean, planning all those things around, people just don't do that. They just kind of want to sometimes just play the game. That given, of course, it's, just trying to, even, cool. trying to even do that is still a, a hurdle in itself on top of being good at everything else and managing strategies, managing what's going on, paying attention to other people. Because I can only focus like two people in the party at a time, like the tank and me and the scholar. I'm not paying attention to the ranger, the core, the whatever the fuck's going on. I, I'm only paying attention to half the party at a time. That's why I always value my back line, so they they fill in my blind spots. But I can't I can't watch all these things at once. So the, to see you kind of like well, do these things, I go ah shit, I can't even keep up. I, I can't always do that either. Like when it, basically it, it's more feasible when I when I know that everyone else around me, I don't need to micromanage. Yeah, that's actually very so, important. Having a good group as a scholar yeah, knows like, that I don't you want can to focus on like different I'm areas. Some sort of like like omnipotent god at scholar. Yeah, the, the fucking like, scholar god here. Cure I'm one and, and does everything based on everyone else's timers. But when I but have these counting facilities available because I don't have to do other things, that's where you can push it further. And like nobody listening to this should think that they, in order to be a good scholar, they have to do that. that well, I that think that's a given at this point. Level, yeah, that that is insane level shit that you don't need to do. But it's cool if you can do it, and it's not going to make or break content if you can. 
So. It, well, it may make or break a certain run based on how things go. We've had enough time up to the end to just finish things based on your your effort there. That but you, that, but that's why made we a absolutely. But that's why we absolutely smoked the G boss though. <laughs> oh God. yes, it is, dude. That G boss. Yeah, we kill that thing in like less than two minutes. That that G boss <laughs> and just no the F boss especially is what I'm thinking of. The F boss, oh, yeah, the way that goes down. That, that, that forget about it. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, all yes. styling aside. Style, styling aside, <laughs> care wanting aside, Fox, I think this was actually, I knew it was going to be good. I knew it was going to be informative. It's a mage job. I, if I can talk well, about mage job. Yes. Man. A mage job <laughs> is always the epitome of this game because of the mechanics and diversity and levels of, of shit you can get into a mage job, of course. But I knew this episode would be fun. I knew it would be informative. I didn't think it would be as enth- enthralling and exciting and uh you know all encompassing as this episode has been <laughs> yeah i think yeah, we covered I, I, everything for not having an outline uh yeah for not having an outline that was the best free flow i think we've had yeah yeah probably better than black mage too that's pretty crazy yeah black mage i could have been better on but it's black mage is still good yeah but i mean we do less things on black mage <laughs> yeah yeah they, you know you kind of get all over the place though when you're you also also with scholar apparently you can spend like an hour and a half talking about eminence <laughs> you know it's the final countdown to skill chain window. Yes. So thank you, Fox. And any words of wisdom? I know you didn't bring your poetry book with you, but any words of wisdom to impart onto the listeners beyond be a scholar that cares? Uh, Yeah. Don't just use auto macros. <laughs> yes. Don't just use auto macros. Sometimes you can. But yeah, not every exactly. time. If you're in a two-scholar group, you probably shouldn't be. If you're in a one-scholar group, you can, because there's nothing that's going to... I mean, maybe you have a, a, a ranger skill chain with you, maybe there's a problem. I don't want to be too much of an elitist, but you should try to wean yourself off. It's really not... like So if I'm on a controller, I can see it being hard. I'm on a keyboard, so all I do is hit Control-J, and, and my and my stuff goes. I got my, my stuff right there. So, yeah. uh, I mean, but on a controller, I can see it being difficult, so... So one beneficial thing about, I guess my words of wisdom would be, if you're going to learn how to do skill chains like correctly on Scholar, it actually helps your ability to play DD jobs and understand those skill chains too. Yes. If you try. Yeah. And it it basically makes your play better elsewhere. So just learn it. That's all I got for you. Uh, We had a samurai we invited for our pickup group sortie today that Fox was busy doing his paper for whatever was going on or whatnot. And their name was Godfrey. And I was impressed with them because uh, I, it, was a shit, it was a shit run. I'll say that right now. It was an idea I had. I wanted to test out if we could use Corsair's role and Sam's role and, and, have, and just <laughs> mow down all of H and G and get points. Because it's like we, we didn't care about Starstones. She probably gets weird with the Dolans. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But we had a summoner and we had a bard and we had Shirtso and Earthen Armor and then we did not die with our Armor okay. on top of Shirtso. That's That was the difference there. Okay. Um, but it was a samurai that actually cared about skill training for once. And when I said we're going to farm EP, they didn't know what EP was. Um, uh, so they said they might not be the right samurai for the group. And I, I said back to them, well, I said back to them that sure. we're, killing, <laughs> we're killing fodder mobs here. You don't have to worry about it. Can you do basic samurai stuff? Which it sounds like you can because I screened the samurai before this even happened. I said, I um, they said, what do you want? And I said, do you know how to use hybrid weapon skills? They said, yes. I go, 
Do you have a doji instead of just a Masamune you use for everything and use your doji for higher weapon skills? They go, yeah, and I even have an Orpheus rule and I have a weather rule and this and that. And I go, okay, well, you said all those things. Therefore, I know you care and have this pointed out. You can come. And then they said when I said EP, as a 41 master level uh, samurai, they never heard EP before as a nomenclature, I guess. And they said, maybe I'm not the right samurai for this group. And I said, no, you're good. You're fine. And I said, just use your polearm for the bee and the bird. Use your Koki and Kagero for the undead mobs. And otherwise, try and skill chain when you can. And I kid you not, as a person who just said those basic words, I have never seen a samurai or any player, a DD in, in my pickup group existence, perhaps, that focused to the, the words I said to them, those limited number of words, so closely and so intently that they just followed it for the entire run. And it, the run was better for it. They were trying to close skill chains. Mm-hmm. They were doing this and that. Just... Uh, just watching someone with that basic instruction follow all those instructions at a T, it's not something I usually have with a pickup group. And I know hmm. I was teasing he didn't know what EP was, but uh, when Godfrey came into our group, as shitty as our run was for 11K and, and fucking no star stones, and, and, right. and not, I mean, I got like 50K EP, so even the EP wasn't wasn't worth my hour time. I would have got more EP That's on fucking sad. crabs. Yeah, it was, it was, not, it was not good. That, as I said when we left, I go, let's never do that again. Although we did get a plus one <laughs> earring for everyone. That was interesting. Hey. Yeah, that was I'm something. That was, that was a side benefit that kind of panned out. But to watch a guy switch to polearm for the B and close skill chains and just try to find his own mob and do multi-step skill chains, and then when I jump on with him on Dragoon, which is what I was on, do stuff like that, I mean... As a melee, learning to do skill chains that way is really impactful. So when I found a guy that could do that today, I was very impressed. I wanted to give him a shout-out for that while we're on the subject. Nice. But playing a DD, yes, learning to do those skill chains is very helpful for being a scholar because playing a job like Samurai or even Dragoon or something, uh, those skill chains are everywhere at all times, constantly. And getting those memorized, you should at least know level twos perfectly, but at least scholar is the problem is it operates in level ones. So a job like Samurai using Kagero and Koki might know level ones a little better. Uh, mm-hmm. But playing, yeah, as you said, Fox, Didi is very important to, to doing that. I just want to give that guy a shout out really quick over on the subject is, is the problem. But hey, well, it worked out. It's very rare to hear. I, I, was, I was impressed because the Bard, um, <laughs> the Bard was not, I mean, the Bard listened to the songs I wanted. That was impressive in itself. I said, we're in the basement. Give us a Madrigal, please, because we need it for the bee and the bird. I didn't want to like. I didn't want to juggle. Only give us a madrigal when we have the wild keep. They probably would have done it. I just can't expect a scholar, to, uh, a bard, to ever do that when we have a bard. And I did shirtso for the Dullahan. I said, just give us a shirtso. We didn't have Dullahan for most of the run. They just did it randomly when we had it. I go, okay, they listened, so that was impressive. But the the bard kept throwing out Savage Blade constantly, and the the samurai said at the end, it was really frustrating having a bard take away a hundred k light skill chain because they did a twenty k Savage Blade. Yeah. But it shows they paid attention. I was very impressed to have two people that paid attention and just the samurai. I've never had a DD I called in that like followed every word to the T and actually but knew actually skill chains. Up to being a DD for once. Yeah, and actually knew skill rare. chains and was focusing on he's making look with factions and oh geez. That's why I always say that people pretend that they're DDs when they're not. And I'm glad this guy actually was a DD this time. So Yeah, shout That's out to Godfrey of Asura. Yeah, good job, man. But yeah, the playing a DD and knowing skill chains. I don't know if you'd actually like download the skill chain add-on so you constantly see skill chains on your screen flying by you to know that there's awesome. actual properties. I, I mean, at least just seeing even them. Then, even just then seeing them might help on your screen. Yeah. 
Because I only know level one skill chains on the jobs I play. Like when I have a samurai with me, I don't like know what they have other level one properties to like throw out. When I'm on a job I play, yeah. I know I have level ones on on shining blade or whatever the fuck I have or or uh, mm. scission on top of savage blade or something. I, uh, but for like a samurai, I don't know what the fuck they have as a level one. So <laughs> they have them. I just have to pull it up on wiki because I don't play that job. Oh, they sure do. But it is important to learn that because level ones are the most complex. There's more combinations there and the most frustrating elements. Yes. Even um, I don't have them memorized. Yeah, and they, they don't chain together in ways that are intuitive either. It, definitely don't. I will say it's only with Sortie Fox that I've had to memorize the continuous go chain of level twos. I have not memorized that until Sortie now. I've had to learn that I can do a fusion after a distortion or I can do a gravitation. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I had to learn the multiple level two ways. Worlds, I call it. Yeah. Yep. I, it's you only with sortie and stuff lately that I've had to memorize that because that's how it keeps coming up and it's very impactful. Yep. Sure. I guess the content succeeding and actually making the game playable. Yeah, actually, because you get to bring a lot of approaches, and as long as you know what you're doing, they, huh, it's going to work out. I guess. It's unfortunate that that uh, Odyssey didn't have that effect because of the bullshit resist ranks they added to it which i understand hoping it would too because like purifying it down to like base jobs made it feel like they were trying to like give us some sort of fundamental understanding of our jobs but really all it did was just dilute it to like the most effective strategy because we had less options only at v uh uh, r25 for v20 Uh, yeah only that happened that way but it wasn't until i looked at the magic accuracy table you made fox recently making the sets today that i realized why they did what they did with those fights so they made Odyssey a lower level. I don't know if this is going to be groundbreaking to anyone who complains. Like the whole reason we had a problem with skill chains and everything, we just said, oh, this is bullshit. They should work. They made Odyssey a lower level, level 134 or whatever, and then increased the behind stats like it was a high tier battlefield like they were used to, where they had a shit ton of magic defense, except they didn't this time because they had a DT instead. Like a high tier, very difficult Leviathan is like 400 magic defense bonus, which is ridiculous. Nothing in this game has 400 or 450, whatever it is. It's like 400-ish magic defense bonus. Nothing else has that in this game. That is a huge divisor against your magic defense, a magic attack bonus that doesn't exist for anything. VD, Ambuscade, 150 Miryu, 150 Amamon. None of these things have even close to that magic defense. It's not even fucking close. It's 100 or 122 if it's a rune fencer. So having 400 is fucking ridiculous. They did that with the high tier battlefields. They did that with the the Odyssey fights because we have no sub job now, so we're weaker. Less stats, less HP, less power, less options. So they made the mobs weaker in Odyssey, 134 with higher stats. So to compensate for that, because otherwise mages would hit constantly, I think they took the low level because the low level means it's easier to cap magic accuracy. They could raise evasion, but the resistance ranks and everything are tied to magic accuracy. So they lowered the resistance rank on these mobs so that because we're already a high-level character with better gear and, and uh, all these things that are... We have no problem capping higher levels of resistance rank. They lowered the resistance rank to 30% and 25% for these high-level mobs, which kills our skill chain damage besides the 1% DT per vengeance level. They did that because otherwise it would be too easy to just constantly have everything landed without any effort whatsoever because they had to make the mobs weaker because we had no sub-job. They wanted to compensate by making mobs weaker than we were already fighting, because we're fighting higher-level mobs in, in Esha than 134. I mean, they made them weaker in this because we had no sub-job. So to try and balance it, they made every resistance rank super low to balance the lower-level mob they gave us, which is really weird, yeah. but it ends up... When I looked at the magic accuracy tables, I saw, I go, yeah, I guess I guess if the mob had 100% anything, 
it would be trivial to do anything with magic accuracy and you could just do whatever and skill chains would kill everything and it would be no problem because no sub job no problem you just skill chain and kill it so I guess it kind of makes sense now when I look at the resistance ranks and magic accuracy requirement, but eh. Because you can land all yeah. debuffs from the weapon skills instead of having to choose uh, particularly whether you want to land uh, magic defense or defense down with the uh, armor brick or something and to only do it on a, a couple mobs like uh, Mbos or whatever. It would have to, it would land on everything otherwise. So they kind yeah. of balanced it that way in a weird, awkward manner. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think uh, that's basically exactly it. Um, one of the things that I do want to actually test when the new uh, Columbia comes out is uh, just, just based off of Ongo. Um, I actually want to take a Rune Fencer to that fight and have him do uh, Water Rake and then try to uh, Blade Techie it to death with hybrids. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can hit cap damage, but I'd have to check it out first. But yeah, if you lower the resistance ranks, that's exactly what I think they were trying to stop us from doing was abusing things like hybrid weapon skills. Correct, yeah. Damage, yeah. So you could do that too, even though Rake's not that long. But also what what's cool about for him is Kalunga has perhaps the most threatening attack of any mob in that, that area. Because his chomping can kill a tank if they're not blocking yeah. with their shield or if they're a rune fencer, they might not parry because you can't parry like a shield can block constantly. The uh, attack down from Weapon Break or something lands on him because it's water-based for a fire mob, so that's always interesting. That they, they, they seem like they try to balance these things out. It just doesn't always work out in the end when we, when we approach the content. Yeah, for sure. Because Kalunga's the only thing that'll kill me as Rune Fencer in there, so... I'll tell you what, though, man. It felt really good landing Burn on Ongo without fucking Elemental Seal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on V20. Understanding those levels now has been super helpful. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> So that'll definitely change the game on 25 for sure. At any rate, though, uh, great episode, Fox. Thank you for your time, even though I know you're very busy this weekend doing your schoolwork and all your projects and papers and nonsense. Oh, no problem. I just stopped sleeping. <laughs> Stop sleeping. <laughs> you know, I, I actually don't doubt that. So that's actually concerning. <laughs> Happened to me last quarter, too. Oh. I was doing the AI projects. <laughs> You know, if I had known I was costing, I would have, have given us the short version of this episode and been like, okay, Fox, let's do this and well, do it in an hour that's and a actually half. Why I, that's actually why I missed the thing this morning was uh, I actually just woke up. Hey, you know, it sounded like I you just woke up. to finally sleep, yeah. <laughs> when you joined this morning when we were making sortie, you, know, you you joined just as soon as we'd entered the moment of, which was fucking weird. We go, as soon as you joined me, go, ah, collectively. Yeah, I saw that. You, <laughs> it's fine. But you said, uh, what, did I, what did I admit? I'm like, oh, this guy just fucking woke up. What happened? <laughs> yeah, you're like, whoa, 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 the 4th of July? I saw my, I heard my shit beep. And... Yeah, I did an at Fox, and then it was like 10 minutes yeah. later you, you came in. Understandable. I got plenty of sleep last night, and I still, I hit snooze for like 25, 7, 27 minutes in bed before I even roll over. It, yeah. do, it doesn't help that this morning I was all comfortable, and then the cat decided to push my arm out of the way, I'm on my side, push my arm out of the way, curl up with his back against my pillow, put his butt into my chest with my arm around him and put his little head against my hand. I'm like, okay, I guess we're going to sleep another 20 minutes, huh, buddy? And it's just to kind of you fall back asleep and it's like, oh, I guess we're still sleeping, huh, buddy? Well, he's just going for the asshole stand. Yeah, he was, he was putting his butt in my face, but he was, <laughs> he was, he was probably wrapped between my arm and his pillow on my side. <laughs> yeah. Funny. That's okay. I, I, you know, having a butt in my face is not a not a turn off. I guess <laughs> sometimes you just got to do things in the heat of the moment. 
But send us an email at WTF and Final Deal at gmail.com or join r slash Final Fantasy 1-1. We've had recently, Fox, there's been very little activity because I'm not trying to pump the activity up. I want it to be genuine. I don't want to, like, carry the thread myself, although I, re- I respond to everything because it's still not at that point yet where it's self-sustaining. But recently there was a good Black Mage thread where a guy had posted that they were new to the job and trying to figure things out. And they asked actually good supplementary questions I was happy about. They just basically the thread is new dash two dash black mage space questions. And they asked uh, good questions like uh, which tier nukes do you typically use? Only the high ones, uh, four to six in most cases, and assuming da da da. Or is the AF body something you toggle into if your elemental magic sets only when you're low on MP? Uh, why is there a death idol set and is the point to have max MP gear whenever you use a spell ability in order to da, da, da Or in what situations would you really be casting in a cold acumen set? Da, da, da. So it was, it was supplementary questions to someone learning Black Mage, as they said, new to Black Mage with those dashes. Are good questions, guy. Yeah, those are good questions. Why is there a death idol set with more MP? When do I use AF body? What tier nuke should I focus on uh, or a concern, which is the first of minor questions. They move to the more important questions after. And uh, when am I using the full cold acumen set? These aren't like Basically, what do I what wear? I wear? Yeah, what do yeah, I wear? Um, is 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 mythic worth it? You know, those kind of bullshit yeah, questions I hate. Stupid questions. Yeah. yeah. So as and they finish off. Like I said, I'm just getting into all of this. So any other advice would be much appreciated. But you know, those those good questions would pop up on uh, the subreddit as opposed to the one which posts how to make gill in 2023 from B for Beard or Ambuscade Volume 2 N, you know, from Riddy Pollen or something nonsensical and fucking retarded. But, so join the subreddit. And otherwise, we had the email and the link shell is sometimes in the concierge. We've had enough people recently that I'm not crazy about saying join a link shell. Although you can still join it, there is still room. Otherwise, Discord's in the description. Fox enjoyed his fruit beer very much this episode, and... Yeah, that's about it. Later, guys.